So if I this episode of PKA is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and ten percent off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code PKA at checkout. A better web starts with your website. All right, that was our sponsor, Squarespace. Thank you so much for for pimping the show. Um, check them out; they're the best at what they do. They, uh, they they help you make websites. It starts at eight dollars a month. There's a coupon code PKA. There'll be a link on the side of the video, a link in the description, and uh, click on it and see what you think. You'll be impressed. That pro you can't sponsor. afford not to. <laughs> that wow, that's a really aggressive sales pitch. <laughs> Very aggressive. We, you know, we treat them right here. <laughs> yeah. Them Who there. are we treating right? Squarespace. Oh, I don't that's know, a good man. point. <laughs> um, yeah, so Squarespace, they are they're sponsoring our podcast and and we love them for it. So, Did they have you do the Squarespace song for them when that thing rolled out? They no, they have a um like a really professional voiceover guy. He might be Australian or British, I don't know. Kyle, do you know his accent? I don't know. It sounds very professional though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I had a decent voice for radio and this guy makes me feel like I'm still 9 years old. Uh so yeah, he he does this Are you thing. He's talking about the the this episode of PKA, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking he sounds about excellent. Pretty specific. Uh, they they had some guy do like a uh, uh, an actual Squarespace jingle song. They had us play it on our show and do commentary on it. It was kind of hilarious. I would love to do. Please give us a song. Put some bad words in it, and uh, hell, I'll even roll video. Not if too many. Yeah, you're right. We wouldn't want them on the show. <laughs> This is our guest. Well, we should intro the guest. Oh, we had the same thought. Um, our guest is Linus, and I would be calling him Linus because I'm terrible with names. And there's another. Wow, that's awful. Linus named Linus. Linus isn't even a name to mistake Linus for, though. Lin- nobody's named Linus. They are. You know. There's. Uh, have you heard of Linux, the yeah. operating system? Yeah, Linux. Yeah. Linux. That's not a yeah, person's that's like name. Linus and Unix. It's not like Linus no, and. It- his name, Linux. he pronounces it Linus. Oh, yeah, but he's Swedish. That's the thing. But I'm... <laughs> th- that's my struggle. There's this, swe- like, there's this Swedish guy who is mega popular. And like in geek circles, he is King Geek. And, and he wrote the original Linux kernel, and he called it Linux. And he's, there's this like MP3 that's been played a trillion times, and it says... My name is, or this is Linus, and I pronounce Linux Linux, and uh, and it's I, I've just been saying Linux for twenty five years now, and I will say Linus so tonight. Excuse you when you when you don't call Linus Linus. I'm let's, gonna call. I'm gonna let's go just all call him. Linus yes, go ahead, screw it up. <laughs> let's all call him Linus, and then that way there won't be any confusion. <laughs> all right. Well, tell you what, I'll switch just for you guys. I am a guest after all. <laughs> Done. Uh, uh, yeah. So let's talk about you. You've got two channels. Um, tell us about them. Well, I guess it depends on how you define how many channels I have. How many subscribers would a channel have to have minimum for it to count? Million. A million? <laughs> well, then I have none. Actually. <laughs> but, but combined, how many channels do you have? One, maybe? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Combined, I have more than one. Then I have like one in a fraction of one. So uh, mostly technology stuff. Uh, Linus Tech Tips is actually going to crack a million in about a week. Uh, Tech Quickie wow. just cracked 300,000, so that's 
it's still technology, but it's a very, very different format. We do, um, it's very heavily edited, uh, kind of, I don't know, SciShow, except about, like, USB connectors and shit instead of things that actually matter. Um, and then I've also got another one that we just started called Channel Super Fun, and that's 50,000 subscribers, and that's just the entire definition of that show is that we have to take something that is super fun so that's the super fun bin on the floor over there. Mm-hmm. It has to be super fun, and it can be kind of anything. It can be like a, a water balloon launcher, or it can be a, a brisdeer that also doubles as a camel, you know, drink pack. Um, and then we we have fun with it. So so there's that one, and then there's another one with like videos of my cats, and that one's pretty small because I don't really maintain it anymore because the videos are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing that you have in the Linus Fun Box? Oh, the Linus Fun Box right now? Gee, wow, that's a great question. Oh, we just man. uploaded our video with the marshmallow gun, so that was fun. We have mini strobe, so we actually have something uh, pretty fun planned for that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with this. I was just browsing on Amazon, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best $3 I could ever spend. <laughs> So we're just going to find some stupid-ass places to put a bunch of these, and then that'll be super fun. <laughs> I, uh... It's the entire channel. Oh, I don't even... So my wife has strictly forbade me, I think I pronounced that right, to talk about this. But, um... Oh. And, and yet... <laughs> here and I yet am here pers- we are. Proceeding delicately. A subscriber sent me a robotic blowjob machine. Wow. Yeah. And it was expensive. I, I don't know what it goes for, but it's like somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred dollars. And, uh, and the guy owns a small business, and he's doing really well. And he had it to, to blow, so to speak. So to speak. And uh, like <laughs> oh, Jackie you. knew all about it. I told her we were kind of laughing and giggling or whatever. And when it arrived, she's like, "No, no." And um, the the big risk is that like I bring shame to my daughter who's in high school right now and. Um, so for those of you hoping that I like play with the robotic blowjob machine on air and, and do that, I can't, I can't, I have, I have kids and, and, uh, you know, it, it would be perhaps so catastrophic instead, for them. So instead and, make a planter out of it and put a flower in it and put it over there on the shelf. Come on. And the flower will just get like taller and shorter and taller and shorter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you turn but, it like, on. There's just that terrible ying, 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 ying noise in the back for the whole podcast as it's fake sucking <laughs> a dick. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So, um, so that would probably be the coolest thing in the Woody Fun Box that I can think of. That uh, that a sub sent me. <laughs> I don't know if I have a Kyle Fun Box, really. Oh, you know damn well there's a Kyle Fun Box. That's just his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his adult. I mean, uh, the, I, I've got a couple of like drawers that are like full of cool stuff, I guess, but it's just a mixture of stuff. It's nothing in particular. I mean, and it's not used, all cool stuff. We used to have a segment where it was like you'd give something away <laughs> from your drawer. You'd pull stuff out, and it's like here's a fifty cal bullet. Here's like brass knuckles. Here's I don't know what else you'd pull. I like neat it was stuff. Like, there was like video games and like ra- like razor products and all yeah. kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Linus almost screwed it up right there. Your operation is really kind of cool. I, I think people underestimate what it takes to make. Like to bring the kind of production quality that you bring. I'm on a a subreddit called Videography, and there was Mm -hmm. a guy who's like, "You know, what camera do I need?" As if like the proper camera body would would 
give like you know, li you know Linux Linux tech tip level videos. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's gonna be all night. You should hear me try to watch Game of Thrones. It's it's the it's the worst. <laughs> but um, uh, you you rented a house for your business. That's that's what I'm you're in right now. That's not uh, where yeah, you live. Yeah, I'm 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 in it. I mean, the thing about what we do is that it actually takes up an unbelievable amount of space. Um, I had a, kind of a kind of a funny incident with BitPhoenix, their computer case manufacturer, where I think they thought they were doing me a favor, but they released a case that had a couple different variants in terms of internal layouts and colors, and they sent me what must have been about a half pallet of them. I think it was about eight <laughs> cases. It arrived at the front door, and the DHL guy's just like, uh, "Yeah, there's some more." I'm like, "How many more? How many more are in the van?" And the guy's just like. I don't know, like more than what's here. Like, are you are you fucking serious? <laughs> and uh, so we we ended up needing so much space just for storage that uh, that we had to expand into a house. And we're uh, we're up to seven employees now, including myself, because what we do is a lot more complicated than I think a lot of people guess. Um, in the last year and a half, we've gone from kind of vlog style unboxings to every single video we do being. Uh, you know, an eight to ten minute production. So there's lighting, there's editing, there's all the stuff that I don't understand. I just have to play around with the technology, make sure that it all works both on and off camera, the first one being the most difficult part. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so my, my team works incredibly hard. So we're, we're still expanding, which is great. We're heading into next year. I'm thinking we're going to add more fast as possible. That's uh, the, sorry, the Tech Wiki channel. We're going to add more segments. We're going to definitely ramp up Channel Super Fun, and who knows, maybe add another property as well. That's so what I do. Why a house? Like, I I don't know. Like, I I think an ideal situation would be almost like a warehouse, right? And some lights in front of a drop cloth. You record in, and I think it's a kitchen, right? Yeah, this was never supposed to happen. This was never the plan. We were supposed to have maybe five people at the end of like two to three years of operation. And we're sitting at seven. We're a year and a half in. So it was never supposed to expand like this. We were supposed to have tons of room in this house to uh, build sets and do whatever it is we needed to do. And now everything's taken up by desks and boxes. I mean, you can look at the wall behind me here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's uh, like stressfully full of stuff, almost. Dude, yeah, every like room is like so that. Packed. He has his like he has this like nice network switch and like um it might be a NAS like a network storage in the sink of a bathroom. Is that do I have it right? Well, okay, the printer and scanner combo unit is on the toilet seat. <laughs> the, archive, the archive footage is on hard drives that sit on the little shelf above the toilet seat. You know, the one where you rest your book if you're reading when you're sitting on the can. Do you sit um, backwards? What book is above? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not picturing no, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> um, then we've got, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually on the sink counter where we have our 21 terabyte storage appliance with a NAS on top of that. And then uh, 10 gigabit switch above that, so that powers the networking here. So does nobody use that bathroom? Yeah, uh, if anyone used that they bathroom, they would get their hands or other appendages cut off because 
nobody is to nobody is to run water in that bathroom if someone were to use that bathroom they'd get their <laughs> penis electrocuted i think it would be <laughs> it's a self-correcting problem <laughs> well i was thinking you'd move the electronics and not just walk up to the toilet and pee <laughs> atop them but you know i, I it does seem like that would be a bit of a an issue do you have time. any employees because maybe yours are smarter than mine me <laughs> I, oh, no, I, I no, no, who, no, 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 I don't know any funny because I'm mocking you for not being able to pronounce mine correctly. Um, no, mm. uh, you were saying that you would assume people would move things out of the way before peeing. It's quite the assumption. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you were uh, trying to get your... my name's... Oh? No, go ahead. We want to, I want to get your name correct. Oh, I was going to have the names. Uh, I'm Tyler, and that's Woody and uh, Carl. <laughs> just, just if you need to talk to. Have us. I messed up his name even once? Somebody called no. me Carl once, and and no. they were so they were so sure that my name was Carl, and they kept saying it over and <laughs> over in the presence of others, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" And then my cousin was with me, and he he's like, "All right, Carl, you ready to go?" And I'm like, "All right, fuck, all right, let's go." Great, my name's not Carl. <laughs> Oh. I appreciate that, Taylor. But no, I was going to ask uh, Linus over there um, <laughs> if he was going to get his head cut off. How would he want it done? Like, like what kind of implement would you want to be used to remove your head if it was going to be done to you? Wow. So I'm going to assume I don't have access to. You know, I'm not you, so I don't have the same sort of uh, level of equipment that that you do. I'd say other than the suspense of, uh, you know, kind of hearing it coming, a train would probably be a pretty quick Ooh, way. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I like the the way I would go. Yeah, but think of the mess for loved ones. That's you know? not my problem. <laughs> like, that was an ordeal. I have like, yeah, so, uh, so your loved one, Linus, he's, uh, he's strewn over about 300 yards next to the track here. Go about, collect him. You know, take him his, to the morning. His head got jammed under the train between the rails, and it just kind of grinded for about, oh, a mile and a half of rail line <laughs> down through there. So, can, can I go next? Yeah, I, <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm thinking dead cord, right? That uh, if people don't know. Oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. What? It's outstanding. It's a you're great choice. What? No, through mechanical force, your I head could... must be removed. No explosives. No. It, 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 oh, okay. Really, well, your rule is no explosives. Your rule. Yeah, it's a terrible rule. Coming Wait, so from you. my rule. Okay. So debt cord would have been great. You could just wrap yes. a few loops around the, the your neck, and in literally like a thousandth of a second, it'd just be clean off. I, I, I like it, but if um if that won't do, then um. I don't know. Ned Stark and a broadsword? Does that work? Does, can we go fictional? Sure. 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 Yep. I'll allow it. All right. Yeah. So Ned Stark, uh, <laughs> he really prides himself on doing a single cut. If, he, if people don't know, he's a Game of Thrones character. And he prides himself on a really was. big sword. He, it was made out of Targaryen steel. Whatever makes that so wonderful. And no. he could um, no. cut a head in one <laughs> swipe. So that's my pick. Yep. What that's about you, or, uh, I would want to be strapped into a chair on a runway, uh, and I would want... Like, it'd be like one of those crazy person chairs so you couldn't move, yeah, and I would want about 300 yards of piano wire tied around <laughs> my neck, and the other end tied to a Lamborghini Gallardo right in front of me. And someone would have to just floor it, and there'd be like 
six seconds of everybody watching like, ah, ah, and then it, like it was just instantly just, boom, just head gone. Family's ruined. I like this. Kind of a Kids cross scarred. between Ghost Ship, the movie, if you've ever seen Ghost Ship, that scene, and um, and like every YouTube video where they pull some kid's loose tooth out, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. Did any of you ever try that? More... No. That I would be scared to death of that. Of what? Um, he was asking if anyone's tried the like loose tooth thing where you attach it to like a door and slam it or something. Well, well, at least with the head removal, you know, fast car thing, there's no way for it to go right, so you don't have to be anxious <laughs> about it. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe it'll miss. What if, like, what if no, this happened? What if the piano wire just went in and up, like just below the skin, and it just pulled all your skin off and just oh. like, last, like like off your head, and you were just like like it was like. I'm not gonna like my head like this, and, vroom, then, it, and then it takes gonna, up, and when the piano wire like, finally goes top, <laughs> just no skin, no skin. <laughs> Dude, you just, just like did. Those, like that lipless like the, look. Yeah, like the red skull. Just no skin, no scalp, and you're just eyeballs and screams. That was an amazing R2-D2 oh, impression. Can you do it twice? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would want like a really good uh, samurai sword operator to take off my head. Like I, I would want a legit like, samurai. Can I, can I present that to the jury? Was that a copy? Well, it's what I had from the beginning. I, if you would like, I will come up with a new alternative since you picked Ned Sword with a Ned Stark with a broadsword. Okay. I guess, um, you know, I, I guess the guillotine, right? That wouldn't be so bad. I think that is a, good, a humane pick. I like it. Like a modern guillotine, like a spe you know modernized, you know, all carbon fiber and <laughs> super sharp. I think you fiber. want it to be lighter. Yeah, yeah, you know, ceramic yeah. blades and, you know, maybe it's hydraulic, maybe it's just cha. Oh, hydraulic, yes. But I was going to say a light guillotine might be a problem. Light it fast. would, yeah. It just cleaned it into your neck. It's not what, what you if, want. What, you if want they fired a clean cut. what if they fired a ceramic blade, like, super fast, and it was just chop? Right. Just gone. Is that yeah. even a guillotine anymore, or are you just firing blades, you know? It's, like, it's, it's, like, my, it's, it's, it's my guillotine, okay? It's it's my personal design of head removal device. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, Another should... good one. It would make your head you know explode. You don't want? Explosives. You know what you don't want what? is some guy wearing a black mask over his head to to saw it off with a fucking knife. You're talking point. about ISIS, happened. right? Yeah, because that's yeah. what happened to that poor journalist. So I was thinking, in terms of YouTube channels, I think ISIS has um, reached no ground, new ground, right? I don't really see anybody else competing in the beheading like category of YouTube. So they, they've got it to themselves exclusively. But they need to pick up a knife sponsor or something, right? Cause they're, Maybe they're if using... they have more competition, they would worry about the quality of the uh, the production values over there. Dude, those production values are good. They got a slider and everything. They got they got crossfades. Like, <laughs> if, you, I, if you watch one of these beheading videos, and you probably shouldn't. People say you shouldn't, but I don't know why. It's not like this, like... AdSense on there, and ISIS is getting any money when I watch it. Like, I just want to know what's pretty horrifying, there. though. Yeah, like, just, like, there's you know not pleasant. Dude, there's some. They're not pleasant at all. There are MCNs out there that put and use one of their. There are MCNs that'll pick up any channel, right? So I don't know why they're not monetized yet. Because uh, because somebody would not be going to the bank and picking up those channels. This is terrible. Like, like, I think Google <laughs> would rat you out. Uh, but but no, seriously, I'm sure they have like, a direct deposit set up. Seriously though, like I watched the video and it does have good production value. Like like these aren't guys out in the desert with a shaky cam. Like 
there That's was how they used to do it. Shot with a well, there was a slider where like I'm gonna so they he, he presents his case. He's like Obama, you did this and that, and I warned you, blah blah blah. You know, since I cut the last guy's head off, and so and then they have he makes the like American guy say a few things, and then he like cuts his head off. Like he starts right here and starts sawing. And then they fade away, and when they fade back in, and it's literally like a cross-fade slider shot. It's like, cha-cha, and, and you're just like fading in. And it's his body laying on the ground with his head sitting on top, and then it fades again, and there's a graphic. And it's just like, there's some production quality in this beheading video that I'm just not uh, uh, used to. Right. Terrorist group. Were they this good fades, or were they like late 90s style, like no, fade no. in and then... ISIS has, ISIS has some good editors on board with them. They well, are I to think be feared. Terrorist video. I think, you know, VHS cams and shaky video. Yeah, and stuff the flag like that. behind you and, you know, everybody with the mask and everything. Maybe a few AK 47s. Doing everything they challenges. can to, like, mask their location. Yeah. 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 These guys are just out in the desert, like, cutting people's heads off and hmm. yeah. really thinking about. And, and there's a lot of cinematography involved, though, so. There's that. To be I wonder what it's like, it. like between shots, right? Like, all right, I'm gonna need an over-the-shoulder shot on, you know, on me talking about Obama. You know, they, they, can you zoom in? There's like some guy with a follow focus, like working it out as they rehearse their, like walking from I spot if to they spot. Stop it in the middle. I imagine there's a guy there with and the directors there, just kind of. Ahmed, get into it. <laughs> like, it, like if you guys, you guys have done shoots, right? You have like spots on the ground that you like mark with whatever, you know, like spray paint or something you find on the like. I put sticks on the ground. You're gonna go from here to here so that the cameraman can, you know, properly work the follow focus. I wonder if they're doing that out in the desert. I don't know. It looked, it looked like pretty standard, but there was definitely some production quality there. Hmm. They just need, they need to get like SOG as a sponsor or something so they can cut heads off better. I heard they bombed and like got a lot of the leadership out of that thing, like the top five guys they killed like yesterday or something. I, I you know, so I spend a lot of time in these like right wing circles, right? Because I have a lot of really right wing hobbies. And guns is the one I'm thinking of most, and they're all like strongly no. disapproving of what Obama does. <laughs> and um, but I, as much as I don't think of myself as an Obama lover, I think he's mostly on target here, right? Bring in some airstrikes. Make the leadership regret their decision and don't commit 100,000 troops to this thing. Please don't do that. No. You know what? I think he should take a different route. Mm -hmm. Step back and tell the entire country, you know what? We don't understand their beheading culture, and it's a bit intolerant of us to pass judgment on it. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> Step one, you leak their nudes. You leak all their nudes out. Live there. and let live. That that's what I would do first. I, I would I would co I would go at ISIS with a wave of terror of my own. You release all their girlfriends' nudes on on the web immediately. That's that, that's step one. Uh -huh. And then you, I, I don't know where you go at them from there. Like 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 yeah. what are the things that they hold dear? They come from all different. Uh, you yeah, know, haven't gotten to step two yet. No, not really. I was, I was counting on you. I, like, like, uh, like, like <laughs> you find like Osama bin Laden's daughter, who I'm hoping is over 18 for the purposes of this joke. He's got lots of them. And 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 leak her nudes, like you know, the fappening stage two, Middle East edition, and, and just like a bunch of really lewd ankle shots. I like the bombing for one thing they, we usually get some good footage out of it to watch I, I saw a video oh. uh, a couple of days ago of a lot of people dying I appreciated 20, that right? my government yeah I like to believe that like some of my tax dollars paid for that ammunition or maybe the fuel or something um, 
those are always fun to watch whenever we're blowing stuff up. The, <laughs> the entertainment value grows. But but also, I think that's the way to deal with these people, right? Like, these ones in particular. Like, it seems like if you just went in there and invaded, like, that's what they want. Then they could shoot Americans, but... What are you gonna do? Shoot those fucking drones out of the air? It would be demoralizing for me. The one I saw, which I thought you were seeing too, seemed like it was a helicopter, but I could be an wrong. Apache. It was yeah, an Apache. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was an Apache. And the video said they yeah. they killed twenty of them. I didn't count. It it felt like more than that. To I me. lost count. Yeah, I lost count. <laughs> it was pretty hardcore. The, the one guy runs out of ammo. Was it an actual ammo. high quality video or one of the night vision ones? Where it's you a just night see like vision one, but you can really see it. So it's a night vision thing, and it's seven twenty p. And, yeah, it's uh, just like 720p. It but looks like, good. You'd shoot a guy, and then afterwards, you'd see like splattered human remains. Like he would turn from a really human-looking silhouette to something that is more like, like Gumby. Human. Yeah. yeah, more like Gumby with like pieces hanging off. And when you and oftentimes they'd be moving in unnatural ways, like after they've been shot, so they'd be like crab walking away and stuff, yeah. and then they just hit them with another wave of gunfire. There's two helicopters going around. So at one point, our helicopter runs out of bullets. There are these big. Were they 20 millimeter rounds? Is that? Do you remember what they were? They Probably look like 20 so. millimeter explosive rounds or something, which is a really big bullet. And uh, they'd fire and, and hurt them bad, and then they run out, and all they have left are rockets. So you can see they're working with the other helicopter so that they fire rockets and try to get as many collaterals as they can. And it, it, <laughs> I, it I, I don't know how you fight that. It feels like a you, video. It, it's, they're poning noobs. It's, it's so lopsided. It's, uh, it's, it's not yeah. a fair, uh, it's not a fair fight. I think that's, that, that's kind of the point. Exactly. Yeah, they're not going for fair, and they're like, yeah. if this, no. If, if Just Activision made this, we'd never forgive them. them. You know, like, oh, my God, the Apache's so OP. I can't win against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out what kind of machine guns that thing has, because I actually am curious. Uh, is there a 30 millimeter or just 20? There are both. I think it's the 30. I don't think so, if I'm I, guessing. Okay. It is the 30, though. It okay. is. Yeah. It, it. I just don't want to breeze past it, but Linus, what do you find your favorite things about uh, execution videos to be? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, I'm from Canada. We're all very mild-mannered here. We actually avoid execution videos if we can. At least I do. Um, so no, I can't speak to the uh, can't speak to the excellence or terribleness of any particular one any more than they all already are. Is it Canada so, that's uh, actually joined us quietly in like every war that we get into? Wasn't there a thing? Yeah, it's every single one. Thank you, Canada. They don't really yes. have a choice in it. They're kind we of like, hey, we're just going to do our own thing. And we're like, yeah, no. No, you're going to go ahead and come. come we're, America's, we're America's gigantic <laughs> hat. And I believe we have one submarine. <laughs> what I think yeah. of America's closest allies, it's, it's UK and Canada. Like that's it. If either of them were to get into any trouble the entire United States population would line up in favor of helping. Uh, you get like Who a Mexico would start a war in there. Canada? You get a Mexico in there and you're like, yeah, I don't know. How does this impact me exactly? <laughs> I don't know. The uh, Who would start a war with Canada? It depends on the resources in the, the North Eskimos. and who thinks they own them. Mm. So, the Eskimos. Yeah, they, would, they would finally come down from their uh, their hidden lairs. Where you, you guys thought they were all extinct, but they've really been living <laughs> under the ice building a super Eskimo army. They're going to come riding out, riding walruses and shit, and lightsabers. And, well, maybe on the undead walruses. You never yeah. know. I like Game of Thrones. 
<laughs> we don't know if they've made any deals with the Dark One, so we can't make that assumption just yet. But it might happen. <laughs> and when that hour comes, you know the United States will be with you. I don't know about Mexico, though. They've got their own problems. Yeah. But Canada's yeah. going to be attacked by White Walkers from the North Pole. And Maybe most of them will come, most of the Canadians will come down to the U.S., but there will be some stubborn bastards up in, like, Manitoba somewhere who, well, not who don't want to come down and try. No, we don't want the French Canadians, so I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. No, they can stay. All those Montreal Canadian fans, they can stay over there. The rest can come down, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys believe in any, uh, any, like, mystical monsters or beasts, like the Mexican Chupacabra or, you know, Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? Do you think there's anything to any of that, or is it all just bullshit and wives' tales? Yes, all of it. All of it is all bullshit and wise tales, but I believe in some stuff. I believe in some government conspiracies, and I'm convinced there's aliens out there, and I'm open to the idea that they've been here, but I'm certain that there's life on other planets. Okay, yeah, there have you. to be aliens out there. I'm with you 100%, I think. Um, I, I think Woody and I agree completely. I, 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 I don't believe in any monsters. I just don't think they're real. I think we'd know about them. I think there might be some shit in the at the bottom of the ocean, though. Like some, sure. You know those old maps where they show like the fish that's like three times bigger than the big whaling vessel, and you're like, yeah, yeah. haha, that's that's how they show South America with a big fucking fish next to it. Maybe there is one of those big fucking fish, and they meant it. Maybe they're like, yeah, that's where the giant fish lives. Don't go there. Like it could be true. They could be down there yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, you go deep enough, and all of a sudden, there's like a thousand foot long jellyfish that we hadn't met before. And yeah, no, there's yeah. a completely different set of rules down there. I mean, for a long time, I think giant squid were uh, were an urban legend type creature mm -hmm. like a bigfoot yeah. until they finally actually found a, a few of them. Yeah. And what what do those suckers get? Like forty feet long for a uh... hundred, over a hundred. Hold on. I'm going to test the voice I have recognition no idea. on my phone. This is a At the bottom question. of the ocean, there's a ton of shit we don't know about. But what about stuff like yeah. Bigfoot? No. Do you think there's any good. possibility of that? You know, so there used to be a, an ape that, that would match the description of Bigfoot. Like, like Bigfoot used to be alive, but not any time recently. Yeah, I'm not saying like one mystical creature named Bigfoot. I'm well, saying like I, a species out there. Sorry to clarify. I know, I... I know, but I just think it's important to throw it out there that, hey, well, you know, this isn't a magical thing we're talking about. What we're really talking about is, is, is it possible that this crazy big species from, you know, 20,000 years ago, there's still a few of them alive somewhere in the north? I don't think so. Somebody would have shot one. I promise you, I see Bigfoot, I'm going to kill it. How long is a giant squid? Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Someone would have killed one by now. I or at least seen one verifiably. Like anything I've been sitting on, anything on land would have been encountered by someone like Kyle. Forty-three oh. feet. That actually worked out Bullshit. really well. Bullshit, they're bigger. I I just asked my phone how long is a giant squid. Yeah, giant are you smarter squid than a phone? Their name. The largest giant squid ever, recorded by scientists, was forty-three feet, thirteen meters long, and may have weighed nearly a ton. You'd think such a huge animal would be hard to miss. Isn't it disappointing when, like, you have a picture in your head of what a giant squid is, and it's like a thousand feet long of sheer terror, and then you find out it does exist, but it's like the size of a bus, and even that huge thing is a disappointment. Like, ah, oh, fuck! I thought it was going to be a legit monster. But so you're it's right. Not. It's 46 feet, and there's a cool little graphic here on Wikipedia, like an image of the the, the giant squid next to it, like a a diver to give you a comparison, and that's pretty cool. Huh. So 46 feet. 
I'm somewhat jealous. <laughs> now I have giant squid envy. Kyle's is three feet longer than mine. Horseshit. <laughs> I'm like that that chick's husband. What about ghosts or spirits? I don't believe in ghosts or spirits. Do you? <sighs> no. No soul inside you. No way some energy or some some life force could hang on to this uh, this physical world after you leave it. You know, right? Like, like it, it, as as science based as I like to think of myself. Are we really just an ongoing chemical reaction that just ceases to react and turns into dirt and then eventually into another thing? That's everything? I, I think that's a very unfortunate outlook that people don't like, but beyond that... So that that's where you are? We're yeah, just a, we're makes just the a, most sense. We're just a collection of chemical reactions. So, so that leads me to another thing. I'll ask this. Like, if we are just a series of chemical reactions... That means that your free will is just an illusion, right? You know, like if, if if you don't believe that you have some sort of soul and choices and whatever, then what I'm about to say and what I will do next and all the things that happen to me going forward aren't really decisions that I'm making or, you know, well or not. It, this, like, decision to lose weight or, or whatever was really just predetermined. And, and it, it, like, what you feel as discipline is just... I don't, think that, I don't think that sentiency uh, requires that you have a soul, though. Yeah, no, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't think, think so. that you need like a ruling being I think, to have free will. I think will. you can be self-aware and uh, without having a soul. I oh, think we're going to have some that, virtual... No, I get it. I mean, the argument that Woody's making is that if you have a starting point for the reaction from the moment life begins when the gametes meet... Um, it is predetermined in the sense that that reaction with those stimuli and the experiences that that individual has can only go one way because that was the way it was going to go. Like that it, was the way that they were going to decide. That that was how their sentience was going to work and their self-awareness was going to lead them down that path no matter what. Is that kind of what you meant? Yes, and, and to take it a step further, if we were to somehow take all the data in the on the earth or in the universe right like you guys get a snapshot we could theoretically use some sort of math or equation to figure out how they will all react and we would know how the rest of the universe would play out like bam if this is nothing but a series of chemical reactions what i'm saying what i'm doing what you're thinking what you're doing what i will do to react to what you did if that is all just chemical reactions and it's not free will and it's not soul and it's not spiritual it's just atoms reacting with each other we could in theory grab the universe at a you know particular point in time and then figure out what happens going forward and we would know everything forever like predicting what i think it has i think it has a lot to do with the you know brain chemistry like you wouldn't say that an, a reptile has free will or even the capacity for it because it just has the hind brain it's just reacting viscerally to stimuli around it. Oh, that's a hot female alligator. I'm going to go try and have sex with her so I can propagate. We've all had but that once thought. you get up to like even, you know, a dolphin or a human, like we've got full frontal lobes. We can think on our own at a level that it wouldn't even it's not even comprehensible to any other animal out there. Like they couldn't they don't, most of them don't even know they exist. Like we're so much better as far as intellect goes that it's almost like we're in a different equation with a couple other animals that have self-awareness as well. But 
I also I mean, don't think it's like a dichotomy of like you need free will or no free will at all. Because like, doesn't that kind of run into the problem of like you can't be given free will, so it would be intrinsic anyway? But, so, and I think you can make the same argument about the soul. The soul is going to have some kind of a predisposition to whatever it is. So you could, is it any chemical soul then, whatever you want to call it? I mean, Taylor has said. Yeah, but if you get in like a, a chemical soul. Let me. So, so Taylor said, Sorry, look, you know, a lizard doesn't even have free will. A lizard just reacts to what it's going to do and doesn't really think things through, etc. There's probably some higher level being that feels that way about us. And he would say, you know, humans just don't even operate. They hardly have a frontal lobe compared to cyborgs. And they're just, you know, stuck reacting to what goes on around them in really predictable, simplistic ways. You know, we are. But there is a critical mass there where you are sentient. And below that point, you're not. Sentient like, compared to are, a lizard, but not a cyborg. Well, yeah. But as we can't talk about things from the perspective of some fictitious alien race, just from what we can see. And from what I can tell, you know, we do have free will. You know, we, there's so no way the to prove it, I guess. Was, it's unfalsifiable. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Right. Well, we said no, and then we moved on. <laughs> I didn't feel like we had properly covered it. Do you believe in ghosts at all, Kyle? Anytime you did? Good ghost no, stories? So. No. Tales of horror? No, I don't think so. No. Although the prospect of a ghost is terrifying. Hmm. Like what if they could enter yeah, your it is. Uh, what if they could enter your body and control you like a like a marionette, just making you dance, making you sing their ghost songs and dance their ghost dances. Do you actually get scared by ghost or spirit movies at all? Because I find that the scariest movies are ones where I feel like it could happen, like a serial killer or a creepy, you know, or I guess murderer. Those are the, pretty much the real ones. But do you ever, like, even if you're scared in the moment? The ones to me are things that I feel like are not only possible, but that I feel like I have no defense against. So, like, if you show me, like, Freddy Krueger, I'm... Well, I just can't really suspend my disbelief for that, to be honest. You know, this guy that comes in my dreams, it's just bullshit. I know it's not real. And, and you know, the same is true for, like, Jason and, and, and Michael Myers and most of the big ones for the, for the most part, you know, zombies and all that stuff. But what I'm actually afraid of is the, the alien abduction movies and the movies with, like, demons slash evil spirits that are, like, trying to take your kids away and shit. Um, that stuff actually scares me. Even though I don't believe in the ghosts, I know they're a hell of a lot more likely than, like, I don't know, Freddy Krueger. And I have no defense against ghosts. I don't think you could shoot a ghost, you couldn't beat one up, you couldn't stab one. And I don't speak Latin, so... I mean, come on, no defense against ghosts? Really? Bill Murray would beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) Some defense against ghosts. I think I've got a Ghostbusters uniform somewhere around here. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah. The whole jumpsuit that zips up. Hey, another thing to add to your fun box. Ghostbusters outfit. Very, very fun. So Woody put up his, um, his video of us starting a pretty nice fire, and it got picked up by uh, TheBlaze.com. They did a little, uh, little blurb about it, which was pretty funny. Yeah, and all What the- did they say about it? Go ahead, Kyle. They, you you lay it out there. I think they thought we were idiots. They they but no. but, but, in, but in truth, like everything we did was completely safe and everything we did was completely planned. And you know, like 
the way I put it to Woody was like Dragon's Breath is those are the shotgun shells I use when I want to start some stuff on fire. And that grass over there in that field, that's my stuff. Like so setting that stuff on fire with the Dragon's Breath was exa exactly what we were hoping for. Like that's always fun. And uh, and he hit the paint can. So they said he didn't hit it. And they were pretty confused about what kind of bullets he was he was using. I think they thought that like he was shooting the paint can and like sparks were like coming out of nowhere. I don't know. Yeah. But, so, so, so they gave us a hard time over on uh, Glenn Beck's website, but he's a little nutty anyway. <laughs> oh, so is that what the, is that what the blaze is? Yeah, yeah, that's Glenn Beck. That's Glenn Beck's place. Yeah, I, I mean um, Glenn Beck's website didn't do their due diligence. They didn't I, look through everything first. It was poorly <laughs> written as well. I'll say this: it was poorly written. I could have written a better article. I have to say, in terms of like hating the gun guys, you're really gonna have to step your game up. I, I, like, I don't mean to brag, but I'm I'm outstanding at collecting hate, and what I saw on the blaze didn't really catch my attention. So um, they didn't so hurt your feelings when they said you were a bad shot. They were. No, or they were wrong. when they said that you weren't you weren't uh, performing gun safety. They were wrong about that. They're like, oh, yeah, the the whatever. They thought they were bullets. They weren't. The, the, the sparks hit the grass. Right. That was the other thing I was aiming for. You know, yep. <laughs> everything went exactly like, you know, it, uh, I guess I'll say it all. I mean, the bit was I was shooting at the can and then I accidentally started fire. The truth is we had started some fires earlier and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Can I do that too? And then we filmed it and, um, and it was fun. And it's, yeah. it, it now, went exactly like it was supposed to. And sometimes we start big fires down there. Um, this goes I, up Saturday, right? Go on. Yeah, something, whatever. Saturday works. All right, so there's, there's also an FPS Russia video going up Saturday where we start a big fire. Like, that's the kind of fire that I've got, like, a like a water truck type thing that's, like, PTO powered. Oh. And it's, like, 100 gallons. That's saw, the one that, like... So we, we have big fires. This, put them it's out. huge. Yeah, he has a... So... I asked Kyle, like, after I finished or after the camera wrapped, I was like, you know, how does that one compare? Like, like, because I was kind of exhausted. <laughs> I ran up and down that hill several times, and, and I, have, I have much less leg hair than I did two weeks ago <laughs> from stomping out the fire. And uh, he's like, yeah, sorry, Woody, that's, um, yeah, it's below average. <laughs> so Yeah, that's a small fire. Like, like that other fire, it really got out of hand. Like, we were driving around in circles. There were three of us spraying it with a big high-pressure hose. Uh, that was a good fire. But we had, like, a Justin Bieber mannequin and, like, uh, this horse head mask mannequin standing in this tall uh, in these tall weeds, and then we just soaked everything in fucking gas, and then we shot him with a silenced shotgun with dragon's breath, and we burnt every fucking thing. Just as a, as a thought, I don't know how, um, how that's getting edited into a video, but you might consider putting less edited stuff on the more FPS Russia channel. Because I, I I've had a really good response to doing that. So, just an idea that oh, you yeah, may or may sure. not use. Yeah, just like, yeah, that's true. There's some I people think who will want to watch. I'm gonna see. If, I'm gonna see if we've got the footage of us putting it out because, like, it, it literally took us ten minutes, and it was yeah, fun. yeah. If there's like literally ten minutes of like fire extinguishing going on, it's probably not a good fit for your like for the you know premiere premiere <laughs> channel. But on no. the behind the scenes shot, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I would get a big kick yeah. out of that. The um, I, I intentionally left that part of the grass like really tall so that I could burn it. But you know, like you, you saw the area we're in. Like, like if you started a big fire, like where's it gonna go? Like those green trees over there, they're gonna burn down. Like we're in Georgia. It's 
you know, there's I dead was, grass on the ground, but everything else is green. I know how comfortable you are with it. I was having flashbacks to that fire I started at like 10 years old that it that went five alarm. <laughs> like, I was like, this is exactly what happened. You know, this is how it went last time. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know that story, the, the fast forward version is we were playing war in this field with like you know i don't know three four feet tall dry grass and it was super windy and uh, somebody else lit the grass on fire on purpose because when they tried to light the wick on a smoke bomb it it kept blowing out so he lit the grass held the smoke bomb up to it and they said woody put out this fire and i was like no it's so great it's, it was like fall and it was getting chilly and uh and then not like 45 seconds later it was like chest high and we're like stomping <laughs> on it. Somebody more resourceful than me was like slamming his coat on it and uh, and we couldn't get it out. And in no time at all, it was like 40 feet tall, taller than the trees that, that surrounded it. Fire departments came from everywhere. It went four alarm, five alarm, one of those two. I'm not, I'm not sure which. And, uh, and Lots it, of it, alarms going off. Oh, that, that, I, I think a five alarm fire means five different like fire companies came like from neighboring towns and stuff to help out. And, uh, and yeah, and, and like, even to this day, I look back and think, man, you know, he asked you to put it out when the fire was, you guys can't see my hands, but when the, when the fire was a foot long, you know, a foot tall, I could have put it out, but I did this stupid thing where I, you know, warmed myself up just a little bit and we lit acres and acres of dry grass we, uh, on fire. Wow. So uh, the precise meaning of an alarm varies depending on the fire department. In New York City, dispatchers send out 25 units and 106 firefighters for a two- alarm fire. For a five alarm fire, we're talking about 44 units and 198 firefighters. That's okay, that's much bigger than we had. I mean, I would estimate there were like 10, eight to 10 trucks there. And I don't know how many people are on a truck, like eight maybe. So there were maybe 60 firefighters there Probably and eight lot. trucks. I've never started. It sounds like, like it was that. a real clusterfuck. Yeah, I it wasn't a joke. fire. <laughs> Yeah, and and what it, it was dry grass surrounded by what we called the woods, like a really small forest, and then came like a medium density suburb, like houses and stuff. So and that's where. We so lived. when you saw those flames out there in the field, you were thinking like flashback, like here we go again. Yes. Gonna burn the farm oh, down. Over totally. Here, like. Now you're like calm about it. You're not even jogging to help. Yeah. Right? I'm like operating camera. Just, like like the only reason I came to help is like I, I even said it on the camera. I'm like I'm like filming all this, and I told them I'm like. You know, when I start fires, everybody usually runs out and helps me. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess I'll go. I, um, yeah, so I'm out there, like, you know, putting it out. And that's why I uploaded the full footage to my outtakes channel, just because, like, I heard it afterwards. You know, I had hearing protection on for most of my firefighting thing. And, uh, like, I didn't hear anyone laughing or giggling or, or whatever. I was, I was just working on it. But yeah, it was. So how time. did you get conscripted as the firefighter guy in that situation? So this other guy just started a fire, just started one, and was like, "Hey, you're up," and then ran off. No, he started basically. The fire. I, I think he's talking about the childhood fire. Uh, yeah, the childhood. Yeah, fire. yeah uh, we were just like on the same team. Like it was it, there were the nearby houses I mentioned were um, Beth and Mindy Drive, and uh, based on which street you lived on, you determine the teams. And he lit the smoke bomb. Said Woody, take care of the fire. And I didn't do what and he you asked failed. me to. You failed. Yeah, I I had you a better horribly. idea. I was going to get warm. 
hundreds. That was good. And and also Woody put up the uh, the rafting slash ziplining montage. I've got I've got similar footage to what he has. Um, and I wanted to see what he was gonna do with his first and let him do his thing. And I I don't I just didn't want to do what he's gonna do because I've got a smaller audience over there on the FPS channel. But what I'm probably gonna do is put uh, like clips of it and do like voiceover or maybe some video and video and talk about like what was going on when we did stuff and hopefully I captured some cool audio too. Oh, and I and I recorded a short little video with my uh, with my phone when we were playing poker. Uh, we we finally all played poker for money and I took everyone's money so we'll, we'll put that whole video up too. Through sheer skill and determination, I've heard. Not because everybody else got lazy and just went all in out of boredom. <laughs> 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 you know, it, or you could say that everyone else was just—they were just poor, poor poker players, and they lost to me. We cleaned you good. out three times before we were like, "Fine, take it." I rebought twice, um, and then I took all of your money, and then I took all of Chiz's That's money. That's right. He did rebuy twice. I but think his of going second... all in is like an end the game fee, like just fucking. Why end would it. you want to we're end done. the game? You play the game for fun, and you want to make as much money as possible. No, so... no, going all in in poker is about like flipping over the board and risk. <laughs> Kyle, exactly yeah. equivalent, and that well, happens too in of... risk because it's a ten-hour game and it's bullshit. You just gotta <laughs> end it sometimes. <laughs> uh, so there's always that one guy who's like, like have Africa. It was within uh, like ten minutes. Like I think I was out first, and then Chiz didn't want to play either. And we had only had ten dollars in. It was just like fine. <laughs> you know, I it. wanted to play for two hundred. No one wanted to gamble. Oh gosh, if we played for two hundred, I'd have just walked away when I was up six hundred or whatever the parallel would be. <laughs> you were never up in the triple your money and yes i was i absolutely had 30 dollars at one point i think i had 40 <laughs> everyone's at one point. up i don't know about that and even if you were <laughs> perhaps you wouldn't have been up 30 you know three times your buy-in if it were you know real money instead of uh, dollars and cents you were never we'll up know. says the guy who had to rebuy in for quadruple the I, initial buy -in. At the, in the end i had all the chips that's all i knew that's uh, how i remember uh <laughs> <laughs> But the I actually need to admit, cool. Kyle, I did watch some World Series of Poker. There's this guy called like David Daniel Negronian. Nig, Nig, uh, however you say Negronian. his name, uh, Negronian. That guy is cool. All his reads where he knows what the other guy has beforehand, and he's like calling him out on it. Like, ah, I bet you got two kings. Wait, was and that the guy a montage? There, like, no. Yeah, there was a, a like a Sports Center top five of it or something like that. But it was really cool. Like it's... he just, I don't know how he knew. I just don't trust montages at all. I mean, heck, we were doing that in our game, too. Like, ah, he wants to raise after that card. Does he have another eight, too? You know, like, what just happened there? I, I, feel, I, like I'm, I feel like I was right a lot of the time. I, I feel like you can look he at, was you know, the right a lot of the for, time. For... Not every time, but he was right a lot of the time. We could have made a montage out of Kyle if we just cut out all the other times. That's why I don't like montages, <laughs> right? I... I it's not, eh, whatever. I could make a montage, and I'd look like the best COD player in the world. I'm not. But if you take my best moments over the course of a year, I'll look pretty damn good. That's true. I, and Negranu's particularly good at it, though. Like, I've watched yeah. a lot of cash games that, that aren't, like, you know. A lot of times on ESPN, it'll be, like, you know, one hand. And it's, it's basically a montage of hands, but when you watch a cash game, a lot of times you just watch all the boring hands and the bullshit hands and, and everything. And you'll see him doing it in that too, and being pretty accurate. 
like you know in unedited uh, footage, an unedited format. He's so he's good at it, but he's not, you know, he's no magician. Hmm. Well, yeah, he plays cards, so. but is so. What's the difference between a cash game and those buy-in um, games? Aside from obviously using cash, like, is there a difference? Yeah, so like, uh, like in a, that or whatever. In, yeah, in a ca- well, in a cash game, it, it's completely different because the chips are representative of dollars and cents. So if you have a one dollar chip, it's worth one dollar, and you can leave the game or enter the game at any time. So you can sit down, win two hundred dollars, and leave, or you could sit there, lose thirty-seven dollars, and then leave. But with a tournament. You buy in for a certain amount, like you you get you buy in for a thousand dollars, and they give you um, a big a bunch of chips, and then you play with a big group of other people, and y- you're you're paid out based on the the, uh, the placing the uh, your placing, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when those guys so, are like up a million or something, they're not up a million. They're just you know they paid in to play for ten grand or something, and they could possibly win. Five hundred grand, but the the chips aren't dollars. They just talk like okay. Because I always wondered why when it was well, like oh, eight hundred grand, I'm like, why doesn't he leave? Because you can't. <laughs> no, yeah, there the are just to be the last one standing. <laughs> games though, I like the the stuff I like is the cash games when they're actually playing for cash, and sometimes and they'll have like big wads of money, like fifty thousand dollar wads of money, hundred thousand dollar wads of money, and then they'll have chips and stuff, and they'll bet you know fifty, a hundred thousand dollars on a on a card. Is poker a sport? No. No. Okay. So is Call of Duty a sport? Call of Duty is an e-sport. Well, actually, Call of Duty is not an e-sport. Call of Duty is a casual game for casuals. But you could make... Okay. You can can make the argument about video games. Sorry? You might as well call them filthy casuals. No, I wasn't going to call them filthy. I I just... It came through. (laughs) <laughs> Did it? Oh, must be a problem. With Call of Duty is for casuals. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> so you you That's could make the sorry. you could make the argument that there are other games that are an esport where mm-hmm. it's not a sport. Let's all be honest with ourselves. It's not a sport. It's just not. Um, but you can make this new definition of competitive games that are exist in this virtual space. But I don't think you could ever make the argument that. Poker is a sport any more than chess is a sport. It's just not. Is golf a sport? Oh, wow. Golf straddles the line, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it is. I think it's an activity, a game. The problem I have with golf is the, is the problem I have is actually the scoring. Because in golf, you never play against anyone, not really. You play against yourself, and you win a tournament by playing against yourself better than other people played against themselves. I disagree and you with can that. Make, you can make, okay, you can make arguments all day about the psychology of whoever you're paired up with and how well they're doing or whatever else the case may be, but at the end of the day... That's not my you're argument. Play, you're, you're playing with yourself. Come on. <laughs> okay, first of all, I support that. Second, um, I'm coming at it from the angle of a swimmer. Where really you're you're playing against the clock anyway. Like all the other people in your race are irrelevant. You're completely playing against the clock. And and one of the things I always thought was neat about swimming is I can take my time and tell you exactly how I would have done in every race. You know, it's like you know, I, I'd look at other schools or you know schools that had better swim teams and like you know, I'm the star of my swim team. But look at this: if I was on this elite swim team, I'd be their third best. You know, like. 
I wonder if I'd do better you know, under their practice schedule. But you, you I don't know if I think swimming is a sport. Really? You think swimming, swimming might is not a be a sport? sport. Swimming, swimming is a sport. If running, swimming's not a sport, sport, then running isn't a sport. But, 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 hold on a second. Running the thing about, a sport. The thing about swimming, and I don't know if I'm going to win this argument for running, but the thing about swimming is that there are actually advantages to be in a particular position within the pool with respect to wave resistance from the other swimmers and whatnot. So in a way that golfers cannot affect each other physically, swimmers can't. I, I mean, at least a little bit. Might I, be subtle, but it's there. For running, I think it's Just subtle too. I think people eye. draft off one another in, in running. They'll let someone else break the wind and follow. I think I'm not a runner, but um, I so, think it's more of a concern with long distance running and far right. less with uh, short distance running. But but uh, but the thing about running too is that you can at least see all of the other competitors on the field. Whereas with golf, you're I don't know whatever you're on your phone like checking the standings as opposed to, like, there's there's a guy next to you, but he's not necessarily, or she is not necessarily that relevant. It's hard to draw the line. Like, for me, golf, swimming, running are clearly on the sports side, right? Those people are all athletes in some way. And I'll get that some golfers don't look like, uh, I don't know, Kobe Bryant, whoever perfect body you can think of, and some wide receiver. But... Um, uh, football players sometimes don't look like them either, right? Football players can have American football. This is, you know, great big bellies and stuff like that. And they're still athletes. They're just a different kind. Like powerlifters can be fat too. But somewhere between like, you know, what a pro golfer does and what an esport athlete does, like I, I shift it away from what I consider sports. What about bowling? You convinced bowling me on the running, sport. swimming thing, but still no to golf. Bowling's a sport. No to, golf. No to bowling. No, sorry, was that no to bowling, Kyle? That's a yes to, to all. Yes to bowling yes to... and yes to golf. All right, let's come up with something that isn't a sport. Here we go. I'm saying no to bowling and no to golf. Archery. Archery is also a sport. Archery is a sport. Um, Skeet shooting. No. What 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 does what are the qualifications that have to be fulfilled for it to be a sport in your head, Kyle? Um, I think you have to be exerting physical prowess um, in a game or a competition. Okay, so then is uh, League of Legends a sport then? I know, that's where I am. So I'm sorry, I know you want to no, answer that. No, and here's why. Here's why. Like they're not like, like boxing tiebreakers. Because they're operating a controller, which is in a way an instrument. You wouldn't think of a really good jazz musician as a as a as an athlete. They're operating a controller too. It's an instrument. The controller. Well, I would argue a, a bow is an instrument, or a gun is an instrument. I w That's why. I, but I separate gun and bow because the the bow is physical. The the bow is difficult to use. It it requires physical talent. But that, the mouse and keyboard is difficult to use at that level too. <laughs> it is. Um, it really is. Like, it, am I, I mean, mouse and keyboard skills. Like, I'm confident because I do it almost every day, but I'm not good, right? I'm just like, I know how to move. Um, and I'm, I'm having a hard time drawing the line myself because I like is a skeet shooter and and is, is that a sport? Yeah, I think it is a sport. I think I mean, it's no not that gonna, far no from hitting a baseball. Biathlon. No one's going to argue biathlon isn't a sport because right. they have to ski. But you could make the argument that just Going okay, because here we can we can draw some analogies here between golf and and shooting actually because you can say okay fine playing in a golf tournament against other people is definitely a sport in the same way that uh, a biathlon is definitely a sport you're cross country skiing and you got to shoot your arms are friggin tired mm -hmm. but then you could kind of go okay well hold on a second then 
is uh, hitting balls off a driving range a sport? And then in that case, is skeet shooting a sport? Whoa. Well, right. I know that that's somewhere where the boundary lies. I'm thinking, is a home run competition a sport? I would argue it is. If that was a sport. That's a contest. That's a contest. Mm. Huh. I don't Because that's a word we haven't used yet. Contest is a thing. That doesn't have to be a sport, but it can involve physical exertion and a test of skill. <sighs> yeah, somehow, I don't know why I'm just not giving it up to esports. <laughs> they're waving in the background. Oh, they're saying cool. goodbye. Um, yeah, somehow I'm just like, well, you know, when you get all the way down to just thumbs and index fingers, I can't give you that anymore. All of a sudden, you're not an athlete. Yet I'm happy to give it away to someone in a home run competition. I, I can't But then, again... The so home run see. competition isn't even real competition. You know, the pitcher's lobbing them up there. They're just... It, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a contest. Uh, if the, it were hypothetically a game not in itself. A sport. It's just not a sport. You, you should be able to get winded in a sport. Okay? How about that? Because... because bowling or golf. Yeah, yeah you bowling. Could. If, you, if you get winded bowling, dude... Here, you could get winded <laughs> yeah, you're bowling just... if it weren't for the reset times in the groups of people. If you were just hitting set after set, like you could get winded. The yeah. reason you don't get winded in, is the same reason that you don't get winded golfing if you have a golf cart. We need to do a live stream, last man standing, bowling, like <laughs> endurance bowling. Endurance bowling. It goes I on like for it. five days and everyone who's not a complete tub of shit is still fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's like basically bowling. what it would be. I, re I really don't like bowling. Uh, I hate it. I don't it's enjoy aggravated. it at all. Like, I, that was one of the reasons I enjoyed it. And I hated that I, I hate what bowlers are anyway. Like when I when I go from <laughs> when I go to buy bowling wow. balls for I've got a cannon that shoots bowling balls and uh, I, I have to go around are. every now and then to get more ammo. So I'll have to buy a lot of bowling balls and people are like, Oh big bowler, huh? I'm like, Yeah, that's why I'm buying seven dollars worth of bowling balls at Goodwill, because I'm a big bowler. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Dude, like like I got one in each hand, like j like throwing them both out there because I'm no, I'm gonna have your little uh, homeless fingerless gloves, you know, a little <laughs> bit of powder on there. Throw it down, get really intense. Yeah. No. <laughs> I like bowling just for the uh, outstanding footwear. The whole thing. Yeah. It's a silly Was anybody in here trying to make the point for video games being sports? I couldn't really tell. No. No, but we did try to make the point of like determining where that line is. Like, is there something slightly more exerting than gaming that you still don't consider a sport? I didn't come up with anything. Yeah, like, yeah, calling gaming a sport would be like calling masturbating a sport. Or I guess that would be like, call, like calling swimming or running maybe because you're just competing against yourself, you know? Uh, Could be. I don't know. To me, they're solid sports. Hey, I know. And I, and I mean, okay, if you're going to make the argument then that, you know, you have to be winded or that you have to uh, you move more than your arms, then is F1 driving a sport? Ooh, that's a great uh, one. Or not even F1 NASCAR or something. Yeah, because I, I mean, I have no I would, idea. I, I I would probably argue they're not a sport, and I think that the general population, even if they don't necessarily think about it this way, probably thinks about it that way too. Because we call them specifically motorsports in the same way that we'll call a game specifically esports. We actually subconsciously almost have categorized out some of these things 
as not sports, but but I think a lot of people, without really thinking about it, would classify uh, motorcycle racing as a sport. Okay, so that example, because that actually is extremely <laughs> physically exerting. But then NASCAR, then. I, where it's more I think of a NASCAR reflex is game. really physically exerting as well. It's exhausting, I'm told. But... You're feeling, just trying to hold the car on the road. But I'm pretty I've never sure done it, but I've heard it's exhausting. Playing CSGO for, you know, six hours consecutively mm-hmm. is also exhausting, so. He's yeah, great. but very I mean, different can, levels of exhausting, I would think. You can, you can get very tired by mentally exerting yourself for a long period of time. There's no doubt about that. I mean, for me, I could be having a conversation with someone for an hour and not get tired, whereas if I'm on camera and i got to be on point for an hour, that's extremely fatiguing. Yes, it is. Even more so with four hours. Don't be a problem. All right, you want to roll out that sec- that second sponsor? Uh, yep. One moment. So Go, our baby. second sponsor of the night is uh, AppWin.com. They are returning again. I'm a big fan of AppWin.com. For those of you who don't remember, that's the site where you go and you rate their apps and uh, you win prizes. There's different prizes for different apps, so you can kind of look around and see what you might want to win. And they give away lots of cool stuff. It's everything from Xbox Ones to uh, all kind of iOS de- devices, you know, iPads and iPhones and shit. And uh, I like the website. It's 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 how I get away with gambling these days. My sponsor allows it, so I go over to AppWin and spend a few hours doing that. Awesome. AppWin.com. Link in the description. Um, annotation on the screen. Isn't there a special giveaway they're doing or something? Tell me more. Um, I think they've. Yeah, uh, they've got uh, one leaf. What? Excuse me. One week. You're breaking up. Left to enter. It's an. So I. I I think Kyle's breaking up, but the deal is. Um, Xbox One, you uh, can win you. an Xbox One and a game of your choice. The contest is being held to all users. All you have to do to enter is download and rate War of Nations on their iOS device. If you don't have an iOS device, you can complete the steps on iTunes using your desktop computer. So, you know, the idea is that you download and rate War of Nations, but if all you do is rate it using iTunes, you can still enter to win an Xbox Plus, an Xbox One, I'm sorry, Xbox One and any game of your choice. Wow, you'd be a damn fool not to take advantage of that. <laughs> there's a link. There's a link they're supposed to click, right? Yeah, and we'll have that um, in the description and an annotation on your screen right now. Yes, you need to click. Five that. easy payments of twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> not at all. Completely I hate it when my guests like dick around during the sponsor spots. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to support my family here. That that brings <laughs> me back to you. You are the sham wow of YouTube, right? Like it. <laughs> All these videos. Am I? You know, I don't have the puffball headset, Mike. You need it. You need that. But it like it's not the it's not even the verbal stuff. It, it's like the the sort of there's a level of excitement and enthusiasm around whatever it is that we're reviewing this week. Like this thing is really cool for these reasons, or not cool for those reasons, if uh, if that's where the product falls. But um, I don't know. There's a there's a vibe there, a certain enthusiasm. Well, making videos is a sport for me. You know, I find it very physically exerting <laughs> to be that excited about anything for that kind of period of time. Because there's all the outtakes that nobody sees, right? Um, mm. I don't know. That that manner of speaking has always just been something that comes very naturally to me. If it's something that I'm amped up about, like technology, I'll just start 
going on about like this. Oh my god! I mean, this thing's amazing. Holy shit! Look at this. Okay, this motherboard has a chip on it that actually stands physically between your keyboard and your USB port, so that you can remap keys in a motherboard hardware to execute macros even on keyboards that don't support it. Did that not just blow your mind? How excited I, are you about that? I, <laughs> Man, actually, that particular feature is not one pretty. I love. But I've got questions for you. To sure. me, this is the time to build a PC, right? A new CPUs have just dropped. New motherboards have just dropped. DDR4 RAM. Did I say it right? DDR4? Yeah, yeah. DDR4 yeah. RAM just dropped. And um, like everything is sort of coming together. New GPUs will be coming out in a few weeks from NVIDIA, or at least announced. If can neither to... confirm nor deny, although I am going on a trip soon. So, <laughs> I... to California, I'll I mean, say that much. Heck, I think it's confirmed they're announcing them on September 9th, but uh, we don't know what they're announcing. New GPUs on September 9th. So, uh, I come to you, oh, PC building guru, one of the most, probably the very most knowledgeable guy on YouTube about this. Is now the time to buy? Will that motherboard with the encoder be a big deal? Because I, I, I watch your videos, and you had one that had an Avermedia like H.264 encoder built into the motherboard. I have a Titan, which also has that encoder. Is that still useful to me? I tried live streaming with that encoder once, and it wasn't as good as like XSplit native. All right. So do, do you want me to talk about is now a good time to buy a PC? Um, hold on a second. Wife's texting me. <laughs> All right. Oh, and... Women, am I right? And she and she murdered him for for always being at work. Um, so okay, where was I going? Right. Okay, is now a good time to buy a PC? Oh, I don't know. Hard to say because if you're building a very high end computer, honestly, it's a time to buy a PC because there's new high end stuff out and it's like super fast and super amazing and all that. But is it the best time? Actually, probably not. DDR4 is still very, very expensive for no real tangible performance benefit. And this is something that we've seen time and time again. DDR2, when it first came out, very expensive, no tangible performance benefit. Same thing with DDR3, and now we're seeing it again with DDR4. It's just super, super, super balls expensive because they're just not manufacturing very much of it. The, so, I'm sorry, I just want to go back and forth a bit. But yeah. the reason that the DDR4 isn't helping much is, one, DDR3 wasn't a bottleneck. Two, they ramped up the frequencies, but they ramped up the latencies to go with it. So it's... Am I on target? Yeah, this happens every time as well, where latencies go up, frequencies go up. The issue is that particularly on the LGA 2011-3 socket, where you've got quad-channel memory, so that is four sticks of memory all running concurrently, so you read and write to all of them at the same time, what DDR4 is going to do is it's going to increase bandwidth, which is what running memory in quad-channel already does. So we've gone and thrown so much bandwidth at this platform that it doesn't really know what to do with it at this point. I mean, we might get uh, you know, faster CPUs in the future or with more cores that are going to help us take advantage of it, but right now, especially if you're running in quad channel, DDR3 is enough for, for any sort of modern CPU. Um, the issue then is that if you want eight cores on your system, you're just going to have to go with the new platform anyway, because Intel only supports up to six cores on the previous generation, unless you want to buy a Xeon, which is kind of a funny story. We ended up with a 12-core uh, a Xeon in one of my editor's rigs. Man, is he having a lot of fun with that. Two Titan Blacks, 12-core Xeon, Quadro, 64 gigs of RAM, 
and he just he just sits and exports things in After Effects so that he can see how fast it goes when he tries different settings. It's kind of hilarious. What's the the clock frequency on the 12 core Xeon? Is like 2.7 or something? No, 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 no. Um, three stock, and we got it overclocked to about 3.35. That's, I saw that video. You did it in a yeah. video, right? We, there's... Yes, I did. That was fun. <laughs> into that sort of thing. <laughs> Nerding out right along next to you. Um, oh, oh, the um, what motherboard was it that had the media encoder on it? I don't remember. I think it's some ASRock one or something like that. That's actually a new thing, and it's got a built-in AverMedia H.264 encoder. So what you can do is you can output from your graphics card directly into an HDMI input or something along those lines. Um, I think that as a stopgap solution, there's a value to it, but I still don't think it makes a ton of sense. You're going to save a couple bucks because instead of buying, you know, for example, actually I've got one running right here because I'm doing some capture while you guys are talking about things that I don't understand, like guns. Um, so you save yourself the trouble of you know, buying an external capture card, I guess, but it only works on that motherboard, and you can't really, you can't really use it. It's not portable. Um, so you save yourself a bit of money now versus buying that other solution now. And then in the future, NVIDIA is going to make, I, I predict, because they're much smarter than a lot of people give them credit for, they're going to make Shadowplay, which is that built-in H.264 encoding hardware on their graphics cards, they're going to make that much more user-friendly in the future, I would certainly hope. Uh, because right now, you, if you want to stream to Twitch, for example, you have to do it through their Shadowplay interface. And they give you a couple options. Yeah, I want to put my webcam here, I want to put here, here, here. But that's not really robust enough for a lot of streamers who want to have sponsor integrations, or they want to have lower thirds, or they want to do all this stuff, right? So um, they've got a lot of work to do, but that's gonna that's gonna come. That's gonna happen, but and we're not gonna. I need... think you're missing something. Mm -hmm. I, I, so OBS uses NVIDIA as its encoder already, which to me yeah it does. But it's OBS. Every time we try to use it, it's uh, yeah. Have not you tried exactly. lately? Because I I agree with you completely. Until I tried it, I started using it again a month or two ago, and I'm getting the knack of it. I haven't tried it in the last couple months. So okay. okay, if it if it turned amazing all of a sudden, then mm. I think partly great. it turned amazing, and partly I had coaches that I didn't have before, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is tricky. You need to hold like Control Shift Alt <laughs> Enter and drag the the red box that now appears." And but you know, it, it, once you get a couple coaches, and now you know what you're doing, which is what it took for me. Suddenly OBS isn't so bad. That, that's... Yeah, I just I feel like that's kind of silly, um, personally. I, I, I feel like things should be usable um, in order, if they're going to gain mainstream acceptance. Like if we're going to talk about, is this an important piece of technology? The iPhone was important, not because it was the most functional phone at the time, but because it was usable. That's why it's important. Um, so to me, OBS will be important when it's easy to use. I'll, I'll take another crack at it, though, based on your suggestion. The last thing you asked was whether or not a hardware H.264 encoder is going to give you the same quality as the pure software solution in software like XSplit, and no. I, I would predict, I would estimate that that will not happen for a very long time. Pure software encoding is better. And you can make it better and better by throwing more and more hardware at it. I mean, that is one of Intel's big pitches for you know their eight-core Extreme Edition desktop processors. Like, look, you need two game, two cores to run your game. We all know this. Two cores to run your game. You know what? Throw a bunch of CPU power at having like the best-looking stream 
ever or the best looking gameplay videos ever. You can be you can be outputting a video that you were just working on while you live stream, while you game because you have all these processing cores. But do you, you apply that same logic to the GPU processing? Because they seem to do as well as CPU to me. Maybe I'm um, missing the something The GPU, H.264 encoders? No, they're, they're definitely not able to deliver the same level of fidelity if you are willing to let the CPU do its work correctly. But the thing is that a lot of people dial the CPU back because it's so intensive to do it that way. But wait, what about like Premiere Pro encoding? That you use your you know Nvidia card to you think it's not as good the final result. Using using CUDA cores to process something is not the same as using that built-in H.264 encoder. Those are actually two different pipelines. So utilizing CUDA cores to brute force process something, like say for example you add a denoising filter to a video, you can use CUDA cores to accelerate that. That's not the same as if you were to use uh, that, like it's it's actually the same H.264 encoder on any Kepler GPU. Going to a higher-end GPU doesn't get you a better one. It just is what it is. It's fixed function hardware. So if you use that, you're going to end up with lower quality, just like with Intel's QuickSync. Whereas if you use CUDA or if you use the CPU, then you can do all kinds of amazing things. Huh. I wonder which hopefully one. Hopefully, this was interesting to someone. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, hopefully, some people. I, I would guess there's some people watching this because they're fans of yours and they'll love this talk. And then there are other people who will fussing me <laughs> where did you get this guy on <laughs> i hate his hair that that's like, not like, i haven't happen. understood Sorry. a single yeah. thing you've been talking about for like the last nine minutes no <laughs> idea so uh, how does how does the hdmi 2164x3 compare to the to the x1 is the is the quantum you know mechanic in that one is it more compatible with the new usb like it's, I, I don't know i, I could actually <laughs> talk about hdmi talking? for a while if you really wanted me to i i would prefer you didn't i but... okay. i'm fine too <laughs> i can't go toe to toe but i bet i know enough to learn from him <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. uh, uh, I know is, enough to is, feel really ignorant. This <laughs> is both the advantage and disadvantage of existing in this weird niche. I mean, we're almost at a million subscribers, so obviously somebody cares. Uh -huh. But uh, we're going to saturate it at some point, I guess, although it hasn't happened yet. And it's so inaccessible to anyone else. Um, we're, we're stuck in this sort of weird content creator thing. Uh, where if we if we simplify it, then we're gonna be off-putting to our existing viewer base, and if we make it more complex, we're just gonna go further and further down the funnel of how many people could possibly exist on the planet who care about this enough to watch a video about it. I hear you, man. I, I apparently almost a million. So that's <laughs> good news. I've been obsessing lately over the idea of starting a new channel, and um, the biggest thing I'm trying to decide on right now is how tight the niche, niche should be. You know, it, it, should it just be this one thing or should I expand it to some effect? You know, one of the issues I had on my last channel was like you know, when it was only COD tips. Well, Call of Duty tips run out. You know, at some point you're repeating yeah. yourself or you're, you know, like it had to expand to be almost like an opinion advice slash COD tips slash, you know, I don't know. Some videos were just like, hey, I like Woody. I wonder what Woody's doing today. And I would tell them, you know, that there, there was meant to solve that. Um, so on this new one, it's like, wow, should I make it just about like, you know, widgets and, and cover nothing else? And, you know, people who are interested in that will love it and know what to expect in tomorrow's video. Or should it be something a little broader so that I don't run out? I don't know. 
Uh, one one guy I respect a lot, uh, Lewis from Unbox Therapy. He just started a new channel, and it's like the it's the most obvious thing in the world, um, where no one's really been doing a great job of reasonable production value, friggin' top five videos. He started this channel three weeks ago and has 85,000 subscribers with an average of around 100,000 views per video, and he's done three videos. I mean... That's great, but he's already... Been, what does he have, 1.2 million subs, something like that? Something like that, but he hasn't pushed it that hard. Okay. He's pushed it a little bit, but we were not able to grow a channel like that either. Um, well, mind you, you, we pushed it less than him, but this is still a pretty amazing result. I mean, he's getting similar per video views as on his main channel. I watch a lot of your videos and I wasn't sure what your second channel was called. So like to me, you're not really pushing it. Either I'm watching the wrong videos or you're not pushing it much at all. We don't push TechWiki at all. Um, yeah. we, we want a different audience. It's a very different audience. I mean, TechWiki is, it's still technology, but it's like tips for how to, you know, improve your wireless network. It's not like, oh my God, here's this CPU. It has 2,000 pins on the bottom of it and they're small. Okay. Um, so we, it's it's a little bit less um, hardcore geek and a little bit more shareable. So we, we weren't necessarily trying to... I really want to see more of it. Audience. I think I might still fit your target audience. I just... I haven't been sold enough. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I, needed to, I need to see more of it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, oh. How's your audience? I'm curious about that. Um, people who watch expertise videos or people who have expertise like they're always nitpick gun videos are a great great example if you make a mistake in a gun video like i think one time i called a striker a firing pin or vice versa and there were like six thousand comments saying i misnamed this component of a gun it's the thing that hits the back of the bullet and makes it go bang yeah, and, i know uh, enough about guns to know that but thank you <laughs> so um and i i think it's called i'm gonna still screw this up i think it's called one thing in a shotgun and a different thing in a pistol or i was just wrong but the comments were filled with like i got you you know i know a thing that you didn't know that must happen on your tech stuff you know what it does, but uh, we've done an amazing job, I think, of um, creating a culture within even our YouTube comments that is very positive. Yeah, me I mean, too. You, I mean, try go go through any. <laughs> we don't filter anything. I don't block anything. I have no blocked keywords. I have no blocked users. Everyone is free to say anything they want on any of my videos. Go and f find some negativity. It's hard. Hmm. Uh, because we have a very specific strategy that has worked incredibly well over the years of completely ignoring anyone who is unnecessarily negative and then taking real criticism very, 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 very seriously, apologizing for it and correcting it in the future. Um, and it's, it's worked amazingly well. I mean, we actually say in every one of our videos, like if you liked, dislike if you disliked. Mm -hmm. I think we're one of the only channels on YouTube to say that. And even so, our like to dislike ratio is, I think, an average of about 100 to 1. I copied you on a couple videos because I like that. <laughs> Wouldn't anyone... it be easier to just censor everyone with an iron fist, though? You know, just No, it's not easier you know... at all. I mean, I don't want to, you know, group you guys in any sort of way, but you are all American. Do you really think that oppression works? Isn't that the foundation of your country? That it, so it must be working oppressing well. people. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so pressing people is the foundation of modern America. We're very good at it. <laughs> and you might we think know how it to doesn't work, but that's because you didn't hear their voices. <laughs> we know, keep, we know yeah. how to keep them down where they belong, and you know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what you're what you're doing is the model and yeah that's the way to do it it's uh i i don't do it as well as you do and i it's it an area for improvement i mean for years you could go through any one of my videos and it would be you know he's gay he's gay he's gay he's gay he's gay he's gay <laughs> and you know what i actually the philosophy that i had about that was well, this is great because every comment on my video is engagement. So <laughs> I intentionally never acknowledged it. I never confirmed nor denied. I completely refused to talk about it because eventually people tired of it. That's also a good oppression card to have in your back pocket. If you never outright denounce it, if someone ever uses that against you, you can be like, I never even brought up that I was gay. And then everybody's going to take your side. So, you know, just keep that tucked away for, for a rainy day. Yeah, I see no reason to acknowledge trolling. I mean, we all know this. It's in, it's in, the, it is Woody. It's in the anti-trolling handbook. It's like the, the <laughs> preface. Don't acknowledge so them. Say, Don't feed them. It's so you so... say that giving them attention every week is a bad thing. Yeah. Lots of attention. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You guys are all right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I give my trolls too much attention, and I'm uh, nearly famous for doing it. Um, if I were to yeah, try you, to, you and guys like Total Biscuit. Total Biscuit creates mm -hmm. so much more negativity. I mean, he's very opinionated, so the negativity was going to come for him one way or another. Mm -hmm. But I think he amplifies it, and I think he knows that he just is he in can't this stop. And I empathize he's in with this him. this trap. And, and I would. I bet if I talked to Total Biscuit. And by the way, I know that it bothers him sometimes. We had him on the show one time, uh, and he was in the heat of drama. And um, he almost came, I, I don't know if I read him wrong, but he almost came on the show, like, sheepishly, like, you know, uh, like, I'm having a hard time. Do you still like me? Yes, I do. I totally like you. I don't care that you, like, said a silly thing in a comment. That's what happened. He, he replied to someone, and they didn't like what he had to say. And, um, uh. I don't know. I, I bet if I talked to him, he'd be like, you have no idea. I ignore 99.9% .9 of the fussing I get. I just get more than you. And when I respond to even 0.1, it looks like I'm responding to him all. I bet he would think that. And I understand where he comes from. And I need to shift to exactly where you are, which is perfection and not replying. And uh, I, I do it sometimes, too. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect at people all. people that are. I do it sometimes too. Some guys do a really, really amazing job of it though, and you can really see it in the quality of the comments under a video. You can tell who does community management and who doesn't. I think Linus just really has the likability factor going oh, for him. Oh, lots of people hate me. Where? Really? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Just you they know, do. the cadence of the voice, the, no, you know, your body I, language. It seems like he, to me, know, he's completely likable. I'm gay for him, but no, for, um, no. This on, guy has such an annoying voice. Oh my god, I hate him so much. Oh, it's oh, well. That part's was, rough. Are you familiar? I forget if it's. <laughs> I think it's Gaming PC. Do you know the Gaming PC subreddit on Reddit? Have you ever heard of it? Know it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's there's uh, you know there's Build a PC. There's Gaming PC. There's PC Master Race. I'm aware of them. I don't really troll them. That's another thing. Is like rule number two: never go on Reddit. 
you do yeah you're right you do um uh give them stuff to celebrate though sometimes like you'll refer you'll you'll put like console peasant things on there and and of course they they take it and run with it but uh yeah on there like fussing goes your way of course you're you're brilliant and not acknowledging it but i'm like ah stop it i like him (laughs) but anyway we should do a new topic i totally don't want to be talking about this like this I, I just acknowledging. The, Go on, please. You know, I I, I I was thinking, like, like what are the benefits of some bad habits? Like, are there any benefits to some of the, the main bad habits? Smoking makes you skinny. Yeah, I, 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 that's kind of where I was going. Like, like, smoking like, looks cool. Smoking, <laughs> wow. Smoking, it does. Smoking does definitely look cool. cool. Wait, yeah. are you serious? I, I think I watched Kyle's Godfather serious. Let, no, I watched The Godfather last night. Every like, like he's const like Michael's constantly lighting us. And all the characters are smoking, and I'm just it. It does look cool. It is oh. cool. Watching those old Band of Brothers world like World War II right after a fire. They're constantly like smoking like, their filterless luckies. But okay, I don't know, wait. it's cool. I'll go on. Let, let me get my, cool. my two cents in on this. Smoking in movies does look cool. They usually do something amazing with like the smoke itself with like top-notch videography and and they make smoking look neat. Also, the character will like use the cigarette as a prop in such a way that makes him seem like he doesn't care about anybody or anything. And And I get what they're doing there. But smoking in real life, to me, looks like... Even a- cooler trailer trash like that's what i see when i see some guy buying a pack of cigarettes it i see a guy who doesn't have his life going like he's got an aspect of him that is controlled and most smokers i know wish they weren't right like given the option if they could just stop they would take it but they can't and um so smoking in movies amazing looking smoking in real life i it, it, it like knocks a point or two off your, you know, one to 10, how classy are you scale? And yeah. Depends that, what you're smoking. If it's I, just a Paul Mall red, I agree with you. But if it's a, you know, nice stogie, you can look pretty fancy with that. What if it's some Winston 100s? Ah, or it's a pack of parliaments. Like a real yeah. class act. No, cools. No, just cools. Linus In a thoughts? Soft pack. I what? Sorry. What are your thoughts on? You, have you been listening? Are you working? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally listening. I mean, for me, smoking is one of those things where it's uh, well, it's it, it's how they popularized it in the first place, right? By association. So the reason smoking looks cool in movies is because super cool people are doing it. That's why it looks cool. I don't think it really has anything to do with the act of smoking. Whereas when you see someone who's been smoking for ten years and it aged to them twenty five. Um, that's why it doesn't look cool. Not necessarily because they're any less, you know, skilled with, you know, looking like they don't care about anything with the cigarette. I think you just can't take it as seriously because it's not someone who just, you know, blew up 300 bad guys or whatever else doing it. That's, that's, it's pretty straightforward for me. I mean, yeah, that's it. So what are some of the cool things that come along with drinking? What's the benefit? That's what I can't uh, if you're an alcoholic, let me, let me rephrase. So we're talking about addicts to these things. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, whatever. If you're if you're an alcoholic, for example, what are some of the benefits of being an alcoholic? Someone who is addicted to alcohol spends a, spends a lot of time drinking, has a high tolerance to it, etc. Well, they don't realize how awful their life appears from the outside. So ignorance is bliss. You know, I, I was in going a lot to say ways. they're not embarrassed by what happened the other night. Yeah, they don't know. Right. Uh, other than that, it doesn't seem like there's really any positives of that one. Did you have one in mind, Kyle? 
No, maybe maybe your uh, maybe Axe is sort of like um, social lubricant. You know, maybe you're a, a really uh, likable guy when you get wasted. There, there are a few people who are like that. Most of the time, when someone's drunk, though, I hate them. <laughs> there are very few, few likable drunks now that I think about it. So maybe that's not even a thing because whenever someone's drunk and they're trying to talk to me, I just despise them and hope they fall down a flight of stairs. Well, all right. Or an escalator. Now we know how you really feel. You know how an Four escalator like, has those really jagged edges? I've always thought that'd be the worst kind of stairs to fall down. What about pot? Especially if you fall down one that's an up escalator, so it adds like six more <laughs> feet to your total fall. <laughs> What about pot? The benefit of, of of a person who smokes pot, I guess, would be that they had some pot on them. You'd be like, hey, you know, Mike? <laughs> yeah, he has pot on him. Oh, cool. Like, I guess that like, <laughs> comes along with smoking pot. I don't know. Like, I don't think there's anything that, that like, from smoking pot that someone wait, wait, gains. Wait, wait, that... I've got one. It's a performance-enhancing drug for an eating contest. Sure, yeah. If you had an eating competition or something, like, uh -huh. maybe it's a performance enhancer there. Maybe somebody like, uh, you know, Furious Pete or something. If you're a competitive eater, maybe some marijuana would be key to victory. It doesn't seem like there are any big positives because, you know, going back to the addiction point of, like, someone being a total pothead, you know? like The trouble I have no, with pot no cool parts for that. is hardly anybody's interesting while they're on pot. Suddenly they're very content with very uninteresting things. And it's like, oh, well... Okay. And if you get, like, a true blue pothead, the kind that never shut up about weed... Uh, those are the worst. The absolute worst. I got some new weed, man. You want to come try it out? It's different than the other one. It gets you high differently. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. I, I hated that. I had a so, couple friends who wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Like it. It's just annoying after a while. It's like, it's not that cool. Chill out. The different strains of weed are a complete mystery to me. Because like, if someone told me that beer drunk is different than uh, vodka drunk, which is different than wine drunk, I'd be like... I disagree. The, the The hangover is sometimes slightly different, but the drunk is all the same to me. Um, now, a pot, I'm kind of uneducated, but like there are all these like, well, this pot is actually a downer that's an upper, and this pot, you know, this like, pot, yeah, all right, <laughs> such this, an old man. This strain <laughs> makes you like this you know, a reefer. This strain makes you intellectually curious. This is the greatest, <laughs> you know, like this strain does this to you and this strain does that to you. And I, I wonder if it's right on target and it actually is just like that. If it's a placebo effect or if it's like alcohol where to me anyway, the the high is, is all the same. I can see with some drinks how different drunks are different, definitely. But there's it also always, not the, as big a difference as people pretend, where they're like, oh, man, keep, keep me away from tequila. I'm way different on tequila. It's like, no, yeah, you're what's not. that you about? One night where you got fucked up on tequila and you That's like, what I like. a little too crazy. Yeah. If I you got drinking exactly vodka, right. you would have done the same thing. Yeah, I've, I've had tons of, of chicks say that, like, no, no, no tequila for me. Brown That's liquor makes me line. crazy. And I'm just like... Yeah, because you drank too much of it when you drank it, like, because you're fucking stupid. But tequila you know? for me, that causes me to totally outsource responsibility for my actions. Will <laughs> I not mean, do. <laughs> I don't I think mean, anyone's I, ever said that. Until <laughs> just now. Like, I don't drink vodka, but the reason isn't because it makes me drunker than tequila. It's that the last time I drank vodka, I vomited, and I don't like the taste of vodka because I associate it with that night that I was vomiting on the side of the car. Was I there so that I night? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah. 
I was vomiting out the side of the fucking car down, going down the interstate. Who was sitting next to me? It was a chick. Uh, oh, it was Tryhard's girl. The um, yeah, yeah. The, the cute, the She's cute really Asian nice. Girl. Yeah. What? Did she have like a dude's name? Like, wasn't like Sam or something? She did. Uh, yeah, she was cool uh, as fuck. Had, I liked her. Yeah, yeah. There's they're they're still together and they're happy, so I'm happy for them. Yeah, I know. I yeah. talked to him the other day. Yeah, that's that's really that's really cool. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad for him. Yeah, anyway, I puked over her and she was cool with it. <laughs> See how cool she is? <laughs> yeah. I I try not to drink anymore. Like like I don't remember the last time that I like actually drank a lot to the point where I was drunk really. Yeah, that's where so I, I think I got to the point where I was making, you know, looser decisions on a drinking episode of PKA. But, um, like, I can't remember. The, I don't think I've been sick in a long time. We were, uh, so we were in Austin, Texas on um, 6th Street. That's the, like, the bar district, bar, mm-hmm. excuse me, the bar street or whatever. And I had tweeted out something like, hey, I'm on... You know, I'm on 6th Street, we're partying, come out and hang out with us or whatever. And I didn't think anybody would show up, really. It was just, I, I do it a lot. And, uh, but these people drove like an hour and a half. Like, they were all, and they were wearing uniforms, too. They were the zombie defense squad or something. They mm-hmm. had bracelets, they had t-shirts. It was like two or, th- I think it was three guys, maybe two or three guys and a girl. And the girl was, like, dating one of the guys. And they all came in a van, and they came to fucking Austin, Texas to drink with me. So... It's me, my dad, my cousin Scott, and my other friend, and the zombie defense squad tags along with us, and we're we're driving around. And so I'm doing the Russian accent the whole time to keep the the gig going with them, and they're going with it, and they're buying me all this vodka. They're getting me wasted, and I'm just like shot after shot, and I'm not a big drinker anyway, so I'd had like, I don't know, eight or nine shots and three or four beers, and I'm really just incapacitated drunk, like doing that stupid is, things. That is a lot. Even the two low numbers add to 11. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of drinks. And it was in a short period of time, like three hours. It was something like that. I, I, I'm pretty fucked up. Like, I remember at one point, um, you know those things you put money in that you punch and it tells you, you know, how yes, hard you yes, hit? Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Someone else had paid for it, and I punched it, and I was just like, like I had already turned into that douchebag. Like, like I turned into, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after I punched his thing and I was like, yeah, 97! And I'm just like, you're a douchebag. <laughs> I was like, I gave him a dollar or whatever and I felt bad about it. But anyway, so we're wasted walking up and down this um, the, the, the street with the zombie defense squad. And I really had somewhere I was going with this. Oh, I'm trying people, to think. You tweeted, I, people came, you drank too much, zombie defense squad... Uh, you're getting kind of ignorant. Um, oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. So my dad, oh, oh, the funny thing that I thought was what my dad was doing. So obviously I was speaking in the Russian accent. So they were, my dad was pretending like he wasn't my dad. He was pretending like he was my cousin Scott's dad to like keep up this ruse with these, these fans. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, but meanwhile, my dad is talking shit behind FPS Russia's back. Like, like he keeps going to the fans and being like, I, and I can hear him like, like way out of the corner of my hearing. And he's like, I hate that son of a bitch. He treats us <laughs> like shit. You know what? I, I'd like to go over there and just smash him in the back of the head with this beer bottle. And the girl goes, don't do it. 
don't do it. He'll kill you. <laughs> He's like a fucking commando. He'll kill you like that. <laughs> and Dad's like, I could take him if I sneak up on him from behind. And they're like, Don't do it, man. He'll don't do it. <laughs> they're warning my dad about about even touching me from behind. They're, and um, so we got completely completely shit faced, way drunker than I wanted to be. And the coolest part about this trip was that. We rolled up into the this hotel there. It's right at the end of Sixth Street. It's like the Waldorf or the Waldorf or something like that. And it, it they have what's called the Cattle Baron Suite. It's on the second floor of this place. And the deal was that this rich cattle baron guy cattle baron guy who owned the hotel and had it built, the first thing he had built was a giant room for himself to live in while they built the rest of the hotel above him. So the most immaculate, amazing, beautiful suite in this whole hotel is right there because it was his, and and apparently nobody had been buying this thing because it was so fucking expensive. It was like three or four thousand dollars at night, and we started haggling with them about it because they already had some deal where it was like half off, and we were like haggling back and forth. Well, maybe if you knock this much off and blah blah. blah. So long story short, we got the fucking cattle baron suite. I'm talking like 15 foot ceilings and a library. There was a dining room that looked like from Beauty and the Beast, like super long and full of like. Uh, silverware, silverware already on it. Like places are set for 30 people or something. Beautiful suite. I spent the night vomiting in that bathroom. Didn't even get to sleep <laughs> in this like in the biggest like extra large king bed I've ever seen with like drapes coming down around it. I slept in the bathroom, uh, pillow against my head against the shower, one foot on each side of the toilet so that I could just do a sit up, <laughs> vomit, and then go back to sleep. I wake up at about 6, 6 a.m. in the morning, <clears throat> and I look, and keep in mind, there's three or four of us in this suite. It's a multi-room-like thing that, that we've got in here, and, um, and my cousin is in the bathtub over there, like up to here, in, in, in the water, and it's 6 in the morning, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing in the bathtub in my bathroom? <laughs> and I throw up a little, and he goes, I'm so fucking cold, dude. I was so fucking cold, so I had to pour a bath. And I'm like, how'd you end up in my bath? He's like, I don't fucking know whose bath I'm in, man. <laughs> like, we were all so shit-faced from these fans buying us drinks. So so we left this, this like, $2,000 a night hotel that we had gotten in the worst condition it's ever been in. There was literally a, a scenario where someone vomited on the floor, and then they just put newspapers over it, like that movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. Like we At least they tried it was awful. We, I, I felt really embarrassed about what we did to that suite, and uh, it, it was it was a real fucking mess. But but yeah, that's what happens so when I drink. Like like every time I drink, like it snowballs into a, a thing, where like I you know I end up you know surrounded by nefarious types and like hookers and fucking. Well, nefarious is the wrong word. Just people buying you shots. That's pretty nice. Not, no. not like, I'm going to get him so fucked up, he's vomiting on a marble floor surrounded by nice Corinthian pillars all night. Can't even enjoy his nice room. That was oddly like specific. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. There were Corinthian pillars. Have you been to the Waldorf? Yeah, saw the vomit everywhere from you. <laughs> <laughs> They're still there. Oh, that, that was awful. Still so, there. But it really rushes you. Every time I start drinking, um, like I don't know, I, I get to a point where I'm like, I feel really good. I'm glad that I'm drunk, and I'm like, you know what would make this feeling better? Another drink. I and need to be more drunk to feel more I, better. I, and it makes sense. If I, exactly, exactly that. If I, I think if I'm, if I were more drink, I would be. If I were more drunk, I would be even more better. 
So like, I'm not a drinker, but isn't that what um, Bloody Marys are all about? Isn't that the drink you um, take to relieve yourself from the hangover? That's like the hair of the dog drink that old women in menopause drink after a hard night of hitting some red Merlot or whatever. So I don't get I, hangovers. I've only ever gotten one hangover, and it was honestly after that night I described uh, in Austin, Texas. That's the only hangover ever I've ever are gotten. Are you sure you weren't hungover in, um, um, in one of the paintball days after the Yeah, track? I wake up the next day, and I'm just like, take a shower, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, no headache, no groggy hmm. feeling, no nausea, anything like that. But after that Beale Street thing, I had like the worst indigestion and nausea and just like discomfort and fogginess ever the whole, the whole next day. It was awful. But I've gotten wasted, just completely trashed before, and I wake up the next morning, and I'm pretty much good to go. Like, as soon as I sober up, I'm good to go. I used to drink a lot. Like, when we were traveling around a lot, like, when, we, when it was like we'd do packs and VidCon and um, two or three things in L.A., and then we'd be back in L.A. for something else, like, all those nights we were drinking hard. You used to do a lot of camera work in, like, Arizona, too. Yeah. Like, you do shoots out there, and... Driving across the country back and forth, which to me is crazy, but uh, you do it. Um, I'm trying to think of a fun story from the desert. The one where I was sick is kind of funny. Should I tell that one? I would love that. All right, so I'd like to hear it. So I got the flu. I was really fucking sick, and it was leading up to this thing where I had to fly out to Arizona and do some filming. Um, we were gonna film with like a sniper rifle and a, a cannon. And then we were going to go to New Mexico, and we're going to film with like a minigun and some rockets or something like that. And um, and I knew I had all this important filming coming up, but I was sick. Like I was I was getting sicker by the day. So I go to my doctor, and I'm like, I I explain the scenario to him. I'm like, this is important. There's a lot of money at stake. I need to be at my best. I'm going to be on camera. Can you hook me up? Like I don't need the standard thing. Like hook me up. Like give me what you would give a soldier who's going off to war. Like, like <laughs> let's 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 fuck this flu up. And uh, he's like, I got it for you, man. So he gives me this Z pack, which is like this, you know, this pack of antibiotics. I suppose it's supposed to knock this stuff out quickly. Gives me a shot in the ass, um, and gives me a bottle of um, what's this stuff? Um, codeine. A bottle of codeine uh, Ooh. syrup. Yeah. A, a big bottle, like the kind your granny used to have. Like, not even kidding. Like, it was like 24 ounces or something. And I had no experience with that stuff before. But I had a couple of different things going on. Like, I, I, I had the flu. I had strep throat, so I was coughing up some blood. But I also had something else that was making me nauseous, so I was throwing up a lot. Um, so I, I knew I was going to need some assistance. So I, I, um, I, I was going to fly from Atlanta to um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, home of Walter White. Uh, but I wanted to have a girl with me, so I flew from Atlanta to New Orleans, and I picked up a stripper from New Orleans, and then we flew... As one to, does. As one does. Yeah. And, um, and it was kind of funny, because I had a first-class ticket, and she had a coach ticket <laughs> going, from New, going from New Orleans to uh, Albuquerque. <laughs> and so I'm sitting up there in first class, and there's actually an empty seat next to me. And I'm I'm trying I'm like hey could we move my girl like from the back up here I was like and you know everybody's kind of listening and they're like yeah yeah that'd be cool right and they're just like ah oh, we can't do that and I thought about it for a second I'm like well I think I'm gonna go back there and sit with her and everybody was like that's a good guy right there that's a good guy like they're applauding me and I'm just like if they only knew this is a stripper that I stopped and picked up along for the ride like I just don't want to feel like a douchebag. So I went back and hung out with her, but she actually had a whole row to herself. So anyway, we get to Albuquerque. Um, 
we we were doing our film and we're hanging out with this crazy eccentric millionaire guy who uh, who builds mini guns and uh, he's kind of a nut and I don't want to go on any of their adventures with them but like I don't do that when we when we would travel I would just bring my own girl with me so I could stay at the hotel and not go out and get into trouble but my friends and family they go out and get into trouble so. I'm at the hotel with my girl, with my uh, codeine, which I loved, by the way. I needed it. Like, I'm, I wasn't abusing this codeine. Like, <laughs> I had such an awful sore throat, and I was so out of it. Like, I, would just, I was just sipping this stuff the whole time, and I didn't even realize it was like a, a thing that people take to get high or whatever. Like, I just thought it was medicine. So I'm wasted off this stuff in bed with her. It's 4 in the morning, and the door's kicked open. Boom! Like, I didn't, I didn't latch the door. I was so messed up from the codeine. And it's all of my friends and all of their girls, and they run into the room, and the girls jump into the bed, and they're jumping up and down on the bed, and one of them is a really big girl. Like, she's like 200 pounds, and the other one's like <clears throat> a hot chick, like this hot Hispanic chick. And they're dancing on the bed, and then they start telling me the story. They had went to the bar, and this is when my cousin had the, um, this is when my cousin had the, uh, the flower behind his ear that this Mexican chick had given him at a bar, he goes to the bathroom to pee, and this guy next to him goes, you know, they're standing there pissing. He looks next to him at the urinal and says, you like a faggot with that flower behind your ear. And Scott's like, don't call me a faggot. <laughs> and he, he's, all right, well, whatever. But seriously, though, you look like a faggot. And the Scott just, like, lays him out right there, knocks him unconscious at the urinal. Guy hits the floor, pit, dick hanging out, still pissing. Like, he's pissing himself. <laughs> you know, still peeing. Stop. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Stop. He hits the ground, his dick's still pissing. He's like pissing on himself. Like a fire hose that's just sort yeah. of flopping around. Maybe a little, I don't like know how big it was. I'm giving him a lot of credit play. here, right? Like, like, it's just going yeah. everywhere. Like a baby's You're making it seem like one of those blow-up car lot things that's yeah, like, <laughs> like that. No, it wasn't like a Medusa head or anything, but, but you know, he pissed oh, all over himself. Okay. And there's witnesses. There's two more guys who are standing there waiting for these two urinals that are in the restroom. So Scott's got to book it. So he goes out, he goes, collects my other friend, collects the girls. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they go out in the parking lot, and they get stopped by the guy, the victim number one's big friend. His big <laughs> friend is like a Jordanian. Now, I don't know how they knew he was Jordanian. He must have said it at some point. You know, like, I am Jordanian. I kill you. He said something like that, and at some point, Scott said something like, "You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll just, you know, he's like, I'm gonna knock your fucking teeth out, some, you know, just some whatever threat." And the guy says back to Scott, "I'm a faggot. I'll push your shit in, boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. It's Mike Tyson. There's no coming talk. back from that. So it's at that point where where the story gets foggy. I don't know what exactly happened, but the end result is this, to release myself or any others of any liability. The large Jordanian man was hit in the head with something. His car keys were stolen from him. His car may have been backed into by another car, and my truck had a big dent in the bumper. And, they got, and that, that, that's the story they come back to me with. And that's, that's day one of our trip to fucking New Mexico. So we get out in the desert, and I'm not getting any better. I'm not getting better at all. Like the, the, the shot in the ass, the, the Z-Pack, it's not doing shit. I'm out in the desert, and it's literally 104 degrees. Um, I'm vomiting behind a truck. Like I'm, I'm bent over vomiting, and I finish vomiting, and I like wipe my mouth, and then I, get in, I start coughing, and I can't stop coughing, and I cough up blood. And I'm like, shit, because I'm like spitting the blood up and like getting the blood off my teeth. And, and they're like, hey, Kyle, 
You ready? We got the 500 magnums loaded up. <laughs> they want me to shoot a 500 magnum in each hand at these steel targets out in the desert. And so I go out there, and I'm kind of coughing and wheezing. It's hard to breathe. It really was. My, my throat was really ragged. If you go back and watch those videos, you can hear my voice is weird. What's the name uh, of the video? And, um, but it's the one with this 500 Smith & Wesson? Yeah, I'm in the desert. Um, there's, I'm using a big chrome barrel, um, integrally suppressed 50 cal. I do, it's kind of a mishmash video where I do like two or three weird things. Okay. So were you just guzzling codeine regularly this whole yeah. time, just every few minutes? Just, yeah, because my... Dude, then you were just in like like the fear and loathing in Las Vegas status, just barely I, with it. Lots really of Gatorade. I would guzzle like a whole thing of Gatorade, and then I'd vomit up three quarters of it, it seemed like, just trying to stay hydrated. So I get out there. I got these big fucking guns in each hand. They're the most powerful production handguns in the world, and they're short barrels, so they're going to kick like a motherfucker. And I've got to hit the targets, or we just have to do it over again, I guess. Um, and then I hear um, the grenade go off. They, um, my, my friend shot a tear gas grenade, I uh, know a CS grenade at me, and it exploded next to me and started like shooting um, CS at me. So I kicked it, and that's when I, I, I spoke too soon. It didn't explode. It landed next to me and started hissing. I kicked it, and then it exploded. And it goes, poof. And I'm like covered with the CS while I'm sick. So, what is CS? I don't remember what it stands for. It it's it's like it's tear gas basically. It really fucks you up. Um, you know, mucus, membranes, oh. all that stuff. Good so if you're sick that. in the middle yeah. of a desert. It was on awful, Cody. the worst thing possible. And that's what I said. I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like like why? Anybody but me. Like but yeah, they, they tear gassed me and then and then we had to keep going and finished. So that's my New Mexico story. I don't think there's anything else. You know, we were, we were in a, we got caught in a flash flood in the desert, and um, why were you in New Mexico? Is it access to the guns or the land or minigun? Yeah, oh, the minigun. Yeah, yeah. They can't just ship that to you. Um, they could, but and we, they already well, had previously. I filmed half the minigun thing in Tennessee, but I wanted more footage, and I wanted to shoot it standing up. Um, you know, like Schwarzenegger did. Mm -hmm. So I went to go do it with him. So we got up on top of a mountain like in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico um, on this like government property and we were really far out in the middle of nowhere on like 4 by 4 style and you know we got on the mountain and shot it from the hip and so, that, and actually uh, while I was doing that um, one of the rounds exploded in the belt and shot me in the thigh and it looked like he took a cigar and like put it out on my inner thigh and I just kept shooting because I wanted to get the thing done I wanted the clip done um, but as soon as we put the gun down like I, had, I like dropped my pants I thought I was shot but it was just a really bad burn. It was if, gross. If people don't know, a minigun, it sounds like nothing, but if you you know Google image search it, or it, they're seeing it on the screen if they're watching a video. If you're watching iTunes or listening to iTunes, it's a, it has like six barrels that spin around. It's a fully auto thing. They're usually in like Apache helicopters or like something like that. They're, it's a really... What round does it fire? Uh, they put them in both 7.62 and 5.56. That the one I was shooting was 7.62, you know, 30 caliber, okay. 308, and you can adjust the speed. So that one was turned all the way down, and it's 4,500 rounds per minute. That's a lot of rounds per minute. Necessary. Yeah. Well, it depends what you're shooting the thing, at. It if depends like how quick you're moving. I, according to me, I'm not an expert in these things, but if I'm shooting out of a moving helicopter, I need a rope of bullets. I need a laser beam. If I'm shooting from the ground. I probably would like semi-auto or something, you know, that my bullet should hit. But if I'm, you know, 
if you're driving along in a Hummer and I'm shooting out the side, I need uh, I need my bullets to be close to you know one after another so I can hit something. Miniguns are fucking cool. Yes, I Mini fired one out of a helicopter a of once. It was yeah, that uh, was cool. I saw that. Yeah, it was. Um, that's I don't know. Put that one it's on my, like shooting, my bucket list. It, it's it's not like shooting anything else though, because like a like a like a fifty caliber machine is bop 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 bop, and you know like an M sixteen or whatever, you feel it like each bullet coming out, and, you know, you feel each impulse of the round. But with a minigun, it's just like you're holding onto a weed eater. It's just like it just kind of vibrates. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very really very fast. cool stuff. Um, oh, it does oh. sound like it'd be a lot of fun, more um, than any other kind of gun, really. No, that's not true. You you might think it, but it's not. It's not fun to be honest, unless you've I'm, got. I mean, some... I'm just saying from what it looks like. Oh, you can you you could have a lot more fun with a saw, I think, than a minigun. The minigun is just too expensive. All right. Oh, so since there's a break here, let's pay the bills. Uh, first of all, Linus, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, what what's your channel? Say it loud and slow so people know where to find you. Linus Tech Tips, in case they care way too much about. All right, your, your mic is it is it off? Uh, no, it shouldn't be. I switched headsets. My other one ran out of batteries. Okay, so it, we we effectively can't hear you. It's very it's very subtle. But um, uh, this his 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 YouTube channel is Linus Tech Tips. He does reviews on almost anything electronic. It has a heavy focus on PCs, but he'll also cover things like stereo speakers. I'm making stuff up, but like Roku devices. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Sorry. Speaking of, you know, tips for technology. Yeah, basically, it's 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 technology. Heavy emphasis on computers, just like you said. If you care about that kind of stuff, it's Linus Tech Tips. Very cool. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. All right, thanks, yeah, guys. Thank you. Have All right, take care. Have a good night. And boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then the other thing. Hold on, let me fix this new overlay. And uh, back to Squarespace. So. Um, we just want everyone to remember that this episode of PKA is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the co offer code PKA at checkout. A better web starts with your website. It's simple and easy, beautiful design, drag and drop content, 24 by 7 support through live chat and email. Plans start at $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Response design, commerce ready. Every site comes with an online store. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today. Go to squarespace.com PKA. That's squarespace.com PKA. Don't miss out. So, uh, yeah. All right. A word from our sponsors. Thank you, Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. We freaking love you. And thank you, Squarespace. Proud of you. Like you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, go on. I was thinking our next topic could be Wings of Redemption. I was thinking that too. Yes. I believe what about you this owe time? me money. Didn't we specifically say we actually pay out on this bet? Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay up. Yeah. I'll me and Woody won. Yes. Yeah, How much did we I bet? Have... Ten bucks. Okay. Thousand dollars. <laughs> so, I would like to make a new bet. I would like to make a bet for a month from now and bet on the weight loss or gain from in thirty days from right now. I would like to catch Anybody people so on, what is he on the right previous now? bet. What's people the that missed in? this part of the show last week, 
I think the over under was three pounds or something like that. Two like, and a half. Two and a half. half. Two and a half. You're right. You're right. Thank you. And I bet that he would do two and a half or better. And Kyle bet that Merka and I bet that. And then Kyle bet you know the opposite that he wouldn't lose his two and a half pounds. And um, I think it had something to do with like him falling in depression, Brastard Brook related, or, or maybe whatever. But Merka and I, who had who thought Wings would get it done, were right. So, woo. Ten dollars. Yeah. How many? How many pounds did he lose? Like three and a half or something? Three or three and a no, half. I have no idea. Oh, whoa! Three and a half. Yeah, he went from one eleven and a half to, th- I'm sorry, four eleven and a half to four oh seven. Okay. So he lost so, three and a half. Definitely over the two and a half. So if he did that for four weeks, that'd be like 12, 13, like 14 yeah, pounds, 14 right? Pounds. For a month. Yeah. 14 pounds. So do you want to use that as the over-under for a month of of weight loss or gain? No. Wait, so we have to guess See, a month from now, is he going to beat 14 pounds down? Wait, let's do a week. I like it if it's a weekly thing. Let's let, let's let's do next week. What do you think is going to happen? So this week he dropped three and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. What do you think next week? I'm thinking he'll still drop the 2.5. Yeah, that's Why, right do you where not? the over/under you... belongs, right? Because I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, it's tough. Five is really aggressive. I'm not, I don't. I mean, I I think that he could do it, like if if he were properly motivated. But <clears throat> the bet isn't that. What if um? What if the fans sent him food? Would that be cheating at the contest? Like if they like no. sent. Him Zaxby's gift. You mean like, like look, we like all heads in... of lettuce and baby carrots? <laughs> no, I mean like like if you send him like a Zaxby's gift card or like um, you um, send him like uh, like like cookies, like or, or really really gift cards. I think for fast food restaurants like McDonald's, Zaxby's. Um, what else does he like? Wendy's maybe. I'm not gonna do any betting if we're you're gonna send him hundreds of dollars of free fast food I money. I think hey. you still do the bet. You just account you know account for that. Hey. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm going to do anything. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe some crazy fan does. I'm just saying that that's a possibility right. that the fans would get together and get a certain amount of money together and send Wings some Zaxby's gift cards to they, his residence. You know what? We should get like Cheryl's.com as a PKA sponsor. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, with like a Those coupon Those cookies code. are so fucking good. I've never had them. There's a buttercream one that's got like buttercream frosting on it. There's a peach cobbler cookie. It's so good, dude. These cookies are amazing. If people don't but know this like... story, um, uh, Paintball Kitty is very helpful on woodycraft.net. And uh, as a way of saying thank you, I signed her up for a cookie of the month club. So now I guess for a year, it's almost over, I think. It's like 144 cookies a year, like 12 a month or something. Like, like, And every month, here's a box of these cookies that show up, and it's always a different flavor. They're it's, all different. And they're, it, they're, I haven't had them, but they're supposed to be these amazing high-end like super cookies. Very like, good cookies. And um, so it seemed like a good present. And uh, so I did that to show my appreciation for her help. And Kyle benefits from it too, apparently. <laughs> but but you could just send wings like like I don't know if there's a way to ship him boxes of Oreos, but like that would be the way to go. Jesus, um, if you could just <laughs> those are um, Coca Cola so... products. Like his his address is right there on the internet. I'm sure he'd appreciate the food. Like, he seems like, to like ragu on his pasta. 
Right oh, there. you're such an ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm not betting if we're gonna if you're gonna be actively sabotaging his hey, success. Hey, I'm not actively doing anything. I'm talking about hypothetical scenarios in which the fans rally together and send wings <laughs> fucking snack foods. Hey, That's let's bet on how long Steve the alcoholic remains sober. Hey, everybody, send him bottles of tequila and gift no, cards to drive-through liquor stores. Send him a bunch of forties and malt liquor, some Mickey's. Oh, it'll all be good hoot. You know, we do goof. evil shit on this show every week. <laughs> I think oh, we may have oh. passed, we may have reached a new higher low, depending on what you like in the show. <laughs> Come on, this would be fucking hilarious. Come on. No, don't, don't sabotage him. Let him continue to succeed. You gotta toughen him up. What if, what if he had a video where he's like pouring out the Coca-Cola and like, like, like smashing all the snacks. That would be awesome. I would love it, it all into if the... people sent him uh -huh. like... You know, uh, what is a package of Oreos called? Like, it's not a carton. I don't know. A sleeve, I guess. I don't know. A roll, a package, a bag. A, a I guess box, it's a bag. A bag. Okay, whatever. Uh, you guys, probably anyone knows what Oreos come in. Carton. If he were to get like a big uh, Gallagher-like wooden sledgehammer and and smash the the food and you know I I I cast out your demons and, and, and <laughs> no I want to see him sprint up a bunch of stairs in like a hoodie holding two big things of coke and it's playing like I'm the best around <laughs> and he's the top yeah, or coke <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like that music video from Woody's era. I, really, I love that. I think I sang it in a video once. Uh, um, <laughs> I really couldn't I did. He, yeah, but... he lost that much weight this week, uh, so I think he I needs he would. some. I think I think if you know some a Zaxby's gift card, I feel like would be the ultimate weapon. I've really put some thought into this. You send that man twenty five dollars a week of Zaxby's, he ain't losing no weight. I would love to right, see well, him take the Zaxby's gift card, go to his backyard, and use his striker to start a fire and burn them. Chicken fingers, please. Chicken fingers and fries. Chicken <laughs> fingers and fries. That's what he'll do with it. Because that's what I'd fucking do with it. Have you ever had Zaxby's? It's so delicious. Those chicken fingers no. and fries. And the hot wings. Is it kind of like Popeye's? It's better. It's much better than Popeye's. It's or greasier. Churches? Uh, the, it's better than churches. It's a different kind of chicken. Here's it's, why it's, I think you might be wrong. I'm still, I'm still team wings on this. It's because everybody lives in a world of temptation. The reason he's not not eating fast food isn't budget it's discipline it i have cookies downstairs and i think my wife made pudding I'm not eating it i know right and the pudding has smashed oreos like as a layer and whipped cream on top of it and a cherry because that's the kind of dessert you've seen the dessert she brings me is, even... is, what's that called that's called like dirt road pie or something oh, like an yeah. oreo cream pie what, what did you say an Oreo cream pie, I thought, maybe. Something, I, <laughs> I don't Oreo think cream. that's what it's called. An Oreo well, like, cream just, pie sounds like a sex act. Yeah, but, but you they know. want you to go get it and eat it while I watch. I'm not gonna, because yeah. I'm... It, I, I think weight, my weight loss isn't interesting to people, but I lost 11 pounds, and then I went on that survival tri or the adventure trip, ate like a fat kid, came home when I was only down 7, and now I'm currently down 11 again, headed in the right direction. So uh, still, it's mind-boggling to me that you guys gained weight on a survival trip. Well, it wasn't oh. a survival trip. It was a oh, the survival trip's coming up though, which we need to start talking about, I guess, at some point. For what it's worth, I passed my online hunting course, and uh -huh. I booked myself for the first available, um, like in person. Like there's an in-person section of getting your hunting license, and it's September 12th. So come Sweet. September 12th, I'll have done everything I can. 
And uh, I'm going to look into expediting it. I don't know if I can walk away with a license that day or if it comes in the mail or what, but um, it shouldn't be more than two weeks. The or, fall's going to be good because we're, we're definitely doing the helicopter hog hunting too. Yes. I don't know if I need a license for that. But either way, I'll get my license situation squared away. You think I do? Maybe I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm getting that squared away. I know we have to sit through like an hour-long course, but it's a course about shooting pigs out of a helicopter, so it's fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I've got that squared away. Joe fights Friday, which for people watching this as it comes out yesterday. And um, uh, so he, I think he asked for a week or 10 days or something to heal, even when you win, which he usually does. Uh, they, they punch back and he, he just wants a little time to recover and, um, and then we'll do it. So it should all come together at about oh, the same really? time. Oh, the second half of September. Oh. Go ahead. You're busy. Like the 26th of the month. I think I am. Okay. And here's the other thing. It's just a minor thing, but so I just did a bunch of paperwork for silencers. Um, so I won't have those, but they take 45 days to go through. It would be really cool if we had silencers because you can hunt with silencers in Georgia. We could we could have silencers for the trip, like that, ninjas. That'd be really cool. It would be super cool. I, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Like, same and, I, and I'm gonna have like, like like I'll have every single silencer that um, Silencer Co makes. They're uh, they're sending me a bunch. I'll have the 12 gauge silencer, um, which uh, is in the video that goes up Saturday, the time that this what goes do you, up. Do you need a 12 gauge that accepts a choke and then it just kind of screws in? Is that how that works? I didn't look at that part of it. We never did take it off the gun. We, he explained it to me, but I don't remember now. Okay. Um, it wasn't that big of a deal uh, to do it. So we'll sort and it out. I think if we push it a little deeper, like first, the challenge is, like if you wanted to go, I'll exaggerate and say late October, then it gets kind of chilly. Right. But I also have two. Um, I was going to finish the silencer thing. I'll, I'll, I'll have okay. at least one or two twenty-two silencers, which is what we would want on the trip. I think. Depends on what we're shooting, I guess. Yeah. Now that's another thing. Like, now that the Patreon's a thing, we could use that to make this a really hardcore trip. Like, do you, I mean, do you want to go to like Kodiak, Alaska? Like, do you want to go to like, you know fucking Saskatchewan do you want to do you want to go somewhere where there are grizzly bears and like you do need like a like a fucking like 300 Wellerby uh, like big game rifle um, you know do you want to go to the deserts of Mexico we could do something crazy like that although of course an easy and simple fallback is the woods of Georgia um, I mean I'm open to all those things that some of the very north stuff you mentioned I worry isn't a fit for October you know, it, it like, for example, if we were going to go to Alaska and hunt grizzly, then we couldn't go up there with no tent. You know, we, we probably need real shelter. It, it, so we, that, would kill a, we would kill a bear and we would crawl inside for warmth. Yes, would like the, Star Wars. Like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but more seriously, I, like it, we would need more equipment if we were to go in the cold like that. Whereas we could go to Georgia... And, you know, uh, just, like, show up with uh, nothing but, uh, you know, the type of competitive swimsuits I wore in the 90s. Let's see what, um, when deer season starts. Because we could make it, like, a, a fully armed survival trip if there were deer. Like, like you know, just bring an AR-15 all jacked out. And... 
Ooh, or with a 50 cal. We could shoot a deer with a 50 cal for, on the survival trip. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And I'm, then I'm going to take it to the, to the place where you get the deer's process with no head, and I'm going to film his reaction. <laughs> and I'm not going to show... I'm not going to show anyone except for maybe you two, and then, and then that's going to be it because it's going to be fucking gruesome. But I don't think it's inhumane at all to like overkill something, like especially if you're taking mm. it to get the, to get the meat. <laughs> to it, overkill it? it? To overkill it. That's all I'm doing. Like I'm just using you know like eight times too much bullet and shooting it in the head. October like, 18th. I doubt the deer minded. I, that's I'm, deer season? If I understand this thing I'm reading, Georgia deer season with firearms is October 18th. For archery, which you could do probably, but I have no skill with, it's September 13th. Okay. Um, probably better to overkill something than to underkill it. Archery, I can do. If I got within 30 yards of a deer, I can kill it. Um, but it's hard to get within 30 yards of a deer. They're, they're like ninjas. Um, and you really need a deer stand and a lot of commitment, and you have to be in the right area. And I haven't bow hunted in a long time. But I shot a bow last year, and I was still pretty good. I could still hit the target at 30 yards plenty accurately for a deer. Um, but if we do it after rifle season starts, another, we have to figure out where to go so there aren't any other hunters. That's a thing, too. See, that's a problem now that I think about it. Like, you, you really don't want to be surviving in the woods when they are deer hunters. You know what I mean? I do. So maybe there's private lands that we could use. Yeah. I could, but see the thing about private land is a lot of people who are interested in letting people use their private land are already letting deer hunters use it. So it's kind of a hard thing to find. Mm. A little worried about that now. We'll sort it out. It. I think we'll find yeah. a way. Um, and then we have to make sure Joe can actually really travel. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, if he's all talk, our fans will let him know, right? I'm sure they will. They don't. They don't put up with disappointment well. They're not good at disappointment, are they? That's, they suck no, they'll be it. understanding. They're pretty <laughs> mature when it comes to stuff like that, I think. But yeah, so the next you know? PKA adventure, I think I did a pretty good job with the videos this time. I mean, I wanted to do a good job so that people were, people felt like when we do these things, they get something from it too. Uh, you know, like aside from the stories, of course. Aside from the stories, yeah. But like, you know, like yeah, if we if they do this thing, then they'll make it there, and and people don't. I, mean, I don't want to complain because it's the greatest job in the world. But I will say that when you're on vacation with the motivation of capturing footage, it's something that's on your mind all the time. Like you're not just out there experiencing stuff. You're focused on lighting and audio and battery life and, you know, I don't know, the execution of this thing all the time. You'd, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very different experience than just going out there and living it up. Although, like I said, greatest job in the world. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm psyched. We're gonna do another thing, and I'll make the best videos mm -hmm. I know how to make, so you people get to see it. The next one will be a lot more audio based. I think it, like um, the stuff we did with the the shooting and the rafting and the zip line was more like you know look at it, and the stuff that's like you know survival trip is experience this with us. So, no music. I agree. Montages. The survival trip's gonna be really good. Um, and I think um, I think we just need to figure out what it's gonna, what what and where you know what I mean like like if it's gonna be like bare minimum or if we're gonna take some guns or and you know where it's gonna be 
because we need to have a plan for survival. If you can't just go out there and be like, yeah, there's probably squirrel. Like it'd be nice if we picked a place. That, I'm just saying, if it would be nice if we picked a place that was within some range of me, of one of us, probably me. Um, so I could go and look at it and be like, yeah, there's lots of squirrels here. This will work. This will work great next month. Yeah, we were surprised um, if I go when we there, went like, to Uari. Like Kyle was popping squirrels like they were Tic Tacs in Georgia. Then we go to North Carolina, and I don't remember seeing any squirrel. Like not even one. <laughs> Zero squirrel. There were no fucking squirrels in those woods, and the pine trees didn't have boughs until like 35, 45 feet up. Like there was nothing to make shelter out of, and there was nothing to eat except for toads. <laughs> Toads would have been great. I, I know turtle. you're looking at toads like this isn't a good thing. I think that if we could get like frogs legs, that they would have been actually solid, tasty, welcome meals. Turtles, I didn't Here's realize how toxic and ugly turtles are to eat. You know, I'm sitting there thinking there must be something good inside a turtle to eat. Apparently, we were wasting our time with the turtles. That They're just not good food. You can eat the legs. People make turtle soup. And you have to be able to eat it to survive. And no the way thing about the um, the toads is like you hear about people eating frog legs, but they're talking about frogs, like bullfrogs. They're big, like as big as your hand. Right. But those toads were gonna be tiny. Like I felt like it was gonna be like nibbling. There was some food there, but it wasn't the kind of food that I wanted. I was throwing up. Yes. That was awful. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't fucking happen again. I and, think uh, that's unlikely. I, I'd, yeah, I, I I hope so. Um, but but I'm looking forward to doing it again. Uh, we just need to establish some rules, and I, I think it'd be cool if we came up with a game to de to like determine the rules. You know, exactly what we can bring. They gave us a little bit of shit about some of the tools last time, so maybe we do scale down on the tools. But uh, I, I think you know, come up with a list of things that are acceptable, basic things that are not acceptable, and uh, I think it'll be fun. I, I'm looking forward to it definitely. I hope it's cold. I hope it's not hot. I would rather be cold than hot. One thing I'm gonna bring for sure is some way to charge batteries. You know, we weren't in the woods I had that, that last long. time. Remind me? I had that power pack thing. Yeah, oh, I had a power pack. an extra like battery. Eight. Right. I could no, see it. No, no, no. I had a power pack that you, like, plug USB devices into, and it, it's it's like a ton of power. It's like a big NICAD battery. Yes. Which, okay, or I said IR. extra battery, but that didn't quite describe it. It was like a super battery that you could use to charge other batteries. Um, I was thinking, like, they have devices where you can, like, start a fire and it becomes a little energy source. You can literally really? use like That's fire weird. and water, and then it powers your USB stuff. I don't know how you don't melt the cords and such. You need to be pretty controlled, but that's a thing. It looks like a coffee pot almost. You know what? That's I could cool. probably find it on Amazon. I wish Maybe we should reach out to some sort of survival product place and, and maybe get a sponsor for the trip. That'd be cool. I like if that idea. Like, I'm sure there's... Some sort of survival gear retailer, or perhaps some sort of survival product manufacturer. Someone who maybe makes somewhere some like of... Cabela's. No, that's way too big. We need something that's more mom and pop. Somebody who's oh. like got a water purification thing that they want to get into the market, or somebody who's, um, you know, maybe a knife sponsor, something like that. It was cool of Sog to hook us up with some free stuff, but it'd be nice to get paid. Yeah, and maybe we could do a giveaway too. See, this is the thing I was talking about. It's called a BioLite wood-burning camp stove and um what makes it interesting i think that it has some cool sort of as shit it has some sort of cooking capacity but also it, it turns that heat into something that charges your phone very cool yeah it's got a portable grill attachment and a kettle pot 
This is know. a very cool little gadget. I yeah. think it'd be funnier to watch if instead of going into a bear, <coughs> you guys just had all of this elite equipment that made it so <laughs> easy and so See, not that was difficult. The original, Everything's already that, prepared. That was the original idea. The idea was that we would have Wings of Redemption in like a motor home, like with all of the the like anything you could ask for, microwave dinners and like television <laughs> and air conditioning. And then you'd have like one of us like in a tent, and you'd have another one of us like really seriously roughing it, surviving. And uh, and and we thought that would be funny, or just wings in the tent, or I mean just wings in the camper over there while the rest of us like roughed it. That was always a funny joke. But I think it would be funny to. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of different ways we could do it, and I think all of them would be entertaining. We just got to figure out which one is going to be. Uh, the most fun for us and the most entertaining for the fans. You can have like a drawing for which one of you gets different bits of equipment, something what like you, that. So someone being really do, screwed or something like that. What we should do is find a way to get you out there. Yeah, that would be fun. That's what we should do. Wow, Kyle just froze in a really menacing. Find a way to get that. <laughs> He's like, we should find a way to get yeah. Merck out there. <laughs> it's okay i'm down that's fine we'll make it happen jesus christ yeah, um, I, yeah that'd be I fun that actually be a, that's actually my i think that should be a primary goal uh when scheduling this thing it'd be great if we had myself woody joe lozon Durka, chiz out there that's a lot of people that's five people on this thing that's a lot of cameras moving around that's a whole community yeah. of survivors. And with that many like people, this. it's more ways to get hurt, more ways for something to go wrong. No, it's, it's, it's a big shelter, too. We'd that's be building the, a big shelter. That's the thing shelter. that has me, right? I, I felt like I had watched some YouTube videos, and if people didn't see our original Survivor stuff, I think there's a playlist on my channel. But um, we had, I think, a decent shelter, the, the basics of one that was really going to get it done. And I mildly cheated in that I brought some, like, Mylar blankets to use as the... Um, waterproofing but uh the whole like structure and stuff we took this chainsaw and axe and or hatchet and chopped down trees and made it we did a really good job when you get five people in there suddenly i'm expecting gilligan's island level shelter it's got to be a big well, a-frame lean-to so. it's got to be a big lean-to you probably want to just find two trees that are like this big around that are spaced you know the appropriate distance and then find a log to stretch between them and make that your A-frame and, you know, do a lean to Does Joe know that. anything about survival? No, not a thing. Seems he's like fucking Boston. that'd be one of his hobbies. I, I no, he's from fucking Boston. He knows nothing. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Joe is a master fisherman. That's like a thing that he's expert in. So Well, we, I wouldn't okay. tell him no to his face. So I, Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle knows very little about oh, fishing, and I know less. Yeah, I don't know shit mm -hmm. about fishing. Like, yeah. like, if it's catfish and they're in a pond, like I got that covered. Like, you just put like something gross on a fish hook and throw it out there, and it sits on the bottom, and they grab it, you yank it, and reel them in. But like, we were just trying to fish off the side of the. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you could. That's that's not my. I've never done anything like that. But like in that river, like we had all these rubber worms and shit, and we're like casting it out and pulling it back. We're like letting it sit for long periods of time, using floats, using sinkers. Nothing ever bit. I think maybe once. I think I I got something and I was like yes, 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 and then it got off. But it was probably like that long anyway. 
I know nothing. If it's clownfish, like Finding Nemo, and it's an aquarium, then that's a piece of cake. You just take the net, you chase them around. That's uh, that's where my fishing <laughs> ends. <laughs> I, uh, I would like it if there was some hunting to be done. I almost imagine it like this. All right, so, so stick with me here for a moment. Matt, if the survival trip was... If there was a hunting trip within the survival trip, if, if it was known that, like, okay... It's, what we do at night is we go hunting and like I don't know if I know that like some of us won't have, be licensed. You and I will be. Um, Merka, do you have a hunting license? Uh, I think I need another one, so I need to look into that. But did you ever do like that hunter certification test when you were a kid or something like that? Yeah, like just a, the little training day thing. You've still got that card yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so you're good. Probably. So you could also hunt. Yeah, so you could hunt, I could hunt, Woody could hunt. Um, I don't know if Joe's ever gotten one of those, and I know Chiz hasn't. So the three of us could actually hunt. It'd be cool if there was an actual hunt like built into the trip, where like, you know, we, we it was a known thing that like we, we go deer hunting at night, and hopefully we kill a deer. It wouldn't be that hard or that out of the com out of the way to kill a, to kill a deer, and we could use print. We could even use primitive weapons. We'd use black powder rifles. That'd be cool. I think we should set up really elaborate traps in the you woods can't. that are just way too complicated. <laughs> Clearly not going to work. Kyle's like, you can't. But no, Kyle, th these traps don't even sound that lethal, <laughs> the way Marco describes no. it. Like Rube Goldberg like machines. The, the deer walks by something, and then it trips a wire, and a scary ghost drops down. We try and freak it out, or something like that. Any kind of trap. Wouldn't have to be lethal, just something to set up. I don't know. Just spitball in here. You'd be surprised how much trouble you can get into doing something silly like that for fun. Like driving a tank rug. through a drive-thru? <laughs> Can't get in any trouble like that because, you know, you got a tank. So, like, they need a tank destroyer to even really say anything to you. So they Tank destroyer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need something. <laughs> what are they going to do? Like, pull up and, like, ding, ding, ding. Like, sir, please, you're operating your tank the wrong way. Like, nobody says anything. They... When someone sees a tank drive through their neighborhood, they just assume that no one's allowing him to drive that tank, you know, who wouldn't. Yeah. They just assume that you have permission, that you're supposed to be doing it, because how outrageous would it be to do it if you didn't? And as far as I know, I don't <laughs> even know who you'd ask about that sort of thing. So it was always just like, hey, you want to drive the tank to McDonald's? And they were like, fuck yeah! And, like, everybody just went. Like... There's no planning, no permissions ever asked, no coordination with the like the retailer or the store, the manager or the brand. We would just kind of pick a restaurant and go. And like you said, you don't really need permission to drive a tank because no, you make your own permission. Yeah, that's that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah a cop saluted me one time. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think I said that last week, but but that was just absurd. It's, it always sticks <laughs> in my head that the cop he saluted you. <laughs> Yeah, I was wearing a green shirt, and I was just up there on the gun and everything, and he saluted me as he went by. I guess he thought I was in the National Guard or something. Fuck. It was embarrassing. I didn't Even salute Even the cops back, just like, assume like, you should be there. The cops are like, yeah, well, the, he wouldn't the, be the just driving it around. Exactly, Excuse me, sir, will you get your nine-ton war machine out of the drive through way? Like, nobody's going to ask the, you. Because the tank has a has army written on the side of it, and a big white star. Like, like it's... It's an army tank. <laughs> That's all it takes to <laughs> to copy the tanks we have in the army. Just paint army. Because, yeah, there's star. a lot of guys out there with bootleg tanks. One guy, at least. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely at least one bootleg tank operator out there. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know how we got to there though. From uh, from the from the survival trip. Oh uh, yeah. I'd like there to be some hunting. I'd like us to kill something and then eat it. I, I it would be good if like daily food wasn't such a struggle. Like if we killed a pig on like the first night or two and then like we salted the pork or something. Like we preserved the meat and we like had salted pork like fucking dwarves in Lord of the Rings for like the rest of the trip and we were making <laughs> <laughs> like, like salt pork soup, fucking like eating it off skewers in our five man hut. That'd be cool. A bunch of like mead. That. Yeah, with a bunch yeah, of mead be... that that Chiz <laughs> would brew. I imagine Chiz brewing the mead and uh, yeah. and, and Chiz brewing is a mean honey mead. Goes well with salted pork. <laughs> I would like that. Like, like 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 that would be an ideal trip for me. And I'd like to kill something. I'd like that Seems a lot. Like you're really optimistic about getting big game quickly. Like I wouldn't. Seems like well, that's, that's a big what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not if you put the legwork in beforehand. Like if you scout the location and you don't go in blind. Like we could arrange to do the trip in a place where there are pigs at. Like, um, like like there's a place that I hunted at about an hour from where I am right now, where the, like pigs would walk underneath my deer stand, and I could have easily killed them with a bow, a, a pistol, anything. Um, and the same with deer. Like, there's deer at my dad's place. I could start going out there and, like, scouting and seeing when they come out and where they come out and, you know, set a, you know, could go kill one for the survival yeah. trip. We could also just, like, I don't that area around that time of the year, but there should be doves or pheasant or something. Can you get off work, you know? Mirka? Like, I'm trying to plan this for real. I'll, I'll see what, yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can do. I don't know if you... Uh... Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I think it would be really good. You're right about the doves and stuff, but once again, it goes back to like how do you how do we limit ourselves as far as firepower? Um, I've always thought that hunting with like really heavy firepower was funny. Um, I, I always have. Like, I've always thought it's hilarious when people go deer hunting with AR-15s and AK-47s. But and, don't you, know, you feel? So I'm trying to think. I. Oh, I hit a bat. I I don't even remember if I hit a bat. I shot at a bat. I don't know if I hit one or not. I don't think I did. I think you hit the only bat, right? Yeah, I killed a bat. You Kyle killed a bat. I shot at a bat. Not exactly the I'm same like, that'd thing. That'd be hard to get a bat. It with is. With a big <laughs> shotgun. I, I did it with a big shotgun, remember? The, the I was using like a, a twenty two, which is even harder still. Like if people Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, that's virtually impossible. Uh it would be I've a seen lucky, it done. Yeah. It it Whatever. I was we used to sit, we used to sit out there with rifles similar to what you used, but semi-automatic, and we'd shoot at the bats, and we'd hit two or three bats a night. Like it's not impossible, but it's a hard really fucking hard. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And mine was a lever action, so you didn't get like quick follow-ups or anything. Not mm. not like a semi-auto. Can but, you um, eat bats? I would guess that'd be a funny you, video. Do you like eating we mice? Ate bats, but it was but disgusting. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to eat like, like six bats. So, I, Kyle. I'm not a real yeah. hunter. That's where I was headed with this. Do you ever feel like sympathy for the animal you killed? Is that a thing that like enters your mind? Like, what yeah. is the emotional state <clears throat> no. for killing an animal? For, so, for, so for me, especially if it's bow hunting or like a high risk reward type hunting, like where, so you got to keep in mind, like, like you don't just go hunting. You know, you don't just like say, "I'm going hunting," and walk out of your house with your camouflage and your gun and go somewhere. It's a it, it's a lot that goes into it. Like, there's a lot of scouting the location, walking in the woods for hours at a time, and finding the path that the deer are walking along, 
And that's after you've found the property that you're going to hunt on. You know, you might have properties all around in multiple counties, you know, and a huge area that you hunt at depending on the time of the year. So you've spent all this time scouting your location, figuring out where you're going to be, and then you've got all this equipment. You know, you've got $1,000, $1,200 worth of rifle and scope. You've got your camouflage that's really expensive. You've got your deer stand that's really expensive. Uh, you know, I, I use special soap that, that, you know, doesn't leave any odor. Um, you have to keep your, your boots like in plastic bags so like the dog doesn't rub against them or something like that if you're going really hardcore. Like if you're going to be bow hunting and you're in like close proximity with the deer, he can smell you from 15 feet away and sometimes you have to be 15 feet away without him detecting you. So after you put all of that time and effort and not to mention all the time you spend practicing like with bow hunting, I would practice for an hour a day every day because you have to be so sharp with a bow. If you make a bad shot, it's it's really painful for a deer to get shot with a, uh, a bow inaccurately, and you don't want to do that. So when you finally see the deer, there's so much adrenaline, so much like, it's go time, it's go time, this is what we trained for! <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, bow, the, my, my, the draw on my bow was like 65 pounds. That's what it, that's what it takes to pull the bow back. And in practice, it, 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 my, my draw looks like this. I would, I would clip on with my release, and I would... <clears throat> You know, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd really exert some force to break it down. Um, and once you, yeah, once you have it drawn back, you're only holding about 10, 15 pounds, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the better the bow, the less you're actually holding back. That's one of the percentage ratios that makes a good bow. But anyway, um, it was a, it, it, it's a bit difficult to draw the bow back, especially at the time. But when I see a deer, there's so much fucking adrenaline going that it's like nothing. It's, it's, it's no effort whatsoever to draw that bow back. And I feel like... I must be so strong in that moment that I can't even comprehend <laughs> it. Like, I bet at that moment, I'm literally twice my normal strength. There's so much fucking adrenaline going because I'm so terrified of fucking this up because I have fucked it up so many times deer hunting. Like, when I first started bow hunting, it was my dad was a big bow hunter. Like, he did it a lot. He, he shot bow tournaments. He was a sponsored bow shooter. Bow hunting is a big thing for him, and I wanted to be good at it. And but so so when I was old enough to be strong enough to draw the bow, I got the bow and I started practicing with the bow and I got good with it. But when I went hunting, I would choke. Something would go wrong every time. The first time, it's it's I was up in a pine tree like 25 feet up in the air. My dad's the same thing, but he's about 30 yards away. We can see each other, and we're waiting on the deer to walk between us on the ground. And the, so the deer comes. I draw my bow back. I shoot. I hit the bow right in. The, I hit the deer right in the ass. Right in the fucking ass instead of, you know, the heart or the lungs. So it runs away, escapes. God knows what happened to it. It must have been awful. Um, Probably so died. After, <clears throat> eventually. For, for non-hunters, um, it, it's not good to hit the deer in the butt. It's not lethal. And they just kind of are wounded. They might starve to death. It's not the kind of death that you were trying to give it. No. And you don't no. recover the deer, so I didn't actually get it either. It's just... Yeah, it's awful. And, and you know, the broadheads are like triple-bladed razors that expand out of a rubber mm -hmm. band when they hit you. So you want to hit it in the heart. Um, so the next time, um, not the next time I went hunting, but the next time I encountered a deer that I could shoot at, when I stood up, I'm, it's hard to describe how a, a climber deer stand works, but it's a self-contained unit that allows me to climb up as high as I want into a tree and then create a platform and a chair environment that I can sit in and, and wait for the deer to walk by. And I didn't clip my uh, my seat around the tree, so when I stood up, the the seat slid down. It went like the way like synthetic fabric rubs against each other. Made that noise. The deer run off. 
Um, it was like two. I had like two or three times where I just failed. So uh, someone. But when you do get a kill, like I can chop so down happy. a tree. I killed it. I killed it. It's dead. I did it. I'm so happy. I'm relieved because it's such a high pressure thing to to pull the shot off. Um, with bow hunting, for me it was anyway. So that's the feeling uh, we, relief. There's no like, you know, his little deer children are gonna miss him. His little oh, deer no, wife. I'm exuberant. No. I'm There's exuberant. no Indians here sitting by the side of the highway crying about Coke bottles. It's just happiness <clears throat> and just feels good. Yeah, I've um, I, I'm trying to think if I ever killed anything and felt bad. Like like sometimes when I when, there was that deer that time that I, I I had to cut its throat because it was like hit by a car. I felt bad about that. That was awful. Really? Because that uh, was one too seems... intimate. Getting up there, looking at it, big eyes. Yeah, I kill it. Yeah, like like I had to struggle with this thing when I killed it with a knife. It was pretty awful. See, that's nothing to me. I I I won't bore people with the dumb story again. But I had a similar thing with a squirrel. The squirrel was sick. It was a big wreck. I shot a it. A squirrel? A squirrel? This was a baby deer. I had to cut its throat in my arms. It was kicking. <laughs> All right, all right. I get that. I get that deer is better than squirrel and the kicking, and I even get the knife versus gun thing is different. But it's the only thing I've killed, and when I did, I felt like I had just done a good deed. I had just prevented this thing from suffering even more. I, I, he was going to die soon. I think he had hours left, and they were just miserable, horrible hours. There were bugs on its eyes, and it was kicking. I don't know what was wrong with it, but it was, it was headed towards death, and um, uh. If, if I had seen like a wounded baby deer and I shot it in the head so that it wouldn't just have a dreadful starvation death, I would be like, yeah, I, I don't have the slightest bit of remorse about that. I saved it from a miserable time. It's funny. It's that the that's... act of cutting a throat, I think, is the, what made it traumatic because that's so much more intimate than you know, a long distance just boom and it's just instantaneously done. Mm -hmm. with like, it was really awful. With a <laughs> it's just like you're playing a sad nature violin as the I've shot animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was when I was killed. I was just like, I'll please die quickly. Weeping. Yeah, it was bad and I was, it was awful. But but like you said, like through a rifle scope, it's just like you're way more you know, removed from anything. the whole process. Hmm. Yeah, you really are. You squeeze the trigger, the the scope turns bright orange, and when it goes clear again, the thing's dead. Maybe I'll get my first kill. I think I can mount a GoPro on a scope and get footage. People might. You're better with a cameraman. I think. I think if we do yeah. hunting, like, like we'll do a, a shooter spotter type scenario. Maybe take... we can literally bring a cameraman. I know. In in, like I, I put up a video today, and and there, there were some people who suggested that. Like you know, it would have been neat if you had like an actual cameraman. We can make Chiz our cameraman. Chiz isn't uploading any video to any channels anywhere. He said it last time. So, what if we made Chiz our cameraman? I mean, certainly he'd be featured a bunch in, the, in there anyway. Just, right. I think it'd be cool if the cameraman's featured. Like, you know, when when you, when you see our GoPro footage, there's Chiz holding the camera. It, it, I think it, that'd be cool. Chiz isn't a bad idea. Um, I just want to make sure whoever does it understands that their role is cameraman and everyone else's role is like actor. Yeah, we ran into that issue before. I think Chiz, I think Chiz is the kind of person who definitely understands that, though. Yeah. And I don't I, think he necessarily has to be. Com I don't who are you thinking of? It has to be. Are you, you know referring to a certain of. cameraman I, honest, who accompanied oh, us on yes, a paintball yes, trip? Yes. Wait, I didn't. I'm sorry, Merka. I talked over we, you. We all know who said, it is you, who, who couldn't. Okay. Didn't I, um, know is the that fellow still making videos? 
he yes. was supposed to be behind the camera and he wanted to be in front of the camera and he didn't even want to be behind the camera when he was supposed to be behind the camera. So it was just a little bit of an issue, a little confusion there, some egos in the mix. But that's not going to happen here, I don't think. Right. I was um, actually thinking but, of someone but we else. Need a yeah, does, whoever is the cameraman needs to understand that they're coming as the cameraman and not like do everything they can to get in front of the camera and milk all the attention possible because then you just get bad footage. Sure. Yeah, and you look like a we dick. Need a <laughs> we, need a, we need someone who's a documenter. Mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's just there to, uh, to be an, a third party removed from the situation. Document. Maybe, maybe he would like it better that way like if, he could, if he had regular food. Um, I, I would you know, like it better if, if I had regular food. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I mean, oh, yeah. We need Devin Super Tramp. But, but if you do, the only thing, though, is if you pay someone to come in and do it, it's expensive. Like, 400 bucks a day would maybe get you started. Like, you, it, oh, it, yeah, it'd yeah. be expensive to have a cameraman, like a professional, come in and be there. Like, Right. That, I don't. I don't know if that works. But I'm not sure. But even 400 I'm sure Chip would be a, happy to. It might be a thousand bucks a day. It depends. I'm not sure. Um, I, if it was a friend, maybe somebody who wanted to be involved with the project. But like I said, that's kind of the the best part about bringing Chiz and letting him cameraman it. Because I would like it if I wasn't responsible for that. When I found that whenever I'm I'm working on anything, if um, the more responsibilities that I have, the the harder that my main job is. Uh, so if I'm if I'm not just supposed to be on screen, if I'm supposed to be making sure the camera's turned on and making sure the audio's rolling and making sure that you know the gun's working and everything, then it's a, it's really fucking stressful. So if That's there's one person my job, situation, like I, I so not, I'm not talking about the PKA trip, but like you, typically when I do anything that has real life footage, um, my wife or my daughter are working the camera, and like I need to do everything but press the start button as a matter of fact i could remove their job if i just press the start button and walked around to my spot <laughs> like yeah that's it's, and it, it's really hard to do every job at one time it's uh yeah it, you're right so yeah i just feel like it, if there was just someone over there operating a camera and it didn't even have to enter my mind like if memory cards were full or not if i just didn't give a fuck i i could have a lot more fun and i think the videos would be a lot cooler if I can be like, hey, come over here, shoot this. You get over there. Yeah, this is going to be good. Now watch me do this thing. There will be videos. But if I have to be like, all right, everybody come over here, get the tripod. Woody, you'll be the cameraman. And Chiz, you hold up this big reflector. Like, If, if you have to make it a production, then it's hard to get things. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not a good self-starter, I guess. I'm not a I good do delegator for that particular task, usually because everyone else sucks at it. It's like Which task is that? like the t the camera work and specifically like if i if i don't worry about it then they capture fucking days worth of video with no audio that goes with it and it's like well it's, you're incompetent god damn it how can you yeah, not know this why did you leave the camera on when we weren't shooting for four hours because now the battery's dead don't you like instinctively just turn the camera off when you're not shooting like these like it it's hard for me to delegate because i've had so much experience with delegating to people who don't even want to be cameramen yeah we need a we, we need a cameraman who is uh diligent and is doing his job i, I think but but seriously though i th and it needs to be someone who knows what they're doing like like i'd like to be able to say set up a time-lapse shot of this shelter we're going to get to work and like have that happen right like 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 if i didn't have to be worried about like how to program the time-lapse mode and like 
you know, if, if it didn't matter if I had the GoPro app on my phone and I didn't have to set the phone just right, if someone else just said, all right, so you're framed up like this, beep, 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 go, like, that, then we can make good videos. But if, if, if it's on me, like, I suck at that shit. I hate fucking GoPros, Morse code bullshit. And, <laughs> I'm getting and confident I'm with them. I, I had trouble with my GoPro last trip. I like the app. I, I, I'm going to put the app on, um, huh. on my phone. I, sh I had it on my, uh, my Galaxy, and I loved it, and I just haven't downloaded it yet. But the app is amazing. But, yep, I'm definitely excited for the next trip. I think the videos will get better every time. It depends what you like. You know, there's some people who are going to think, like, the music montage or, like, shotgun Russian roulette thing is, is the best you could do. And then there are other people who think that, like, more hanging out with the gang is the best kind of video. So, yeah, it's that hanging out the gang stuff is super lame. I uh, promise you. You got, you're broken up. I can't. Merka, can you understand? I don't know what you're saying. Hang, I can't understand hanging at all. out with the game. It's a lot of. He lost his video sitting too. there. Uh, God the video. Damn it, Kyle. Coming. Yes, I think we should talk about Kyle. Maybe he can't hear us. Fun fact: Kyle really lives under the sea, which is why his internet is so bad. Can you hear us now? I can see him blinking. Kyle? He's processing what we're thinking. Maybe he's not. He lives in a pineapple anymore. under the sea. Nope. I'm getting nothing. I think. Did he drop off? I believe he did. I swear. I'm actually hanging tonight. on the edge of my seat. I'm wondering what he's going to say oh. about hanging out with the gang. But he's gone. I think he's he started that it was lame. And then he. But that. <laughs> you did, did that, that pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree it is. I mean, but it's you can't just say it's lame because it's only lame because we are the ones there and we're like, oh, this isn't entertaining. Why would people want to watch this? But for people who are trying to get a look at the inside, that could be interesting for them. Like, oh, that's their little dynamic. Well, not off camera because no, you'll never lame. see that. Oh, it's super lame when we're just hanging out. Tell me more. Why do you think it's super lame? Because, like, we're just sitting – a lot of the times, um, so when we're sitting there, we're, like, sitting uh, – we spend a lot of time sitting on the porch and just, just talking about just random shit and – Half of it, you know, you can't share with the public anyway. Maybe it's personal stuff. Or there will be long periods of time where we just sit in silence and we, like, watch videos or something. We watch Wings of Redemption videos. Or, we did that. Uh, we all like watched that. them together on my Mac. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, I almost always do. Whenever there's any kind of a group get-together, that's Wings of Redemption videos are usually the entertainment of choice. Poor Wings. That should count as three views or 12 yeah, or whatever know, it is. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle um, is always about wings videos on those trips where it's like, all right, had a big deep meal. How about some wings videos? Everybody <laughs> gather around. Let's see uh, why hell is real or why the we highways do. are cursed or something. <laughs> Merka was. was there for the first one ever, I think. It was like me and Merka yeah. and Woody and E. Martin and uh, the other people, and we gathered around. Kyle, can you turn your um, camera off for a bit? And we pause, say something. I, I, I just think, well, for whatever reason, your bandwidth is weak right now, and your audio will be perfect if you cut off the video. Are you Seems saying unlikely. Any? Oh, it's perfect. Good, though. Maybe I'm wrong. That was a really short mic test. I'm going to get, like, two syllables. One, two, three. One, two, three. Testing one, two, three. One, two, three. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember that first video you pulled up. It was about uh, 
was about hell, wasn't it? And how there aren't enough carbons to to make hell work. <laughs> Basically, or... what he was getting at was that there couldn't be a hell because eventually you would just burn up. Like there wouldn't be anything. Can you turn left your video off, Kyle? Of you to burn. Kyle, can you turn your video off again? So you can't. Kyle, burn burn forever. Kyle, can you hear me? Carl. Carl. No. Hey, Carl. Can, you, can I hear it again? Oh, maybe this time it didn't fix it. Ah, shucks. Uh, I remember it exactly. What it was was he was saying that hell's not real because an eternal flame is not real. And that... An eternal flame needs something to combust and that you will eventually run out of concrete atoms. I remember that very specifically, concrete atoms, and uh, and they will stop burning. Like there's concrete in hell and concrete atoms can't burn forever. Well, sure, concrete atoms right next to rubber on the periodic table. Like so next but, to steel. Yeah. They're right next to steel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and, and I'm. I'm, I'm sure what he meant was, I don't even know what concrete is, a compound? Uh, it's not a solution. I mean, well, whatever it's it is, that the concrete is technically, you know, the, the atoms that make gravel. it up. What were you saying? It's like limestone, like uh, granite dust and uh, water. Like, there's not much to it. It's like the building blocks of, like... I I hear you, but I am in no position to, like, giggle at wings knowing that, like... like I... I I don't know what atoms make up limestone. I assume there's some carbon in there and rock I, atoms. Silicon fact, rock atoms. Silicone, yeah, that's there's silicon, silicon, yeah. not silicone. Not not the stuff in tits. You fake tits. Yeah. yeah, like think think the valley, not the tits. Right. <laughs> so so I'm sure there's silicon, I'm sure there's carbon and I'm sure there's, you know, dirt atoms. Regardless, <laughs> it was a silly thing because like what he what he won't understand what religion is is religion. It's faith. It's I, I I'm not t you don't you, you can't change my mind with your your periodic table if I believe that there's a hell that burns everlastingly then I believe it because there's a being that's so powerful that he makes it burn everlastingly with his mind like he just thinks that and it's so like he ch he bends the laws of uh you know reality and and wings doesn't I don't know I don't I don't know what to say like, wings doesn't get that when you're, when you're talking about stuff like that you have to go into it knowing that you know the people who believe that anyway are already suspending their disbelief and saying that it's because of faith. So you're not going to be able to convince them no matter what. But going at it with that odd, a specific science angle is like trying to disprove the Avengers, but not because of the warp portal or that Iron Man flies through with the atom bomb, but because like you start disputing nitpicky things about the physics of Captain America's shield. Yeah. Like it's not... It's not going to convince anyone anything. You're just like the people who already believe you are like, yeah, look at all those idiots not believing that Captain America's shield can do that. And everybody else is like, well, I believe that God imbues Captain America's shield with special powers, or whatever they they want to say. So it's just it's one of those arguments that doesn't it's, really get uh, with anyone. It's adamantium and vibranium. That's uh, that's why is it? Yeah. Is that actually the the lore? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, the vibranium came from uh, I think the Black Panther. He's like the king of this African country. The vibranium what? Vibranium ore that they used in the construction of the shield. It's uh, it came to Earth on a meteorite that uh, I think the the Kutakandas or something like that. I don't know some African nation. That's where Black Panther's coming from. He's he's one of the next Marvel characters they're gonna unveil. 
But that and adamantium, which is what Wolverine's kind of made of. Just so you know. <laughs> I I think the no video thing's working. We'll see. We'll keep going, keep testing. <sighs> really? Can I? Can you hear me okay now? Yeah. I also switched internet lines, so so. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So when I do that, it kicks Merka offline. <laughs> So now it's just Woody here. Yeah. I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it, so I've been, I've been house hunting for ages. You know, we're not that serious about it, looking around. And there's really this balance, you know, like it, for people watching the video portion of this. You see Kyle right now? Kyle has tons of glorious land, which I envy. It's great. But I have bandwidth that he envies, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's it's nice to have like Chattanooga. Yes, I, I you could probably get the combo there. My wife is not interested in Chattanooga. She's uh, she's That's like a shame. Hey, take her to Chattanooga. Take her to Chattanooga. It's it's like a, it's almost a touristy type town. It really is nice. They've got a lovely aquarium. Uh, <laughs> they really do. They've got a nice aquarium in Chattanooga, and uh, it's you know it's mountain views and stuff. Like you could get one of those crazy big houses with the huge wraparound porch up on a fucking mountain. With gigabit internet or whatever, whatever would, it is, I would be on board with you, but it, this quarter, which means sometime between now and the end of the year, Google Fiber is going to announce whether they're coming to our area or not. So it seems yeah. wise if you don't really want to move to just wait three months. It's not that long, and find out if Google Fiber is coming to me. If that's it a good is, plan. that's every bit as good as Chattanooga. Yeah, I wish I could get it. Chattanooga's nice. They they did their own thing up there, and that's fast internet. And it's a nice area. Like I'm imagining, like you could you could buy like a whole valley, you know, and have like a shooting place there. <laughs> I, I like, wonder the how much that is. Four four five hundred thousand dollars. There's a challenge. That's a lot, right? Like, so your you know your money grows. I'm guessing. Hang on, let me look. Let me let's, let me let me look at, let me see what Chattanooga uh, real estate. Is. Maybe it's maybe it's a tenth that. If people don't know, I know Kyle probably does, but there's this thing called the miracle of compounding, right? And and, and essentially, like let's say you earn ten percent, which is great, but keep the math simple. On a hundred bucks, after the first year you've got a hundred and ten, and then after the second year you don't have a hundred and twenty. You have a hundred and twenty-one, and the reason is. You're getting 10% on 110, not 10% on 100. So the first year you have 110, the second year you have 121. The next year you have like 133, I think. Yeah, yeah, because you add 12 to it roughly. And then the next year you add 13 to it and then 14. And eventually, you know, a couple of years in, you're adding 20 to it and then you're 100 to it. And and the trouble with like, like let's say hypothetically you've got a million or so in there, then uh, you really want to knock 500 off that? Because your 10% interest went from your money growing by 100 grand a year to now it's growing by 50 grand a year because you had to dump it into a home. And uh, it's just not the kind of thing I do lightly. Like, you know, if I'm going to buy a home, I have to re like, you got to re earn that instead of letting it earn itself. Property's really cheap. Is it? Well, I, I want to keep digging. Hmm. Are you on Zillow? Yeah. I like Zillow. They made a nice website. Yeah, definitely so. 
Although they also you made... Think they used Squarespace to make it? I'm sure they, they used did. Squarespace. What else would you use to make a... Uh... There's no really other way it could look this good than if they used Squarespace. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Something about homes? I don't know. All over the place. And then trucks. Guns. Cameras. Here's... Alright, so here is a... Jesus Christ. Here's a house with 200, or excuse me, a house with 320 acres. Holy smokes. For $265,000. How Link could that it. be true? Link it. Is it a house or a, or a mobile home? It's a, I mean, it's not the best house. Like, you'd want to build a new house. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that, that kind of defeats the purpose of the It does not the defeat the pur pur purpose. Like, there's something to be done with this house. Like, like some, I, I'm sure. It? Blow it up for a video. I'm working on the link, and and right. I could have misread the acreage, but it looked to me like it said 320 AC, which I usually take as 320 acres. Um, um, but I'm gonna read deeper here. I'm familiar with this site. I would be. You are right. It is definitely a 320 acre lot. It is a 3,600 square foot house, which to very me very old fashioned though. Yeah, as I look at it, there's like outdated cabinets and floors. Like it would be nice to do something with it. Um, but look how cheap it is that is insane I'm sure it doesn't have that good internet there right look um, well the house is actually like right on I-75 like I don't know where the land is I'm, I'm a little confused if you go to the bird's eye view um, you can see it's in a neighborhood here like backed into some trees near in a really noisy area, I'm sure. Like, right by I-75. Yeah, that's why it's cheap. Where is loop. this land? Does it go horizontally for eight? It, it, can't be near, it can't be right here. It has to be, like, you know, somewhere else. Did they like, enter not, the land wrong? Is there a typo? Is it 0.32? Because it, it, like, it looks like he has about a third of an acre there. Yeah, I, I think it's 3.2. That, that makes more sense. But as you... Here, if you, if you go from here, then you'll see there's a bunch of houses that are that seem to be really big houses that are fairly cheap in the Chattanooga area. Huh. Right. I don't know. That's a... The interior of this house is awful. It's horrible. It just screams but... the last tenants to live here died three weeks ago, and we just vacuumed, mm. tried to make it look okay. Like, there uh... are some... All right, so if you scroll down, there's a $800,000 house with 81 acres. It's four bedrooms, five baths, 5,000 square feet. Um, it is a beautiful house. It's the kind of house that, like, screams success, and and it is beautiful. Wow, this is a nice house. I don't think oh, I have wow. this, the same uh, Yeah, I'm going to link you, you to do. this house. This is one of the nicest. Uh... All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm linking this you up here. This is a nice home. So this is really nice. I'm. Which house should I be clicking on? Do you, it's, it's the address. I, I linked you directly to it. Um, um, I sent another link if that helps. Oh, oh but okay. It's, Let's try this link. It's the 1934. Aha. This one's 800 grand, wow. right? Yes. And this is a lovely house. There's <laughs> one in this area that that rivals it that Jackie looks at all the time. It's on a peninsula. <laughs> Look at the office, dude. Look at that office. Uh, I don't think either. I this went too dope. fast. This is and like where kitchen? a coke lord would live. Look at the kitchen. This is an amazing home, but it's eight hundred grand. It comes with eighty acres. 
80 acres. That's plenty. And there's a there's a whole like uh, I don't Look know like that. I'm clicking. Does it come with that pool table? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I'm clicking through all the rooms. The bathrooms are incredible. The pool and hot tub is great. I'm the pool not is really great. Wealthy enough. I am pretty sure if you go to like the fourth, the last picture, the furniture is photoshopped in. That that like um. Oh, I see what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And not Let's well. Throw a chair in there. Let's see how that. Just uh, badly photoshopped. Cut our losses. Keep it going. <laughs> but that pool, that pool is very nice. It um, is. Built in nice. Chair isn't even sitting flat. It says the lot is eighty-one acres. That is awesome. I really. I wonder if it has the good internet. Typically, places with big acreage like this don't even have cable. On the other hand. $800,000 homes do have, you know, all that cool stuff. Um, let's look at the map. It is... Damn, it's the close downstairs to, is awesome. It's close to the interstate again. Like, it's, I mean, it's a couple, it's several blocks away, but, like, Dude, it's close did, to the interstate. I, again, where is this property? Oh. Did you look at the bird's eye? Yeah, I see that now. Uh, what? I don't know. What is happening here? I know what 80 acres looks like, <laughs> and that looks like 0. 0.8. Are these yeah. people... It could be a lot of acres of forest. No, that, that not not anywhere near it. Yeah. Well, they're close eight. to... Oh, never mind. Does yeah, it own nearby Drake Forest or something? <laughs> what is happening here? Weird. Where is this 800 acres? These might be typos. They may... They, they, Maybe a decimal decimal point issue. I I I, I didn't expect to see this twice. Maybe Tennessee acres house, are different. I don't give a shit if it has that many acres, it would still be awesome. But that it depends what you want. See, here's the thing that I keep telling Jackie. It's look, if we get a new home and the home is nice, it's beautiful, etc. But we don't get more property, then I don't really get any life improvement. You know, my problem is not that our living room isn't as big as it could be. I never complain that my ceilings are eight foot instead of nine. Like, these are not problems that I have. On the other hand, I don't have a place where I can shoot. I you know, gave away my buggy because I didn't have any nearby places to use it, and it was a pain in the ass. I um, like I, I feel like I don't have elbow room here, and if I was to get a new home, the only thing that would actually fix my life not fix my life like it's busted but the only thing that would like you know make me happy the, the thing that would be a lifestyle improvement to me is not a bigger living room or extra bedrooms or any of those things that's not even a problem this room's tiny if i were to make it bigger i'd be minimally impacted but if i could go out my if i could shoot from my porch that would be like a really big deal to me if i could get another buggy and then go rock climbing or you know drive up a waterfall or something that would be like awesome to me i would be really happy about that if i owned a bobcat and had a use for it i i would be excited i would be so happy but just you know living in a wonderful home like that doesn't really get me anything well there's um you know like there's a lot of areas you could move to. Hopefully that internet comes to where you are because I know you don't want to move because you've got, you know, stuff in that area that's important. Yeah, yeah, we can say it. Kyle's talking about Colin's therapist. Like this whole team that he works with, we're kind of attached to them. 
and uh, we'd have to start over with all kinds of trial and error and you know maybe not even find people we like as much as the ones we have today so mm -hmm. we'd love to stay within driving distance of our favorite people shooting is fun though yeah yeah it'd be nice be if you could blow up if you could blow up a toilet whenever you wanted to I can't wait for that video really yeah that sounds really cool and dangerous really dangerous and reckless we, to blow up a big porcelain object <laughs> I was hiding behind his truck I was way behind the truck yeah, I was uh, you know, ignorantly bliss, I suppose. You know, they're all like, "Yeah, this porcelain, this shrapnel comes at you," and and if you don't, blowing up a toilet is a little bit like blowing up a big glass block of something, right? The 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 kind of shrapnel that comes from a toilet is is sharp little shards of porcelain. Heavy porcelain. Yeah, yeah it's heavy. It, it would be like a glass block, like a, a toilet made of glass and a toilet made of porcelain. I think blow up roughly the same, and. Uh, like Chiz was hiding in my truck. Child, Kyle, Carl, sometimes was taking cover behind the door. I think of my truck, and you know, Kitty got in in another truck, and and uh, I was just out there in the open. But I was prone, like on my belly. I felt mm -hmm. safe for that reason. Oh, so that's safe. Yeah, you were pretty <laughs> safe. But the, they went high, and then it like I, I wasn't there. But Chiz told me that uh, the sound effect on my truck was a little bit like drizzling, like like you could hear the porcelain rain on my truck. Yeah, it it he blew the fuck out of that toilet. It was great. It was yeah. it was really great. I'm looking forward to the video. Yeah, I don't know when I'll put it up. You know, this will go up Saturday, and uh, I've got virtually a new video for Friday, so I might even wait till Monday or something. We'll see. It's gonna be good regardless. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, do you think the toilet should go last or the watermelons? The watermelons was the most. Like scripted one. Maybe I'll make. I already uploaded the watermelons one. Uh, He's got another watermelon one. I would rather see. I, I'm really looking forward to the toilet one. It's up to you, but that's what I want to see the most. All right. Well, now that we've set expectations properly sky high, <laughs> hopefully the. Well, I mean, good. it's 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 blowing up a toilet with a 50 caliber rifle. It's it is what it is, but. <laughs> You blow the fuck out of it, and when you're done, there's like nothing left. Like yes. it was sitting on top of a, it was sitting on top of a fabricated wall, and the wall is gone, and there, <laughs> and all the grass is gone, and there's a small crater. Like, you, you fucking blew the shit out of that toilet. It was great. I'll say I really this. Enjoyed that. Kyle was impressed with it, and yeah, he's not easily impressed. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I really enjoyed that. That was great. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't sure what. I'd never blown up a toilet before because it's so fucking stupid to do it. So. It was fun to watch you. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I would do it again. I'd blow up two of them. I'll. I'll we could put three toilets in a row if you think the uh, 50 cal will go through them all. I'm a down. A mountain of toilets. <laughs> shrapnel everywhere. A pyramid of toilets. Yeah, I've been planning on doing that. It's just getting them all together. It's hard to find them all. How much do they cost? It varies. Depends how you come upon them. Um, sometimes I can get them for like five bucks. Sometimes for like twenty bucks. Oh. But you know you got to drive around a lot to get them. Just like the TVs. The TVs I get for like five bucks mostly. That's that's cool. I wish I could have gotten cheap microwaves. I, I was always buying. The you could have now. I mean. Uh, I mean, I would look on Craigslist and stuff, and yeah. they were asking sixty bucks. Thrift what, stores. That okay, maybe I should have looked there more, but um, they were asking sixty bucks on Craigslist. I'm sure they were better microwaves, but I could get the cheapest ones for like sixty nine dollars at Target, 
So I would just go to Target, buy two or three at a time, and, uh, you know, do my I've thing. Found, I've found that if I go to a thrift store and I start talking to the people and tell them what I'm going to do with all the TVs or whatever mm -hmm. I'm taking, and not just thrift stores, really anything. Like, if it's it seems like if it's if it's paint or mannequins, if, if I, whenever I tell them what I'm doing with them, they always get a kick out of it, and they like it, and they'll hook me up in some way. Like, mm. I get a lot of stuff for free because people think it's cool what I'm doing. You know, like, I, like oh, I bought the washing machine the other day, and I was I told the guy what I was doing, and he like he like knocked fifty bucks off and told me to, you know, tell him where he could watch it or whatever. I had a similar experience. So, um, I was trying to get someone who would let me shoot on their land, and I was like, you know, hey, yeah, I'd like to make a couple videos, and I'm looking for land really close to mine, and. Uh, you know, I'm not new to the YouTube thing. I got this. And someone was like, what's your channel? So I told him. Someone was like, and then they're like, whoa, you're that Woody? Oh, my God. These guys are, you know, a big deal in the gaming community, etc. And um, and then people were literally lining up. Like, I forget, three, four different people offered me really viable places to, to do my thing. You know, one guy was like, we don't care. You got explosives. You got 50 cals. You, you know, we, you can do anything here. And uh, it sounded like he was excited to like, just, you know, spectate it. And, uh, and yeah, so if you do cool stuff like that, sometimes people, you know, they, they come with open arms. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to you maybe doing some gun videos. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, all, I've got a lot of video ideas, actually. I've been, you know, the um, the channel trailer? I've been, like, brainstorming on that a lot. Like, because you know, that's an introduction to your channel. And mm -hmm. uh, it's like, ah, oh, I've got some cool thoughts on how I can do that really well. And, um, yeah. And then channel names. I don't know. Bunch of stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. <sighs> so, uh, I could use a new topic. I'm trying to think. We're getting close to the bar the uh, the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> oh, the AMA questions. Oh my gosh! I'm glad. All you right, said hang on, that. hang on. That's a big step forward, and I'm 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 really starving. I'm gonna run upstairs. I'm gonna grab a snack. Well, I'll wait till Merka comes back, and then I'll run upstairs. I won't I won't leave you here by yourself. Yeah, I'll just. Start. You probably go off like self promoting and talking about Woody Craft anyway. I'm gonna lock <laughs> that down right now. Uh, you just be a real douchebag and be all self-promoting when I left you alone. I am not going to jump on board this train because I'll be because <laughs> it would be the wrong thing for me to do. But um, but I I, I see. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of AMA questions. I'm excited mm -hmm. about this. So how long oh. will Taylor be? It feels like he left for more than just a potty break. I think I'll be back in a second. One thing to consider, you know, with your possible, like, getting a new house or whatever, mm -hmm. you could, and I think I mentioned it to you before, you can put an effective shooting range in a really small area if you, if it's in the right, if it's zoned correctly, you know, if you're out of city limits. Um, if you had, like, like, with an acre or two acres of extra land, you know, you could dig down and have it, like, set down and berm surrounding it on three sides and you'd have a noise barrier on, and you could have a basic like you know in north carolina i think if, if i read if i understand the law right you need to be 200 yards from either the nearest structure or somebody else's structure i forget maybe you can be near your own and um is that regardless of how of where the property is that's how yeah i think so like if actually it's like if you're in the county okay. and you're near other houses you still have an issue so um uh, that's where the acreage requirement comes in, just to be far enough away. And also, if you're going to do loud stuff like 50 cows, then it, it's just nice to be distant. 
you could possibly get re rezoned, like get the property rezoned. It's not that hard to do. You just go mm -hmm. before like the town, whatever or it is. Yeah, like 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 some board of like three or four town members, and you ask them, you tell them, like like I've had property, I had that property rezoned, um, so that we could run machinery twenty four seven. Um, but I I think the rezone thing, if the law, if I'm right about the law, which is the two hundred yard thing, it, you don't even need it rezoned. It, if you got it rezoned so that you were in the firearms business, then you know that you're research and development when you're shooting those guns. Oh, I didn't consider that. Maybe you're right. You could probably, you could yeah. probably get around a few things. Um, it took a slightly political angle to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but 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 that would be really cool. And that's what I'm about to build soon. I've got those targets, and um, I so, think I'm going to go over and uh, in like a back portion of the field, or maybe down there where we shot the other day, mm -hmm. and I'm going to. I think I'm going to, I'm considering going all out. It depends how many more targets show up. Um, I'm not sure how many I've got right now because I didn't get the full order I wanted. I, I got I got like $2,000 worth instead of 3000 But I think I'm going to build a legit shooting range, something similar to what Hickok's got going on, but um, more close range stuff and more funky setups because I yeah, got some I, cool stuff I want to do with swinging targets. I, I like the number of targets Hickok has. If people don't know, there's a YouTuber called Hickok45 that shoots guns. But um, a lot of his targets aren't as... Like, when he shoots that tree and runs down it, I find that totally interesting. But the rest of them aren't really reactive. You know? Like, it, even if it just moved when you shot it, or... Like, you could tell more. Like, I don't know. Like, the, I've seen ones where, like, it's a steel profile of a human with a uh, different colored heart. Like you know, like a cutaway for the heart, and you hit it, and it kind of wiggles. Yeah, yeah I got, uh, that's that's what I've got coming. I think. Okay. Um, some of those, and I got I got a couple of the trees, and I got a bunch of gongs, um, and I'm yeah. gonna set up some some homemade stuff too. Mm -hmm. I'll get. A, oh, and I got. Let me uh, let me grab it. It's on the floor over here. And also, now that Taylor's back, I'm gonna step away and grab some. The then we're gonna do the AMA questions. But I want to show you this really cool fucking target. All right. I'm excited about this. Kyle's gonna show us yeah, a steel target neat. that that he's gonna shoot. And it's really effing cool, so so that'll be neat. I think Hickok's setup is really cool. I, I watched Hickok has the best setup on YouTube, and if I had land, I would. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good shot. Like, That's a, every yeah. gun he picks up. It's like, let me see if I can hit it that gong, and I'll miss once. And it's like he really took note of that miss, and he's like, okay, let's see what we can do. And boom, got it. Like. Every time, it's like one or two corrections. Unlike Hickok, I wouldn't put unnecessary wear and tear on my targets like that. I would, I would shoot around them <laughs> so that they <laughs> last much longer. That's a neat thing. Let me put Kyle on the main screen. So oh, that's it'll like uh, the jumping jack things. Yeah, it'll sit like this, and then you've got this target thing to shoot it. When you shoot it, it'll flip over, and it'll sit like that, and you'll shoot it again. It'll, so there's always a target up for you to shoot, so you can make it flip across the ground. You know, shooting it with a pistol or anything, yeah. really. It looks heavy. I'm I wonder if a pistol. pistol will flip it over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A like 22, a maybe not. Maybe not a 22, but a 9mm will. Hmm. That's pretty neat. All right. I'm going to grab something quickly to eat, and uh, and then we'll do... Um, oh, we should have done some shooting competitions while we were there. We'll have the targets next time. Oh, yeah, that's oh. great. We can then fuck it. Let's do wrestling, too, because I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. But I was considering the wrestling. You let me get away too quickly. All right, I'm going to grab some food, then AMA. Oh, okay. All right. 
the all like this is gonna take longer. Like I'm, I'm grabbing a snack. Oh fuck you! It goes bad. It goes bad every fucking time. How many apples? It's not fair. Like, like I, Woody always brags about beating me up. It's just not fair. It's, I just didn't know what to do. I still really don't. Like it's, 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 it's just. I mean, I think it's pretty well documented that both me and Woody kicked your ass. <laughs> you know? You're. You were I was I was big then, but you were really big then, and you're Merka still. Merkel was really him. strong. He still is. Yeah. Like it, it, I don't know. Like it, I I think the that like I saw a picture and people like admire. Like he was just I don't know hanging or something, and he's got this giant bicep that like you don't think about every day, but when you see it, you're like, oh, that's kind of abnormal right there. That's not Ooh. an everyday bicep. <laughs> Go ahead, Merka. I would like you to make a muscle for us. Show people what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to be seductive. <laughs> Look at though. Like that's Yeah. See? I work out, man. <laughs> <sighs> no, but uh Kyle would kick my ass now since he started doing those uh he's doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu or uh He did it for a of... while. He did it for a while. Oh, um, I thought he was still doing it. No. Well, then maybe I've got a chance. I think so. You're you're very strong. That's uh that's that's where I had the challenge. You got me in in what's called like a north south position, and uh, the fun part about rolling with people who don't have like you know they have strength but not a lot of offense is you, you just kind of wait, you find your opportunity and reverse <laughs> it, and you know like I don't know. I remember one time and Kyle's like, "I've got his leg. What do I do?" Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's why there's no danger like, what, here. What do I do? <laughs> and then you just calmly flipped him over onto the bed and had your way with him. Uh, you know, that's, uh, don't that judge. That really is what you can do when you know, like, some sort of MMA and someone else doesn't. No amount of, like, thinking that you're tough, no amount of anything is going to get you out of it. You're fucked if <laughs> they know how to do that. Like, you, you, you can't get out. Like, if, if any guy on the street wanted to fight Joe, there's a 0% chance. I, I asked Joe, you're frozen right now, I don't know if you know that, but I asked Joe if he could beat Shaq. You know, because there's a size and weight difference there that's just enormous. And he said no. He said that Shaq would beat Joe Lozon. So uh, there is a thing. We used to estimate that um, uh, 50 pounds was equal to about a belt, right? So if you're like a blue belt level, you could probably be even with a guy who's 50 pounds heavier than you. If you're a purple belt level, you know, it would take 100 pounds to start evening up uh, with your the, the skill difference. So, uh, so that's a thing. So Kyle said he wouldn't leave you alone, but here, look at me. I'm, uh, I'm all by myself. I'm doing a dance. <laughs> oh, I see you handled solo dumb well for a couple <laughs> seconds. It didn't devolve into nonsense immediately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and what is going on with that? I can't stay in this call. So you don't think you're losing your internet? I, I've been losing it. All day. I think it's just continuing to do that. Mm. Comcast? I don't know why. Uh, yes. Mm. They have a reputation for drops like that. For shit is what they have a reputation for. Yeah, they need competition. They need people leaving them for someone else. And then, uh, you know, maybe they'd improve it. They need to get cheated on really hard just to realize their own faults so they can reevaluate themselves, come back stronger and better than ever. Which wouldn't be hard because they're already abysmal. <laughs> There's no way they could be worse. All right. Uh, so let's. So I'm, I'm looking at... through some of these PKA question or Patreon AMAs. Uh huh. Let's see which ones, which ones are good. Do we have to do all of them. 
No, we, I mean, that's, that's not the way we just, we have to consider all of them and, uh, you know, we'll do our best. Let's do one without Kyle. All right. Do you think Twitch TV is a better platform for gaming content than YouTube? Twitch TV. Tell me your. I, I don't know. Do, do you really not know Twitch? No, I know what Twitch is. Oh, okay. And it's it's like totally gaming now, right? It like is. Like a hundred percent, you can't even do anything but gaming. You know, they implemented that when the PlayStation made it possible to do like just live stream yourself. So people were like smoking bongs, having sex, grabbing boobs, like, <laughs> like, like. Every, Good for them. Every like you have to picture like. Whatever low class is, right? That might mean ghetto. That might mean redneck. That might mean whatever. But those guys started sharing their life, and it was hilarious. I loved it. I wish Twitch kept it because like every day it was like somebody like, like I'm like oh I didn't realize bongs came in like three foot tall varieties, but this gentleman <laughs> has one and he's smoking pot on Twitch, you know, or like you know I think those two were brother sisters. Why does he keep grabbing her boob? But this stuff was cracking me up, and, uh, and a little playful incest. <laughs> yes, it was playful incest, but like that's a that's a thing. So um, so that was when they implemented the only gaming rule. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think that people who are like in the gaming community, right, and not random PlayStation buyers, but I, I guess I'm talking about us. Like I intend to live stream the um, the Joe Lozon thing. And um, I think we're welcome on Twitch. I know PKA was welcome on Twitch because I'd like run it by the people I know. Like, yeah, the Fuzzy Otterballs, honestly. And, and, you know, be like, hey, we want to do PKA live stream on Twitch. Is that still cool? And it always was. It always has been. So um, I think, you know, provided that you're in the gaming community like we are and it's all cool, then it's a different set of rules. But which one's a better platform to answer this AMA? Uh, YouTube, I think. Uh, I I think. Yeah, definitely YouTube. Can't be YouTube. Yeah, I, I think it's YouTube, but um, that's changing too. You know, it, Twitch is a much better platform than it used to be, and uh, and the the culture is are different too, right? Because on YouTube, if people think you're making a buck, then they call you out on it and they sort of nail you to the wall about it. On Twitch, you can shame the. I know there are millionaires on Twitch asking for $5 donations to do their their live streams and everyone, you know, will just throw $5 for the glory of seeing their name on your screen and um you know, they like the the culture on Twitch is much different in terms of making a buck than it is on YouTube and uh, it's just much better on Twitch that way. Like people connect and like and support their guys. So um so that's that's a cool thing. And I I don't know if I just inadvertently talked about hate, like we talked about how I should never do, but it was relevant to the question. Yep. What do you think the punishment for swatting should be? I think we covered this a little bit the other week, but... <sighs> uh, you know, know there was that fake news article where the guy got like 25 years? Yeah. I didn't think that was so bad. <laughs> you know what I, I was like? like <laughs> yeah, take that. In all seriousness, I, I know I'm, you know, Mr. Puts Kids in Jail, but in all seriousness, Cosmo was a, a computer hacker. I barely knew him, but I knew him a little bit. And uh, they took his computer away until he was 21. I think that's the kind of punishment, like that's the scale 
that should come at you, right? They should track you down. You should be on probation so that if you keep messing up, you the trouble gets for real. Like it, but you know, the first time you get caught swatting or something and you're whatever, 15, 16 years old, you have to go five or six years without your computer, without a smartphone, without that kind of stuff. Strip that stuff away from you. Remove your ability to create that kind of, to do that kind of crime again. And, um, and that's that. Because swatting is no joke. You know, there are people who are listening to this. Oh, my God, six years without a computer. Well, you know, the first time I got swatted, I greeted the SWAT team with a shotgun. Right? My kids could have no dad right now, you know, because of that joke. It's not a little thing. And um, uh, so, yeah, that, that's where I'd come down. Someone else take it away. What would you like to see, though? Because that's a very reasonable, level-handed uh, way to handle it. What do you think... Like what would you like? What would caning. be the most? Yeah, I would like uh, caning while they have their head in the stockades. I think that's what it's called. You know yes. that thing? Jesus. Yeah. So did it drop their pants, of course, and uh, cane their bare ass while they sit in a public area? I think that bare would be. Bare ass, he said. Bare no ass. Yeah, while they cane their ass um, in the stockades. I think that would be a wonderful punishment. And they wouldn't that's do it anymore. Bit. No, I they would, would not. If you're getting around caning in public <laughs> yeah. and you're naked ass, you're not going to do whatever you did before that. In the that. stockade? Mm. Yeah, in a stockade. Mm. Yeah, I'm good at this stuff. That's a real, that's humiliating. Mm-hmm. And they make you do it at a renaissance fair, so it's really in character. <laughs> and the children don't know. The children don't know it's real, so they're throwing fruit and you're just crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so devoted to his character. You know, I think it's one of those things where, like, if you do it more, if you do it once, it should be pretty serious. It should be a hefty fine, maybe something weird where they take away some of your electronic rights. But if you do it twice, I think it's like in there where you, you should be doing some jail time, like close to three years. I think. Yeah, the only thing yeah, I don't definitely. agree with fines for kids. I feel like it's not even realistic. It, it, like, what does a kid do with a fine? Mom pays it. Uh, tells his parents to pay it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does it like, stick with them for years? Hey, I would be neat. Reparations. You know, like if there's a fine, it should go to me. <laughs> That's how that should work. No, don't pay I like the that. government. Dude, pay your victim. Um, yeah. Kyle, I have two questions here, and they're kind of related. Um, Kyle, what inspired you to finally show your face on camera for PKA? <laughs> Woody forced you into doing it, I bet. What a dick. <laughs> um, uh, and then the other was, as you've recently come clean about your alter ego, do you have any regrets about leaving it this long? Or are you happy with how it turned out? So can you talk about your decision to to be you on camera? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. I, I just thought, thought it was about time. Most of the people here already knew. And everybody always... It, I love seeing the comment. Everyone already knows, but they don't. They really don't. Um, and whenever you say... Every, we all knew. You, you know, it's like... It's, I really think to myself, like, speak for yourself, because not everyone knows. I, I've got a really good judge of it. About 50% knew as of the other day, um, and about 50% didn't. I run into fans all the time on the street, and rarely do they know. Um, rarely do they know my name's Kyle. So um, I just thought it was about time. Uh, and I, it'll, it was going to free me up and allow me to be more flexible here. And I think it frees me up and allows me more to be more flexible with the stuff I do over there, too. So maybe it's easier for um, for me as my you know regular Kyle self to talk about a gun 
uh, in a more technical, detailed, serious fashion than it is for <clears throat> Dmitry Potapov to do it. Is that what inspired you to show your face? So you could do it differently? Somewhat, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you wish you had done it sooner, or was the timing just what you were hoping for? Um, I would have rather never done it. And and like the people who did know that I was Russian, who did know that that I wasn't Russian, had just played along and played it cool. Because I love the uh, the idea of the you know reading the comments of the people who think that FPS Russia is like Spetsnaz Commando and stuff like that. But if it's you know the timing's fine, I suppose. But I forced you into it, and that was that. Oh yeah, it was totally your fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how would you feel? I think he says, "How would you guys feel about a Wings of Redemption Doctor Phil special, as him appearing on the Doctor Phil show and him trying to fix and diagnose wings?" Now you have a problem with food in your life. So Doctor Phil, if people don't know, is actually like a food addiction special specialist. Like that's one of the on the show. He deals with all kinds of wacky things. You know, is he really though, is he really? Uh, he market. I mean. I don't know what he really, really, truly is, but um, food addiction seems to be one of the, like, I think in real life, that's one of the things he thinks he's especially competent at. Is he really a doctor? <laughs> I know, I, I don't believe is. so. Ooh, all right, so let's, uh, I'll Google it. Um, I mean, I think he, maybe he's Mr. Phil, and we've all been duped. I yeah. think he's a doctor. I don't know if Mr. Phil is the guy for wings. Um... Says Dr. Phil is a talk show hosted by Phil McGraw. Doesn't say Dr. Phil McGraw. Dr. Lying Douche. <laughs> okay, he's actually a doctor. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was. He has a, a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, a Master's in Experimental Psychology, and a PhD in Clinical Psychology. Experimental Psychology. He's a yeah. fucking Ghostbuster over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was guided through the doctoral program by Frank Lewis, who later became the primary contributing psychologist for the Dr. Phil television show. So he has, I guess, his mentor helping him on the show. Um, I can't picture Wings being very receptive to Dr. Phil's advice at all. And he used to work in a private psychology like... practice. So I'll drop it, but he's a doctor. Okay. Sounds like it. He's, um, a, he's very much so. The, see, so, but so Doctor Phil, I don't watch a ton of his stuff, but I have seen his stuff, and I feel like I know the gist of of what he does. He has a knack for telling the truth in an undeniable way, right? He sees right through you, and says what's what. Wings has a knack for accepting and realizing the truth on his own schedule, right? Like you know, like I, I think we went we went on him on the iced tea thing, right? And he's like, no iced tea, no iced tea. Hilariously, he told Joe Lozon he needs to step up his iced tea game, right? I love that. But you catch him six weeks later, and, you know, he he doesn't like being, quote-unquote, beaten in a live environment. But he did listen, and he did, you know, drop the iced tea thing. He just, you know, did that. So if you would have put wings on Dr. Phil's show... I think he'd cross his arms and make it seem as if Dr. Phil couldn't get through to him. Wings is good at that. But six weeks later, maybe we'd find out that he did. And would I like to see that show? Absolutely. I think that would be awesome. I would watch it just because it'd be 
two guys fighting the whole time to no effect. <laughs> they need he just wouldn't, wings. Wings on wouldn't there. concede anything at all. Yes, he wouldn't. He would. Yeah, he would absolutely not give an inch, and and it would be hilarious. Um, I like. I just like to see him on yeah. daytime television where he belongs. <laughs> you think Wings belongs on daytime TV? Yeah, I totally do. Wings needs to be on TV um, in some one way or another. I don't know where. Um, there should be a Wings Redemption show. It should be. It's better than Honey Boo Boo. Like it's good. It's great stuff over there. Really fucked up. Hmm. What's the next? For everyone, uh, I'm reading ahead. I was gonna. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to another one of the, the Patreon questions. I didn't know you had something else to add. No, no. I was actually also looking at one. I, I picked a big one, so I'm reading it carefully. You can oh. go first. Yeah, I was saying, uh, for everyone on PKA, have you ever been caught masturbating? If so, when and by whom? Never. I'll go last. Damn it, because I've never been caught, and I was hoping you guys had some really humiliating ones. I have a story. So, <laughs> um, when I lived in Ocean City, New Jersey, we had neighbors who were around for the summertime, and... Uh, I was maybe 16 or something like that. And, um, With that lithe swimmer's body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're making it. <laughs> it's sexy for gay people, I hope. And um, uh, we had, the, like, I would sometimes play with these kids that were younger than me. Whatever. And uh, they looked up to me in, like, a worship way. And uh, um, they were going home for the summer and they came to my house to say goodbye. Now, I lived on the, the top floor of my house. It sounds like it was super rich. It, it really wasn't, but we had a house with four store, three or four stories, depending on how you count them, and the top f floor was all mine. So uh, I was like laying on the couch masturbating with a comforter on me and, uh, <coughs> and, and to a magazine, I think, because this is old school. And uh, like they knock on the there's a door that led to my stairs, you know, that take you to my floor and they knock on it, but they don't wait or anything. They just like knock and enter like, like a fucking oh, worst. SWAT team or something. But, uh, I did have enough notice in that, like I, I, you know, tucked away the magazine and now I'm pantsless under a blanket and my mom and this, like, I don't know, 11 year old boy or something come in. <laughs> so, <laughs> The, you know, he's saying goodbye and everything, and I'm sitting up using this comforter to hide my boner, which is just not going away. And, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, how he'll miss me, and I'm like, yeah, it was really great, and we had some good times, you know, thanks for coming up, and, <laughs> you know, but then no one was getting it. And I'm looking at my mom like, like, you I don't know mom, if they know to this day. I'm masturbating. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, and I like, so I'm laying down, and then I get up, and the, the, the sound of me, like, sitting up sounds like this. <laughs> right? As if the magazine, like, crumples and crinkles under the comforter. And, oh. and I'm like, you know, I don't know if anybody knows what's going on here, but I feel like everybody knows what's going on here. She knew. Even the 11-year-old. Yeah, probably. And uh, there's not much more to it than that. But I, I think there was this subtle sort of like, aren't you going to get up and say goodbye? And it's like, no, because I'll be fucking standing at attention, you know, if I were to do so. And uh, I just kind of made small talk and thanked him for coming. 
and um, and sent him on his way. So that's that's about my only got caught masturbating story that I have. You just had to FDR it, sitting there with a blanket over your lower half, cordially <laughs> saying goodbye to people. <laughs> that's, I wish I had that line, but yeah, that's totally uh, how it went down. Oh, man. Damn, I have, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've honestly never been caught. I, I've come close, but never been caught. Um, next question. Mm-hmm. All right, so Merc is frozen. He'll be back. I was just offered an internship till I graduate in December. So keep in mind, it's three months. Then I will be offered a full-time position. The inter- the internship pays twenty grand under what my starting salary would be, which is just over the nas- national average. It's a Fortune 500 company and a nice place to work from what I hear. Should I work hard and risk getting offered a low salary or should I devote more time to getting other job interviews? So... He has an internship that pays twenty grand under what he's targeting, and he doesn't know what his salary will be when they offer it to him. Hmm. So, what's the alternative to that? Not taking it. Not taking it and continuing to Looking get more job interviews. Yeah. No, take the job. Yeah, take the job and then look for more jobs in the meantime. Yeah, exactly that. Ah, oh, that's so cutthroat. You don't think he should work for 20, like for, it's just three months. Yeah, that sounds good. Three months. Yeah, you know what? I, here's what I would do. I would take that internship and then towards the end of it, right? You know, when he graduates in December, he should be applying for other jobs and getting other interviews. And then when he considers the offer that he gets from this Fortune 500 company, it'll just be on an even even playing field. But having an internship and a degree will it will put him in a nice spot to get a salary. So if he gets lowballed by this company, they won't be his only chance. You know, go ahead. Get their get their money, get their experience, and then get their job offer in December and um and then compare that job offer to the other things on the table. My concern is that if they're used to paying you, I don't know, 30 grand a year, it seems like about what he's talking about. And then they offer you a job for 40, then they're kind of fucking you. With that internship and a degree, you might be able to make the 50 that you're targeting. And uh, yeah. So I would take the internship and then don't sit there and act like the offer you get in December is your only one. There it is. I agree. Yeah. Sound advice. Uh, what else we got here? With the departure of a particular host, I would like to know who now has the biggest balls on PKA. Um, shucks, I feel like my testicles are normal size. Does anyone have extraordinary testicles on the show? One of mine is a little <laughs> bigger than the other. So. I think that's normal because I'm in that same boat. No, no, no. One of them, one of them's definitely like, 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 like about this big. Yeah, like, and the other one's like. Like that big. So like perhaps a, if we rephrase difference. the question to who has the biggest ball, singular, then that would be oh. all about Kyle. Now, the one on the left, he is very large. I feel like he's mm. making up for the guy on the right. I feel like if he weren't, like if he, if that weren't a super ball on the right, I don't feel like I would have enough testosterone to even have any facial hair or like, you know. So is the right one like the runt of the litter? Like a little yeah. bit? Yeah. I feel like he's small. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, then that would kind of average. Well, no, if we change it to the biggest ball, it doesn't matter if the average is. Still win that one. Hey, hey, lefty is a huge ball. It's huge. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the guy. Yeah. For a second. No, no, I'm talking about my left testicle. No. Um, <laughs> very large. I don't know if it's wings redemption size. It's certainly not an egg. Maybe like a quail egg. Honestly, I don't even like know a, the story behind his him talking about his balls. Uh, you don't know because a lot of times Wings says things for either comedic effect or you know because uh, it paints him in a very good light. But um, what he said was that he had gigantic balls. He said that his penis was normal length but thick, the thick six, but that his balls <laughs> were you know gorilla sized or, or whatever has big balls. No, gorilla has tiny balls. Humans have the biggest penises of all the primates by far. Yeah, the gorilla's got like a one-incher. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I could yeah, totally steal a gorilla's girlfriend. Thing. Yeah, so all of you who have been like fantasizing about fucking a gorilla? You'd be very there. disappointed, yeah. Take it from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back and relive a part of your life, either because it was a great time or because you'd like to change something that happened, would you go back to it, if at all? I'd go back to when I first started YouTube, knowing everything I know right now about where it's going to go, what's going to be successful, and I would just pander and sell out so fucking hard. So hard. Just everything for money. Pandering, pandering, pandering. And, would you, uh, would you also make on. videos? Uh, yeah, I'd make videos. <laughs> would, they be, would they be zombies videos? Uh, probably not, not. I don't know. I don't know what I would, what kind I would do. I mean, I'd uh, have to, you know, go back, think about all the viral videos that came out I... in the meantime, recreate okay. a lot of those. All of those, like, uh, kids react videos, I'd make all that first. All the Ray William Johnson stuff, I'd start, I'd do the Equals 3 first. I'd have a channel with every popular series on there. People would think I was a dick. I was coming up with every good idea. <laughs> God damn it! We can't even do uh, rap battles of history. This fucker thought of that too. <laughs> Merkadurka did something called epic rap battles of history. It was terrible. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I just make a terrible version of every show to monopolize yeah, the yeah. market awfulness. Just ruin, ruin it for everyone. YouTube would just decline as a whole. Like because yeah. you took all the good ideas for yourself and ruined them. <laughs> uh, ruined it with my lazy editing and using the same gameplay for everything. Right. Uh. You do this brilliant <laughs> stuff, like I don't know, epic rap battles of history. Like he came up with Nyan Cat too? What the fuck? <laughs> everything he does is a giant hit. Everything. Every I huge I I found about Charlie's finger first. I did everything. <laughs> that would be my goal. He bit my finger. I don't know. That's a hard question because, you know, it depends on how you phrase it because what's to keep me from doing some sports almanac thing or some sort of uh, mm -hmm. lottery ticket thing? It kind of taints any kind of time travel because that's where I go to immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like who cares if I know how to make good YouTube videos? I know how to win the lottery like five times in a row if I want. I know how to like, I could, you know, I could take $100,000 and turn it into $50 million in a month with a sports almanac. Just, just... See, go to Vegas and keep moving around. Like, I, I don't. In my head, I just have to do it from memory, and for with that, I could only do a couple things: a bunch of MMA fights, you know, some Super Bowls and stuff. Um, but what I do know, I could like tell you which companies to invest in over what periods of time. 
Like when to invest in Microsoft, when to shift that out and into Cisco, when to shift that out and into, you know, Apple. Just like you could, I could make a lot of money doing yeah. it that way. Not as much as Sports Almanac because that's like whatever, double your money. Doubling every time. your money. But uh, also they'd let you keep doing it. Where Sports Almanac, you might just get like, busted and sent yeah, out. You'd have to get your knees bit... broken after your 10th correct guess at a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be a little bit sneaky about it. Maybe yeah. start yeah, a business maybe wrong. start a business where here's what I would do so you wouldn't get caught. I would start a business where I gave betting advice and I would have like an 85% accuracy rate and I'd just fail 15% of the time on purpose so I didn't seem like I was a time traveler <laughs> but I would still have, <laughs> but I would still have the best, uh, you know. Yeah, once you get kicked out of the betting. casinos, that would be part of your marketing package, right? Like, all right, the casinos won't let me bet anymore. My new business casinos is casino advice. Hate him. Yeah, yeah, that'd be casinos great. hate him, right? Perfect. So it's, it's, it's just, just it's, it's just a license for infinite money. But yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think I'd like to go relive some fun part of my life when I. Um, you know, some some crazy part where I was doing a lot of cool things in a really short period of time. Probably go back to one of those times. That'd be cool. I feel like I could do high school again. And see, this is my mix, right? On the upside, the old, you know, apparent cliche, like if I knew then what I knew now. But if I went to high school now, I would have a much better idea of like how to be popular, how to be funny, how to how to do how to get girls. Um, I, I would just be really good at high school today. You know, that that would be, I'd be hugely successful. Having said that, if I was, who would I be right now? Like, perhaps not being cool for the first two or three years in high school helped me a ton. You know, I, I know that getting bad grades sent me to the same college as Jackie, and I'm really happy about how that worked out. You know, who would I marry if I ended up at Harvard, right? And probably someone not very much like Jackie at all. So, um... That's the challenge I have. Like, yeah, if I just redo some years and not think about the consequences, I'd kick ass at high school today. It'd be a blast. But um, then afterwards, like, now what do I got? Like, I, I feel like my life as a whole, like the package that I have going is top five, top 1%. If I were to change things up, I don't know that I could do that again. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an issue. I think I'd go back and li and relive one of the fun times, though. <clears throat> All right, I'm trying to pick a good. Oh, what do you think of the fappening? We talked about that last week a bunch. Yeah, yeah, we kind of drilled that into the ground. If I were to answer it super quick, um, I, I feel their invasion of privacy. Although if, if for some reason Jennifer Lawrence is watching our show, it's not going to hurt her at all. No. I don't think anyone was really damaged by it. Like, like sometimes someone's exposed and you find out that that celebrity is not who you thought they were and it's really a problem for them. That didn't happen in any of these cases. We just turned out that good-looking people look good naked. There's a shocker. Yeah. It should have happened like the opposite of how the Andy Weiner one happened. Where, like, for this, it's not going to damage them at all, mm -hmm. really. But everybody's freaking out, like, oh, what an invasion of privacy. But then something that completely tarnished that guy's legacy and career because of it was invading his privacy. People are like, oh, that's hilarious. Let's all laugh at him. And, you know, didn't really get... I think it just, it just matters who it happens to, and people just happen to be more sympathetic to Jennifer Lawrence because she was in The Hunger Games or whatever. But, 
What's your memorable quote in a movie? Oh. I've got mine. I, I, there's something so tough but anti-tough about I'm your Huckleberry. If people don't know, the movie is Tombstone, right? Actually, Kyle, can you lay out where I'm your Huckleberry <clears throat> comes from? You're going to do it great. The, um, there's a conflict. One guy is trying not, to fight Wyatt Earp. Yeah, so Ringo wants to, to fight Wyatt Earp. He wants a final showdown with Wyatt Earp out in the woods. And, uh, and Wyatt Earp knows he can't beat Ringo. And so Val Kilmer goes instead. And Val Kilmer can beat Ringo, and Ringo knows it. And they had had this argument in the past, like um, about playing for blood and killing for blood. And uh, Ringo's people had had to pull him off because he was too drunk. And they knew that if he fought um, Val Kilmer at that point, then he, the Doc Holliday was just going to kill him then. So Doc Holliday shows up. Ringo thinks that he's Wyatt Earp, and he's like, "Ah, didn't think you show." And Val Kilmer's just just kind of like looks up from his head, and he's just he's like, "I'm your Huckleberry." And it's just, it, it's a huge moment. He's telling him, he's like, you know. Did you tell it right? I, wow, I hate to go against your movie knowledge, but I think they're in a saloon. And Well, he does it twice. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's the it thing. So, which... Yeah, so the, he's he's like sort of egging Wyatt Earp on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And he's like kind of on the edge about it. And Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer says, you know, I'm your Huckleberry. Like, let, bring it to me. I'll, just, yeah. you want, you're looking for a fight? You're in luck. I love fighting. And they go, no, I don't have no quarrel with you. And then he had like some <laughs> loophole. Like, no, you forgot that one time at cards we did a thing and, and now we have a score to settle. And he's like, Play no, for we blood. don't. Yeah, we played for blood. It, it was, yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. We started using it where I worked a lot. Like, I, it was great. Like, you know, whatever. Player, guy A would ask guy B if we played ping pong. And when he didn't, you'd hear from like around the cube. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> like, you looking for a fight? But okay, everyone else, favorite movie quote? Go ahead, Taylor. Carl? Oh. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not just one quote. It's that whole beginning of Reservoir Dogs where Steve Buscemi oh. is defending why he doesn't tip. Why he doesn't tip. Yeah, it's so it's not just one quote, so I guess that's kind of cheating, but I'm sure everybody knows that whole procession. Where he's just like, you know, adamantly it's, defending his right to not tip because he shouldn't have to, and I just think uh-huh. that's. I, I like that too. That's really good. I mine's also Tarantino. Um, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. The the uh, the whole thing that Jules says right before he kills that kid in uh, in Pulp Fiction is my favorite. The whole quote, I love that thing. What does he say near the end where he's like, I didn't used to know what it meant. I just used to think it was a stone-cold thing to say to a motherfucker before you shoot him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I just thought it was some stone-cold shit to say end. to a motherfucker before I pop a cap in him. But yeah. anyway, he's got like a couple of ways that you could interpret it. And, and finally he's like, but that ain't what it really is. The truth is, I'm the evil man. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. really dark and scary. That's a great movie. Tarantino's... Tarantino writes a lot of cool lines like that. Like you could find a lot of really memorable quotes in any of his movies: *Reservoir Dogs*, *Pulp Fiction*, um, the 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 *Kill Bill* movies, *Inglorious Bastards*, all that oh, stuff. Uh, speaking Jango. of movies, oh, let's uh, pick a movie for the, for the the movie week. Yeah, let's let's pick one. 
So one of the suggestions uh, is that we pick a movie, uh, we all watch it during the the week ahead of us, and hopefully a lot of you out, you out there watch the movie too, you know. And then we get back here next week, we discuss the movie, and we pick a new one for next week. All so, right. so Any while we're doing these, well, I think while we continue to do the AMA questions, maybe we should take a look at what's out and maybe think of some of our favorites, and we all suggest a movie and come to a decision. So, do you think that it should be a movie in the theater? Or like a movie on nah. Netflix. I think yeah, it could be Netflix. anything. I think it could be any movie. I think it would be better if it was something that we could get at home, though. Yeah, then something on Netflix, or whatever. Let me look uh, on that. What's the next uh, AMA question, though? Next AMA question. If you had the superpower to transform in and out of being any object, what object would you choose to be able to transform into? And why? Hmm. His examples were rock, TV, chair, flashlight. You could be anything. <laughs> if I could be Can any I, object, I think I'd... I'd turn into a fucking airplane. Yeah, fighter plane in particular was on my mind. Yeah, like a transformer. <laughs> yeah, I want to no, be... No, but you couldn't fly yourself, though. Fuck you your shit. You just have to sit there I... until some fuck got in there and flew you around. Uh, well, shit, okay, I'm a, a plane with a mind of its own. I'll be a drone. I'll be a... Uh... Yeah, and wait, I still have my brain, right? I could fly me. I just move my joystick <laughs> I like me. I do today. Yeah, I'll be a fucking jet plane. Blow yeah. shit up. I'm trying to think of something cooler than a jet plane. Do I need to be a space shuttle? I don't know. As Nothing. far as finding, you know, adventures, you could just be like a hundred dollar bill. Only a matter of time till you get passed to a stripper or some crazy party, and someone snorting coke through you, and then before they know it, you're there because you changed back, and everybody's like, I "Oh my god!" I think you're just gonna spend a lot of time in drawers and pockets and shit. Well, that's when, but then you can change out of the object, so it's not like you have to stay there for, you know. 10 years as some old lady hoards you. You just turn into yourself, walk out of I'd rather be a fucking jet plane, and then the people that want to hang around with me are going to bring on their own cocaine, and I can experience it that way. All right, well, fine. You, you get offered a lot of cocaine when you can turn into a goddamn jet. Okay, well, now we're just picking the coolest objects we can think of, and I can't <laughs> no. beat that. Apache helicopter! Uh, I'll become the moon! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got, I like this one. It seems like all three hosts live their dream job. Woody runs a server that greatly helps his son. Kyle plays with games and guns and makes videos about it. And Mirka is a stripper. Now they know. With that said, what advice would you give to a person who wants to chase his or her dream? Should they remain in school and get a degree? Should they pursue it out of the gate? And most importantly, should they accept failure as a possibility? Hmm. Failure is an inevitability. Inevitability? Yeah. You said it right. Inevitability, you, uh, huh? Inevitability. You will fail. It's it's about going on and you know picking your shit up and keeping moving on with your with your ideas. And your your ideas should be you know what kind of life you want to live. You should you should say I want to live a life where I have all of these things. I can do all of these things, and then try to make the rest fit around that. Figure out what you want that's going to make you happy. If it's a lot of free time to yourself. And you know a lot of free, you know, space and nobody bothering you. Then, do then make that so. If it's having a really big, you know, group environment that you're living in and and working with lots of people, then make that happen. Just figure out what makes you happy and do it. Yeah, good way to put it. 
Hmm. See, on one level, that sound like like that sounds great. You know, like hey, figure out what you need from life and make it happen. I kind of accept. There's this thing, like a lot of times, like an artist or an actor or an athlete will be like, never give up, follow your dream. But they are that one percent that actually caught their dream. You know. Chase your dream of being an NFL quarterback. Well, Peyton Manning, that sounds fine for you. You know, like it's, <laughs> there's a really low percentage that I'm going to succeed at that. I'm nine inches shorter than you and I have one fourth your strength. Like, you know, it's not going to happen. Well, you have to be kind of upbeat when you're talking to kids. You can't have Peyton <laughs> yelling at them being like, statistically, you're all going to be now, fucking I didn't say. I didn't say you could be whatever you wanted. I said so. So I, here's what you would do. If it, you would never say I want to be an NFL quarterback. That's what I'm going for. You would say, I want to. I want my job to be about football. I want to. You know, I maybe I'll aim for being uh, an NFL quarterback. But my fallback is definitely to be to have some sort of degree that's gonna get me on a sports team or, or involve the sports team. Maybe I mean you're in the front office and you do the marketing for the Braves, that, or maybe you know find a job involved that's part of the. I said the Braves. Obviously that's a baseball team, but um, you know you could find a job that's near what you want to do without being Peyton Manning. Here's here's my take on it. Right, I firmly believe in betting on yourself however i think what you're targeting should be something you have a chance of attaining right so if you want to be the next you know um slash right you know a, a guitarist in a in a heavy in a huge band are you good at guitar do you have what it takes to be slash do you have a stage presence how are people reacting to your music today you know, like I guarantee you, let's say you're, you want to be the next Taylor Swift, which is unlikely because we have so many guys watching this. But if you want to be the next Taylor Swift at 16, Taylor Swift was awesome, right? She could already sing. She probably had like 10 years of experience on the guitar by the time she was 16. Bet on yourself, but don't be stupid and make yourself a really lousy bet. If you need to put in the work and have realistic expectations for your own success. Don't bet on yourself when things are going wrong. And I, I don't want to like, I feel like I'm getting oddly specific with this next part, but like I, I see some people make videos on YouTube and they get between like one and 2000 views a video and they say, I'm going to bet on myself. And I think, well, you need to change something up to make yourself a better bet. Cause if you're literally making like $4 a video, then then like, I don't know, alter the formula, find a new space, whatever. If you're going to bet on yourself, that's okay, but don't make a bad bet. Make yourself a good bet. Bet on yourself that you're going to be something other than a YouTube person. Bet on yourself that you're going to be, you know, a YouTube person, but change up a formula that's not working. I don't know what that is. If you want to be a rock star, if you want to be an athlete, if you want to be a doctor, go ahead and, and, you know, believe in yourself that you can achieve stuff even if someone else doesn't, but don't be so silly that you can't figure out it's a sucker's bet. And um, you know, that's where I stand on this thing. You wanted to specifically know if you're going to college? Well, you know, I, I think that ties into what you think your odds of success are. You know, if you suck at guitar and you want to be the next Slash, stay in school, kid. You know, if you think that you're somehow going to make the NBA without going to college, 
<laughs> you better be seven foot tall, you know, or, or whatever it takes, six, nine or something. Um, so yeah, bet on yourself, but make yourself a damn good bet through either hard work or realistic expectation, expectations. So my, I've, I've been thinking uh, during all that about what I want my, mo- my movie suggestion is. It's The Master. Um, it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix in it. Uh, and it's on um, Netflix. Are you on Complex.com? No. Okay. I, I, I see it oh, on there yeah. too. All right. I'm down with that. The Master. It came out in yeah. 2012. It's on Netflix. And, and like you said, it has some fantastic actors in it. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson directs it. He actually wrote it, apparently, which is a little worrying. Um, Amy Adams is also in it. Well, all right. Um, so everybody watch The Master before next week so you can listen yeah. to us talk about it. Awesome. It's on Netflix. It's, uh, I don't know anything about it. I, I think it's about a cult or something, but I really that's all I know. If it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's going to be good. Yeah, and it's and I think Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor too. He's kind of like he comes it. off as really crazy. Yeah, he does, right? I think he might be really crazy. There's a distinct possibility. It's a little bit long. It's 144 minutes, but I'm sure. But he won't fall asleep. <laughs> when you make bets, make sure they're good bets, Kyle. <laughs> it, uh, it was nominated for three Oscars. So yeah, yeah it can't we'll be like bad. It, maybe we'll. Um. If if I was throwing another one off the top of my head, Punch Drunk Love is also well. Yeah, I'm excited maybe. about your first choice. Can we, can I vote for it? Yeah, I want to. I want to vote for that one too. Okay. Okay. Right. Maybe is, we'll take turns picking them. Yeah. Or and I like the way we do it now: proposals and voting. Maybe next time I won't suck and come up with no proposal at all. But yeah, anyway, we'll work <laughs> it out. Um, this is mainly for Woody and Kyle, as Merka has a full-time job. Stripper. Woody and Kyle, what are your plans for after YouTube? Is retirement next or is a job in the future? Thank you for answering or not answering and keep up the good show. Um, <laughs> plans for after YouTube. I'll go I've, first. And, oh, you can go I first. I want to go first. Yeah, I've Please been thinking do. about a lot of... There's a lot of cool things that um, I could do with some of the licensing that, that, my YouTube, that is sort of secondary to my YouTube thing. Um, so maybe... I don't know. I don't know, but it'll be something that I'll enjoy. It'll be something uh, with firearms or explosives or both. Maybe I'll put on firework shows, or maybe I'll run a business that comes to your house with machine guns for your family to to shoot rent. I don't know. No nine-year-old girls. Yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll. Uh... No, no nine-year-old girls. God <laughs> damn you! <laughs> I just caught on. Oh god! Oh, that was awful. <laughs> Yeah, nothing like that. Like that was terrible. Um, that nine-year-old killed that instructor with that Uzi. Uh, I watched the video. It just looked to me like like I would never hand a kid a that small a machine gun. That just yeah, could have been handled better. Uh, especially yeah. that one. I remember the first time I shot a gun, and I think I was like 39 or something. So you know, I was a full-size person, and uh, I had like a special forces guy with his hand on my shoulder, kind of keeping me. In check, I think I started with like three at a time, five at a time, worked my way up to shooting like all 30. And uh, they seem to just give her an Uzi, which is especially difficult to control. She got one round semi-auto and then went full auto. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. And it, it if I saw the video right, it just immediately tracked left towards the instructor and she shot him. And um, 
it was the instructor's fault, but she'll feel terrible about it, and he's dead, and you know the whole thing was a. Uh, it's a shame that it went down. It, it's a firearm accident like any other. Yeah, but, they they ruled it an industrial accident. That's mean. My um, my dream of finishing YouTube. It was like when when YouTube started going really well for me. Um. It, it was like, you know, so what was, what's the plan here? And the goal was always to, um, to, you know, to do the YouTube thing, the, you know, it, it, the YouTube careers go like a bell curve most of the time. There are a few exceptions. Shay Carl seems to have come back. Um, there's other ones too. Sexy Phil seems to live on forever. Philip DeFranco. But by and large, when you watch the people on YouTube, you know, their, their careers go in a, in a bell curve. And I expected mine to do that. And then I was like, I think I would be wildly successful if YouTube, like I finished YouTube with um, like half a million in the bank, a house paid off, and then I went back to my job as an IT manager, but further advanced on like the path towards retirement than I would have been if I just stayed at work. And in addition to that, I'd lived the dream for a while. Right. And the, the, the example I always make is like, imagine you were a minor league pro golfer, right? You're one of those guys that doesn't make the cut every tournament, but you're there and you spend a couple of years making way more than you would have made in IT and you're living your personal dream, right? Whatever. Maybe you want to be a hockey player, golfer, baseball, rock star, whatever, but you get to taste that for a while. And then when it wraps up, all of a sudden, you know, you're good financially, and you've had your dream life for some period of time. That's what I thought. It went even better than that, right? It, it I, I've got more saved than that. Uh, my career lasted longer than that. Um, you know, I, I have ideas that I think would, you know, reinvigorate my channel or make a new channel or something like that. That would be really exciting and fun. And it would be the next, like, living the life. I, um, what I didn't know was going to happen is that self-employment would be so satisfying for me. Uh, I'm not sure if I ever want to work for somebody again. And I'm, I'm fortunate in that like businesses that may have seemed like they were expensive to start prior to this are now in my grasp. You know, if it took a couple hundred grand to launch something, like I could do that. So that there's a, this thing is an opportunity magnet. Not only do I have a platform to like tell people about things, but I have investments that I could make to make them a reality. And, um, so, you know, to answer your question, I always thought I'd go back to work, maybe be a manager in it or something like that and guide projects and work for a company. And, uh, now my ambitions are a little higher, you know, either a, a longer run on YouTube or a whole new business, maybe something not even in the public, but you know, like uh, I have silly ideas like uh, a storage facility, you know, they're popping up around here and they're always full. And it seems like renting out garages is easy as hell job. You know, I know you gotta like collect payments and people fall behind. You have to clear out the garage or whatever, but God damn, that seems like passive income. And, uh, you know, I could buy land, put garages on them, rent it out as self storage and that could last forever. So yeah, anyway, um, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it's been great. And, uh, I'd like to keep, life great but if i had to go back as an it manager i'd be fine i'd just be way better than i ever would have had i not done youtube um 
<laughs> my question is, what keeps you guys motivated in life? I'm currently at a stage in my life where everything seems boring, and I think to myself, is this it? Mirka, what keeps you motivated in life? Uh, I don't know. That's a hard question. I guess just I want more things. It seems really <laughs> shallow, but I want more stuff. Like, I, I just I want a really nice car. I want a really nice house. I want a nice pool. I want, you know, a nice TV and a theater. Like, I want nice things, and that makes me want to... You know, that this sounds so awful, but that you know, it's honest. I like it though. Want nice things. I, I I remember I was talking to Kyle about a, a person honest, that's a big incentive for everyone, I think. I was talking to Kyle about a person that works for me. I won't give anything away. And uh works or worked or whatever. I had no clues. But um uh seriously no clues. <laughs> and uh they're like, I'm not really feeling motivated. This is gonna take longer than it otherwise would have because I'm not inspired by this task that you gave me. And Kyle was like, you want motivation? How about fear of losing your fucking job? How about your motivation is you need this for money? You know, you don't like this? Then try getting a fucking real job and you'll really hate that. You know, I'm just imagining like, you know, I'm paying you to push this broom and you're like, but I'm sweeping up glass. I'm just going to let you know that I hate sweeping up glass. So it's going to take me a while to get this all swept up. You know, if this was clay pottery, I could get it. I could enjoy it. I could really get into it. And I'm, no, fuck you. I'll find somebody who will go double time on glass, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. a, job, a job is a luxury. It's a privilege. Like, fucking yeah. work your ass off because you're happy to have it. You're working in video games. Do you yeah, know how many people want job. this job? You're not and, sweeping glass. It's a cool job. And I pay you more than any other server would. And, you, you know, why? <laughs> why? You know, we'll get a guy who, you know, is, is excited to do this, not motivated. Yeah. I... I that's the thing. So, you know, what keeps me motivated? Uh, well, shucks. Partly it's just a sense of responsibility. I've got a wife and I've got kids. And, um, you know, like one of the things we talked about, lack of job security is a thing for me, right? Like if I don't keep pushing, then things fall off. And uh, um, I'm not done yet. So that's, that's why I'm making videos. That's why, you know... The, Today, no, yeah. So yesterday, Minecraft 1.8 came out. That was a big deal for us. Now there's a new client to support. We got all these games. You start upgrading stuff. Things break. Fix, fix, fix. And um, you know, while I'm doing that, I'm working on videos because we did a PKA adventure, and and you know, I want people to be excited about this. So I want the videos to be good enough that people think they're cool, and they when we go on the next trip, they're like, yeah, this something's good gonna come out of it. Um, you know, I. I these are all the things I have to get done if I want to keep having what I have. Well, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about flexibility in my life. Like one of the, I spent 15, 20 years working in, you know, offices and cubes. And, uh, I think it's amazing that like now I'm not, I love working from home. That's worth a lot to me. And more than that, I can do whatever, like go take hope to lunch or something if I want to. And, uh, yeah, so I work to maintain that privilege. I like being self-employed. Yep. <clears throat> so do we need another question? Uh, oh, I guess I should answer that one. Um, You know, I think it's a mixture of, like, both of those things. You know, there's the whole, like, I like to acquire 
you know, money thing. But you know, another cool thing about my job is I oftentimes acquire material. You know, I get I get goodies and I get guns and stuff like that, and I really like getting that stuff. So that keeps me working. Um, uh, get a bunch of silencers soon. If you're in the market for a silencer, check out a Silencer Co. Silencer. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna be shooting a lot of them. Um, I've uh, I've shot the Tyrant 45, and I've shot I've shot a lot of the 45 cans, but I uh, so far I'm I'm really impressed with uh, the Silencer Co. one. Do they work with Quiet Riot? Do you know? Um, I'm sure he can get silencers from them. Huh. I need to call. We should set, we should get that cooking soon. Uh, sure. For people that don't yeah. know, you need a, like a special trust that owns the silencer, and there's some paperwork involved, and it takes like eight months. And every day I don't well, do it, I'm wishing my clock started. I wish it started two weeks ago. Yeah, it's hard to say when the how how long it's actually going to take. I hear I see I hear them talking about eight and nine months, but mm -hmm. I would six months seems more likely. But but yeah, you you you, you the, the trust thing is fast. You know, that's just some, a thing a lawyer has to set up for you. It's the actual um, form that goes to the ATF and then, like, getting back to you and saying yes, that takes so long. Okay. So, anyway, but, I need to get that cooking so I can own amazing things. Yeah, silencers are fucking cool. Yeah, short barrel rifles, shotguns, stuff like that. You talked about having a car gun that is basically a shotgun that's so short the end of the shell sticks out of it. Mm -hmm. I want to yeah, see I'm gonna, what that does. I'm gonna take an over and under, open it over and under shotgun, a uh, a breakdown, and I'm gonna cut it off so it's just the pistol grip, and uh, the barrel's gonna be about this long. Like the whole thing's gonna be like this long. Like the the shells are gonna go in, and um, and they're gonna stick out the end of the barrel if if I can cut it that close. So I'm gonna cut it as close as possible, without uh, damaging the the frame or anything. I, you go first. That interests me. But it's I don't gonna know. be cool. Yeah. Oh, you know what I want? This, this a twelve gauge a... pistol. Dude, a triple barrel shotgun. Why so... not a quadruple barrel? I uh, because I don't know about them. Because I'm gonna make one. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make a. We're gonna make a quadruple barrel shotgun. It's hard. So you probably know more about this than me. But are you familiar with like regulating the barrels? This term. Uh, it doesn't no. matter. No. I didn't want to like. Have you not know a thing? But when you put the um, the barrels together oh, and like weld them, it makes them somehow slightly not straight. So like the top one might shoot a little low. The left one might shoot like across the center and stuff. So I, I guess somehow when you make a triple barrel shotgun, it's extra difficult to make the rounds come out straight because there's welds along like the top and the side. And uh, it takes some sort of special expertise. And I would guess that a quad takes the same thing. Again, I'm, I'm assuming there's two welds or a big middle weld. I don't know how to do it. But, um, uh, yeah, so you might get a quad barrel shotgun and find that, like, if you were to put it in a vise and hold it straight, it just goes all cockeyed everywhere. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess that's, that, that, that's definitely going to be a concern. I'm doing two things. I think we're going to do, like, a quad barrel shotgun that's like a a breakdown thing where you just put four shells in. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to do a double-barreled pump, hmm. which I've been talking about forever. Who's going to weld it together? Do you weld or braze guns? Do you know? It'll be TIG weld. welding. TIG welding. Yeah, I don't know how to yeah. do that. I've got a TIG welder, and Scott just Scott actually got that welding job, and then he went and bought a $45,000 uh, truck F-150. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> a curious choice. He bought the F-150 right before the awesome F-150s came out. 
Maybe he got one of the awesome ones. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I hope so. I got I, or, you know what? I'm sure it's awesome. You know, even today's F-150s are great. Yeah, even if it, but if it's not, I won't pull a Wings of Redemption and be like, at NC-71. <laughs> <laughs> I knew right so, so what you were talking about. Taylor, he did this to uh, my friend Jeremy. Like, like Jeremy had this new pickup truck he bought, and it was like a $4,000 truck, so you know, it wasn't a gym or anything, but it was his new truck. And it had, had the, it's a Z71 uh, stickers on the back and everything. And Wings and Wings pointed out that 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 it wasn't a true Z71 for some reason. That it just had the stickers and just like hurt Jeremy's feelings. Like that's the first thing he did when they met. Like first that's thing. Astute observation. Yeah. Oh, he's hmm. he, just just a real asshole. Well, that's yeah. That is just kind of mean. It's like if oh, I go did. over there and Kyle's excited to show me a gun, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that gun before. I saw a bunch of fags shooting it. Only fags <laughs> shoot that gun. <laughs> that's like nice to... there, but I see you got the Ooh. six barrel. You realize that's not a true handgun, faggot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he, he pulled a real neckbeard move on Jeremy's truck and just hurt Jeremy's feelings. Just he... neckbeard things. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. Uh, nah, Jeremy can take it. Fuck Jeremy. Really? Are we mad at Jeremy now? No, we're not. I I need to get uh I need to get in touch with Jeremy. I need to head over there tomorrow, and I need to go over there, set up the, the shooting range, and uh and I also need to like talk to Jeremy about getting him involved with PKA, because I really do want to do some sort of Jeremy Wheel of Pain or something like that. I want to see if he he, he I want to see if he's got a job because if he if he's got a job, it might be easier, believe it or not, to uh to bend him to our will. You I know, have a thing. Up, go ahead. I think I'm getting a Jeremy. Your I, own Jeremy? I well, mine's gonna be called Josh, and um, uh, it, it, we've alluded to my next channel idea, which I might even just use as my current channel. I don't know, but um, uh, there'll be guns involved, and and of course I'll like it's not gonna be a self filming thing. I'm gonna try to do really high production qualities. I've been investing a lot of money into my next channel, and uh, um, for that I need a cameraman. And we have like a friend of the family and uh, this guy, Josh, is like out of high school. Um, he was going to be a Marine, but I, I don't know the details on that, but it didn't work out for him. And he's really country and he's really knowledgeable about guns, which helps me because while I like guns a lot compared to like some people who have had passions for like decades, they, they just they trump me in knowledge. You know, they could, they'll see a loaded up AR-15 and know every piece of kit on it. And I'm not one of those guys. But if Josh is around me, then I, I stand a, a fighting chance of knowing even more, not saying a wrong thing. And he's he's firearms friendly. He's not scared. He's tough. Um, he's just going to help me out on shoot day. We'll see. I'll have my own Jeremy. I don't. I don't. I know he was a fan of mine. You know, like, but we know his parents, and it turns out like he, like he was like texting his friends the day he met me the first time. And, uh, but he seemed like a really good guy. He's, he's, a. <laughs> I don't know if he'll like this thing, but do you know that cartoon where there's like a really giant duck who wears a diaper? Like he's, he's massively strong and tough, but so gentle hearted that he typically doesn't pick on people. No one knows this. No, I'm sorry. I don't um, know. Sounds like a shitty fucking cartoon though. If you ask. Yeah, that sounds boring. Why wouldn't the strong duck hurt anyone? Who cares? <laughs> Why is it wearing the diaper? Who cares where a duck yeah. shits? I'm googling it. It's a good I, point. Oh, I immediately found him, Baby Huey. You guys don't know Baby oh. Huey? Oh, yeah, I know Baby Huey. 
the duck? Yes, I will give you a link to Baby Huey's Wikipedia page. Um, this is a cartoon from the fifties, so of course you know. So I was, no, I've here. never seen this thing before ever. No, okay, I'm totally dating myself here. I'll I'll put the image on here for people who are watching the show this live. 1940s era cartoon character that <laughs> apparently you you know about Woody. Yeah, well, you know, I was um I was probably 32 at the time, and um. Baby Huey played like he was always really sweet and you know he was he was clumsy but he was tough and it seemed like at the end of every show he would make the bad guys pay by like I don't know kind-heartedly kicking their ass and you'd be happy about it. That's kind of what Josh reminds me of. He's like big and strong and a teddy bear um most of the time. And uh we'll see what he's like to work with. I'm excited about it. So you it. compared him literally to a big retarded duck. <laughs> that's what this appears to be. It says, full name, Baby Huey, species duck, ability, will. strength, clumsiness. <laughs> He's a big retarded duck. That's what you compared him yeah, to. big retard duck. Well, good it's luck with your retard duck, Woody. Uh... <laughs> I really like him. <laughs> we, um, we met at a Christmas party, and, uh, and he seemed really sweet, but he's like big and country strong, which is where the Jeremy thought process comes in. And um, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm excited about it. My next dream job. So uh, are you guys ready to, um, to call it a show? Did we get everything yep. covered? Did we get all our sponsors covered? Any Patreon information we wanted to get out there? Anything like that? Oh, oh. Um, actually, I will say one more thing about the Patreon. So we have been slower than planned on the Patreon stuff. And uh, I talked to the guys who manage that. And um, it's, un it's, it's cooking now. Well, I know we got postcards in the mail. I actually had Sharpies to write postcards show up for me today. Uh, the next time we do a Google Hangout, we will either do like three a month or something like that to get people in who missed it or a new technology. We're talking about WebEx that, that maybe allows more people to join at one time. And uh, this is what happened. La the, the first time we held a like private Hangout, we had two people for most of the time. And then at the end, it got up to three. The next time we held it, you know, it was pegged at 10 the whole time and there were more people knocking on the door. We didn't anticipate so many people not getting in since, like I said, the first time we had like literally one or two people for most of it. The next time, I think we, if you count Kyle and I and stuff, yeah, it, it got as high as three, but, um, f five. Okay. <laughs> including Kyle and I three plus two. I, anyway, the next time it was pegged at the cap all the time and there are a lot of people you know figuratively knocking on the door that couldn't get in so we're gonna do a tech that either supports more people or we'll do the same tech and we'll do several rounds of it and uh, and make sure that the patreon's getting uh, what they're supposed to get so anyway it's all cooking it's underway we've got postcards coming out we're doing ask me anything questions we're um uh going to revise the way we do google hangouts to make sure that people can get in we uh we've got all sorts of stuff rolling to make sure that uh that the people who do Patreon get uh you know what they were hoping for. And um and there you have it. So um so I'm excited that this stuff is all underway and uh, I just needed to I guess you know we all had to poke the guys running the Patreon to make sure that um that we get get it cooking. So Absolutely. But if you pay for yep. something you you're you're going to get it. Um and that's kind of the end of the story. Uh, this is our first Patreon, just like it's your first Patreon. But if you pay for something, I promise you'll get it. 
There it is. Ready for the outro? Yes, sir. All right, yep. so we'll be quiet while this plays. This episode of PKA is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code PKA at checkout. A better web starts with your website.